Yes, Kim Wilde, can't get enough of your love from 1990. And this song is dedicated to Daniel72, the free roll winner, the big free roll winner of last week. He won 250 big ones in our $555 free roll celebrating our 200th episode of Poker Fraud Alert Radio. Welcome to Poker Fraud Alert Radio. I am Todd Dandruff with Ellis, and this is the Druff and Drexel Show. By the way, the reason that's dedicated to Daniel72 is not because I'm in love with him, but because I'm in love with his $15. He gave $15 of that 250 back for me to play this song. Some people in the chat room were wondering why I chose this relatively obscure song from 1990 to open the show with. Someone thought it was Taylor Dane. No, it's Kim Wilde. FTP Jesus said, this is where Druff starts the show and tells us this was playing on the car ride home after he got laid for the very first time. But no, that's not true. Good guess, but not true. I got laid for the first time about a year before that song came out. And really the first thing I heard, the first song I heard on the way home, I do remember it, was uh, Dress for Success by Roxette, which is a, another pretty obscure song that you really don't hear much anymore in 89 and it was part of the shadow stevens uh i think a american top 40 some top 40 countdown that was a knockoff of the one that casey Kasem did anyway welcome we're here on a thursday again and you may ask why are we on a thursday again this is exactly a week from the previous episode our 200th episode this is now our 201st episode which means it's not special it's boring the reason that we are late is that uh Brandon could not make it. Well, the reason we're late tonight is because of me. The reason we're a day late is Brandon had somebody in town, actually a, a user from Poker Fraud Alert, but I, I won't give away who it is. I don't know if he wants that given out, so I won't. Nothing scandalous or anything, but uh, it's just a friend of his. So he's spending time with that person and uh, asked if I could delay radio one day. I said, okay. So here we are on Thursday. Let's see if Brandon's around. There we are. Well, he was here for a second and he's gone. Let's try one more time. Now it shows busy. Yeah, now it just shows busy. I don't know what's going on there. Well, Brandon, when you can get through, call in. <laughs> through Skype, it says busy. Don't know what's going on there. Anyway, we have uh, another co-host who also was trying to join during the song, and I kept rejecting his attempt to join because I don't want people on during the song. He probably didn't know it was a song. He probably just thought he was calling in during the show because we started so late. Oh, here we are. Calawat, hello. How you doing, Druff? So did you know the song was playing when you called in, or did you just think the show was going? I, I didn't know protocol, man. I just got home from the bar, had a couple of beers. so. You know. All right, that's fair. All right, let's try to put Brandon back on here, and then we'll do the intro, then we'll get going. Not sure what's going on with Brandon. He says, call me, keep getting voicemails. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. I'm going to try. Let's see. Can we get him? We had him for like a split second, and then he disappeared. Now it's just sometimes my Skype and Brandon's Skype. Oh, here we are. Brandon, you there? Yeah, I tried calling in, and I got that little lady saying, you've reached this message. We are on the air. It's oh, really weird. God. I called you, and I got I got you for like a split second. It hung up, and then when I tried to call you back, it said you were busy. Huh, I don't know. I'm not busy. I'm doing a radio show. I don't know what's Brandon, happening. Brandon, it's Calwatt. How you doing? I know you don't like being surprised, so I'm letting you know I'm here right now. <laughs> hey, buddy. How are you? Good. Yeah, I was I was telling Druff I was actually at the bar, and uh, I was going to come home, but I'm like, eh, Druff will probably be late, and I ordered another beer. 
some yeah. wings and stuff. And, and Brandon, I, I even I even tried I, to put you on first, Brandon, in the in the mad rush to get on this show. I actually tried to put you on first, but in my lack of success, I said, okay, let's let's get Cal Watts situated since we can't get Brandon on, and get Brandon on. So here everybody is. It's uh, slightly after eight p.m. Date I, of the show. I heard, heard the beginning, and I'm very very sad now. We lost another user apparently. Uh, did we? I heard something about the shows dedicated to Daniel seventy two. No, 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 no. He's he's very alive. He just uh, he gave fifteen dollars to play that song. He's a German, right? Yeah, he's a German. He won the free roll last week. Yeah, nice, so. nice boy. Yeah, yeah he, he is a nice the, boy. Okay. Alive and well. It's, it, it, he's alive and well. Okay. And you know, the only thing that isn't well is uh, I have to admit I was rooting against Daniel when I heard that he was in the at the final table with chips. I said, oh, I hope he doesn't win. I'll tell you why. Daniel is one of the few people on Poker Fraud Alert that routinely plays the free roll. And there's probably a few others, but he's the one of the few regulars that I know that is in a certain category, and there's a reason I rooted for him. And I'll tell you why. Well, you're paying oh, that's not why. Sorry about that. The, the reason I... Normally, when lately, when there's been a dedication, that means someone passed on. I know, I know. I, I actually thought people would think that maybe I'm in love with him, and I was dedicating him a song to... You know, prove my gay German love for Daniel, but that's not the reason. The reason Daniel 72, the reason I rooted against him in last week's free roll, get to put the appropriate music on, because he's in Germany, I cannot send him money on PayPal without a fee. So it costs me 2% to send him any money. I'm like, oh my God, this is going to cost me $5. So I'm like, please, Daniel, bust, so I only have to send you 10 bucks, and then I only have to pay 20 cents. 20 cents I can handle. I had to call him 5 bucks. And I could have been a jerk. Hey, Druff, I can't hear you at all. You're breaking up bad. I, I am. Yeah, on my Druff, end? You, you sound better now. I said, it's did, weird. Callow out. Was it all just like Charlie Brown, like teacher talking to you for a second? Well, let's see with the chat. I, I was playing the 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 Havel and Gilly music in the background. No one heard nothing. It, uh, it was like it was like Alvin and the Chipmunks on speed. Yeah, weird. you know, remember Charlie Brown's teachers? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're saying audio fine. It must be a weird Skype thing. Okay, so anyway, I'm glad the audience heard it. So yeah, I was I was playing the Hava Nagila song. I but the reason, yeah, five dollars it cost me to pay Daniel his two fifty because that's two percent of uh, two fifty. And I could have been a jerk and made him eat the five dollars, but I'm like, no, I said the price is two fifty. I don't care where you are in the world. I'm going to pay those fees. So I I reach into my Jew wallet and I paid five dollars fees out of my own pocket to pay him. And uh, he did give fifteen dollars back though to this week for me to start with that uh, song by Kim Wilde. So I thank him for that. So this week we have a... I thought that was Taylor Dane. You know, it might as well be. It might as well be. In fact, maybe Taylor Dane uh, did it too. I don't know. I have to say, Kim Wilde and Taylor Dane were kind of similar. And then there's another artist similar to Taylor Dane at the time. I forgot her name. It was Jennifer something. Jane Child? Who? Jane Child? I've never heard of her. There's like Jennifer a- something that was also similar to Taylor Dane. I forgot her last name. So anyway, now, the, the, know, a lot of people aren't expecting much from 201. I'm looking right now. The ratings seem a little down. Yeah. It's almost like after they have the big season finale and like, uh, what was that show when they shot J.R. Dallas? Then it's like the next week. It's, it's you know what I mean? You know what it's I also kind of, kind of like, like? It's kind yeah. of like going to the second day of the baseball season after opening day where there's barely anyone there because everyone crowded in for opening day for the sellout. And then they're like, okay. We're done, so now we don't have to see the second day. So it's kind of like that. So let me tell you guys about the free roll. Fortunately, the free roll has not started yet. Because I I had a premonition without realizing it I was going to start very late tonight. So much earlier in the day, I forgot to change the free roll time. Last week it was at 840. 
which was what was scheduled. This week I forgot to change it, so it was still at 8.40 this week when it was scheduled for 8.10. So I forgot to move it to 8.10, and I was actually out of the house, and I'm like, oh, crap, I never changed it. But then I realized I'm going to be late, and I'm like, well, let's just leave it. So the free roll is not going to be at 8.10 as initially announced. It is now going to be 8.40 Pacific time on the No Fraud Online Poker Room. Last week was $555 free roll, the biggest we've ever had. $555 free roll last week. Not counting the workers' party, though. Uh-oh, now, now you're not sounding good. Now you sound like Charlie Brown's mom. Not counting the workers' party. Can you hear me? Yeah, it's just kind of garbled. You know, I'm going to start the Skype call over. I think we have a bad Skype call. Okay. I'm going to start this whole thing over. I think that's the problem. I think the, I think the reason the users were hearing me well and you guys were hearing me poorly was because Skype is just not working well. So you guys, uh, hello? Each of you speak. I'm here. I am here. Okay, this sounds good again. I think we just had a bad Skype call. I was going to say, do you know what this kind of reminds me of? I think you were a part of this, Druff, but many, many moons ago, me and that one guy that uh, the gaming people put out in his underwear, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Him and I did a show, and I think you were there, and it was a Wednesday night, and we, you know it was maybe like noon. Or no, actually, you know what? It wasn't even Wednesday night. It was Tuesday night, like at two in the morning, or it was whatever the day before. And we just didn't want to do a show. Like there was something, like some kind of, I don't know, maybe a video po- or video uh, uh, poker. You know, the the what was it? digital poker? Digital poker, something, yes. Something going on. <clears throat> so we did a show. If we didn't take any calls. And we did it 24 hours in advance, and we tried to play it as it being live. Do yes. Remember this? Yes, and, and we didn't fool anyone. Were you people, on that show? Yes, but people figured it out. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. But okay. I did we fool. Did. I did fool people one time though. Uh, we did a segment which was going to be difficult to produce live. It had to do with like responding to Mason Malmuth saying that you're know, talking about my 60 Minutes appearance, and it, we were going to play sound clips. It was going to be something that would be hard to produce live, and so I said to Mike on, "Let's produce this in advance." And it'll sound really good. It'll sound way better than we normally sound because we're actually going to put some post-production into it. And then we'll just play it as if it's live and then just come back and act like we were live the whole time. And it, everyone bought it. It was like a f- hour segment that we slipped into the middle of the show and everyone bought it. And no one suspected for a second that that was pre-recorded. And we actually got to take a little break. Now, we tried to pull this again with something else. I forgot what it was. But no one bought it the second time. We 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 were arrogant about our success, and we tried to yeah. get it. We can get it over on them once, but not a second time. And I guess on, I, I'm not going to try it again. We really did a show like at eleven o'clock or ten o'clock at night on like the day before, <laughs> and we just played it. And the, the, I'm not going to lie, that the feedback wasn't too. They good. were getting really angry. They're like, "Why? Why aren't you responding to me? Is this pre-recorded? What the hell? If this is if this isn't pre-recorded, then say this." And of course, we couldn't say anything. So I'm we like, even tried to put in like a. TMLK, ballin', just, you know, in the show, just to kind of give it some authenticity, but no. Yeah. Trying to one-up Amanda Leatherman pre-recording this shit? She yeah. tried to one-up us. To that Leatherman? She's back in L.A. She, she quit her radio job, and she's back in L.A. Is she still with the one dude that she was so in love with? I, I, traveled? I don't think so. Or if she is, maybe, she's maybe she's running, uh, she's running an escort service out there. <laughs> See, I, I couldn't, I couldn't even inquire because I'm still to this day blocked on her Twitter. Yeah, I'm not blocked. I, I'm surprised because I, I, may, I sent kind of similar type of tweets as you did, but I think maybe I was a little less harsh and she didn't figure out that I was, uh, uh, being sarcastic. So. It, it, it's the only time in my Twitter, uh, history that I went from immediately having a tweet I sent liked 
to then being blocked once <laughs> you figured out the sarcasm in it. Yeah. So, okay, let me, let me, let me quickly talk about the free roll. Uh, it's, the last week, it was $555, and I said, let's have a similar free roll this week. So this week, it's going to be similar. This year, this week, we're going to have a $55 free roll. <laughs> we really are. It, it goes from 555 to 55 So we're just taking one number away. We're just taking a five away. It's no big deal. First place, instead of $250, is a whopping $27. Second place is $14. I feel so weird to announce these numbers after last week. Third place is $9. And fourth place is $5. This is thanks to the following four people, all of whom were winners last week and decided to donate part of their winnings back. Snow Tracks gave all of his winning back of $10, so he donated 10 Gamblebot's chafed penis. This is not Gamblebot, but actually Gamblebot's penis that got chafed. He finished second for 120. He gave 20 of it back. Daniel 72, we know about his $15. And Shiz Money, who won 70, I think he was in third place, he gave $10 back. So thank you to the four of you. I, I accidentally listed two other donations on the page for the radio this week and ignore those. It's a mistake. So it's just those four. $55 total. Takes you know what? I'm going to do something that's never been done in the history oh, of the my. Fraud Network. What's going to happen? I am, uh, they kind of, I think they do this in like the horse racing. What do they got there? The Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and, and what's what's the Belmont. Right now, now of course, you know, everything has to be done fairly. You know, no collusion, no soft play. I see that the Daniel 22. 72. In the chat. Or, yeah, 72. He's got that, looks like a little, his icon is like a little cup of joe. How do we do that? How can you have like a little – do you see everyone else has like a blue Yeah, you can, you can like change right. your settings in there. Yeah. All right. Well, Jan, is Daniel72, is he our number one German fan? Yeah, I think so. All right. This is what I'm going to do. Daniel72, if you win, you have to win. It can't be shopping, no deals. They can't – then you say that they make deals on the Fraud Network mm -hmm. poker room? Well, no we, out, we, out, we outlawed it last week. Daniel72, if you win this tournament – Again, on top of what you'll win, I will give you two hundred dollars. Mm. Okay. Whoa. I think they do this in the horse, and then next week will be the trifecta. If he somehow manages to win this week, then I'll I'll, I'll maybe buy some insurance from C Money or something. But then I'd have to pump it up. <laughs> but again, it can't be. You know, no, I'm just making it. You know, I'm going to talk to Belly Buster after if there's ever if any contention. Just well, you not not only that, I, I can look at the private messages here, so I can look and see if you guys okay. are are uh, colluding with Daniel and, and chip dumping to him. So, so our number one German friend, you have two hundred dollars coming to you. Wow. What, what is a German currency again? It's the mark. Right, actually, no, the, the mark. mark is gone. It's the euro now. They have no more mark. Okay. I, I'm, I'm thinking of the right. '80s. I was there in the 80s. So, there was a mark. We've never done nothing like this. It's no, no, like this is very generous. Th no, thank you, Brandon. It's very generous. So, so you got to play to win, kiddo. Don't just try to, you know, make the bubble or min cash. So I, I'm throwing that out there, Daniel. Wow. Daniel 70. Well, Where in Germany is he? I don't know. I just know he's in Germany. Was he in a city where they killed our people? Oh, he just he just says LOL. <laughs> look, look look at this. Look at this. He says LOL. I'm not even registered yet. I bet he's going to be registered soon. He, he better hurry up. He's got uh, – no, he's got some time because you, can, you have 25 minutes of late registration. In fact, right. so Brandon, that was very generous. I thank you for that. I'm sure Daniel will really thank you if he manages to go back to back. And yeah, he may be like the, the Terrence Chan of Poker Fraud Alert, just uh, winning two big tournaments in a row. This could be two $200 plus scores for him. I mean if someone said to you and you really had to answer, what is the sickest run anyone's ever gone on the Fraud Network Poker Contest? 
What would you even do? You even know? Has there ever been a stick? Has there ever been like a Fedora Holtz kind of run? Yeah, Flipper Fair once, was winning. Five, six he, times yeah, in Flipper a row. Fair, who I haven't seen win that much recently. I'm not even sure if he's been playing, but he was just winning every time. And hockey guy started putting bounties on him because Flipper Fair just kept kicking ass. But then I haven't seen much of him winning recently. So I don't know if he doesn't play anymore, if he just uh, has lost the magic, or if he's running bad. I don't know if somehow Flipper Fair is not dominating anymore. And uh, there, there are some names I see that seem to finish in the money, but not the. I don't see the same winner all the time here. It seems to be a, a different winner for the most part. Uh, I'm not seeing a, a dominating player in recent. Now, would uh, it be smart? Now you know you're you're very good with 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 the money and all that. Now, would you, if you were me, putting out you know two hundred dollar uh, you know winner thing for the for the our German friend? Would you now then put a $25 bounty on him to kind of <laughs> cover your <laughs> – should I hedge? No, no, because I'll tell you why. If you put the bounty no, on him – then, then I'm, I wouldn't. No, I'm that. just saying if you did that, it could actually help him because people will uh, dump him chips and he can end up with a big stack and kill everyone. I, I would I would just let I it would, go. No, I'm not. I was, that was just a joke. No, I know. I'm saying – even if you were serious, I would just let it go. But I'm serious. So if he does win this one, next week has to be huge. So I'll have to call one of those places. Like you know how uh, a lot of people might not know this. When they have, like, prizes or giveaways at, like, football games or basketball games, like make a half-court shot for a new car or $100,000 or kick a 40-year-old field goal, they usually insure those contests. Oh, I know. In fact, I know this very well because I was in line to win uh, a very large contest of that type from a radio station. I could have won... One million dollars. Plus a house. And this was in uh, 2000. If you go to the Poker Father blog section, you can read about how close I came to winning a million bucks plus a house, probably a cheap house, but still a house, in the year 2000. And uh, it didn't happen. And in fact, I almost had a incredibly heartbreaking loss that would have just scarred me for life. But thankfully, that didn't happen. Thankfully, I uh, a circumstance occurred to where I wasn't in line and then losing it the last second. So if you go to the Poker Fraudler blogs section... You had a lot of close calls. Didn't you have something out of a baseball game where you almost won something big? No, no, you're probably thinking of this. You're probably no, that was the this. one? No, that's the only, thing I've, I, the only thing I've had to win... I, I could have won having to do with baseball was this, with a million dollars plus... A, because I, I basically had a contest down, pack through, down path through phone tricks. Legal phone tricks, but phone tricks. So... Uh, and Flipper Fair in the chat... He says he's just stoked that you even know his name. No. <laughs> he literally wrote that. I'm stoked that Druff knows no, his I name. No, I know all their names. I, I appreciate all the listeners and all the free roll players and everybody. So the only ones I don't appreciate are the ones that uh, only play the free roll and don't give a crap about the rest of the site. But I don't think we have many or any of those. I, like, there's some people, it's funny, there's some people who I see playing the free roll and I don't see much of them in the forum and I don't see them in chat during the show. And I'm thinking, are these people just leeching the free roll and like, well, whatever, at least I know who they are. So, you know, they still qualify, but I wonder if they really don't give a crap and just only play the free roll. And then I come to find out about these people in some way or another that yes, uh, they listen. Like, like they'll make a comment to me. Like I'll realize that these are actually also big fans of the show that just don't talk to me much. So I, I think the people who regularly play the free roll, all of them, or just about all of them, really like this show, which is nice. That's that's the whole point of the free roll is to reward the frequent listeners here, and uh, that that's well, why. I'm rewarded. I'm putting something. That, this is unheard of on the fraud, especially network. from somebody who doesn't get paid. Yeah, Brandon I'm gets stuck. paid zero. I'm he gets, lifetime stuck. Yeah, Brandon's annual salary on Poker Fraud Alert, no matter how much he does here, is zero 
point zero. And that's really true. It's not a gimmick. Now, I don't, do we have the one kid back from the police poker game? Is he on? Uh, we're attending to put him back. Okay. Then, then we'll be set. Let me go on with the intro here while we're trying to get uh, – Do I have time to maybe have an iced coffee or something while I do the intro? You have time to have a full dinner. <laughs> go on. Okay, so – as I said, the free roll starts in 10 minutes. No fraud online poker room. No limit hold'em. If you want to know the rules to win the free money, because if you don't follow them, then you don't get the free money. No excuses. PokerFraudAlert.com slash free roll. PokerFraudAlert.com slash free roll. Go read them. I haven't updated them in a while, but they're still applicable to today. PokerFraudAlert.com slash free roll to win the free money. And the free roll is on the no fraud online poker room, which requires a separate account from the forum, and you'll see all the eligibility requirements over there. If you want to call into the show, the phone number is 775-FRAUD-55, 775, <coughs> still have a cold, by the way, from two weeks ago, 775-372-8355 is that phone number. You can also text that number before, during, or after the show. I, I hate to even look at the text after the way we started here, but 775-372-8355 is both the number to call and the text number for the show that you can text at any time, and I will respond to you. You can also text Brandon. He has a text number, which also can reach him 24-7. Neither of us will get mad if you bother us at 4 in the morning, 6 in the morning, 8 in the morning, whatever. You can text us anytime. His number is 203-299-2436. It's 203-299-2436. Lost yes, sir. Sorry about that. Like I said, I just went to get a bottle of wine. I came back, and everything was gone. <laughs> okay, so... The- hey, Druff, I just want to let you know, I might be risking my life. Like, if you don't hear from me again, I might be dead. What, what are you doing? Uh, this is a, well, <laughs> is a bottle of wine that a friend of mine made about six years ago. <laughs> so we don't know if they used, you know, any kind of ethical standards or hygienic standards making this thing. Well, you don't, <laughs> have, to drink, you don't have to drink it. You know, you can just uh, throw it away. Oh, no. I I already opened it. I'm drinking. You're committed. You're pot committed. Yeah. All right. So uh, I already mentioned the free roll. You can chat along with us in the chat room. I don't read it much during the show, but Brandon does, Calwatt does, and you can talk to each other there if you're listening live. Otherwise, don't bother with the chat room because people are only there during the live show. It's the chat button near the top of the screen. You need a Poker Fraud Alert forum account in good standing in order to get into the chat room and a flash enabled device, meaning no iPhones or iPads can get into the chat room. Druff, I got some breaking news. Uh, what is it? Do, do we get a sound effect? What do you think? <laughs> okay, all right. No, Bobby Orr uh, just messaged me, and he said, for fuck's sake, tell Druff, Brandon said he was going to get some iced coffee. Okay. So, I guess... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> At least you can hear it. That's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I remember the iced coffee. I just wasn't sure if he was back. All right. All right. I, all right. I really am going to go edit this, I think. I think. I can't say for sure. It depends how long the show goes. <laughs> like, sometimes I, if I'm done with the show at, like, 4.30 a.m., I'm like, oh, I don't feel like – like, it's even hard for me to archive it then. Like, I just feel like being done. And, like, I may not want to edit this. I do another podcast, and we, we edit it after the fact. It always takes about two times as long, at least – the length of the podcast to edit the damn thing. Well, I'm not going to take that long. I'll do it at the very beginning, and that's it. But yeah, the, but it's true. It does take a lot of time to edit a short period of uh, podcast. So, yeah, I I may edit it though because it was such a tilting start here. So okay, <laughs> the call to listen line. 
712-775-8162. It's located on the radio page if you forget it. 712-775-8162. You can use that number to listen to the show live or our streaming reruns where the computer selects one of our 200 past shows plus the six shows Brandon did of the Into the Night with Drexel. So it's 206 shows actually that you'll be picking from. And it will run them as if they're live. So it'll be reruns, of course, 24 hours a day, seven days a week when we are not on live. You can hear those on the call to listen line. You can listen to the live show through the call to listen line. And the great thing about the call to listen line is it does not require the internet, a smartphone, any kind of data. If you use a smartphone, it won't eat up your data, not one byte of it. And if you don't have a good data connection, there won't be any buffering nonsense. You'll just hear the show clearly. 712-775-8162, the easiest way to listen to the show. Trust me, you'll get to love it if you start using it. 712-775-8162 is the call to listen line, and it has so many lines into it, it doesn't get busy. I don't care how many of you call it at once. It'll, it'll take all your calls together. So let me give you the agenda, and then we will get going. This is the Sheldon Adelson week. We have four Sheldon Adelson stories. And it's interesting because we haven't talked about him much recently. Now four stories about him come out in one week. Story number one, the Oakland Raiders may not be the Oakland Raiders for very long. They may end up changing from the Oakland Raiders to the Las Vegas Raiders. There has been an approval for public funding of a stadium for the Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas. So we will talk about that as our lead story and also the first Sheldon Adelson story. Brandon, you back? I never. What, what the hell happened? Don't don't even ask. Don't I even. said I was going to go get an iced coffee while you do the intro, which is we, the we, length of most people's normal pod. That Negranu, his podcast is the length of the intro. So I went to get the iced coffee. I come back. I'm disconnected for the fifth time in 17 minutes. We've had some problems, yeah. And then I see in the chat, are my friends and neighbors going to be embarrassed? Uh, you probably won't want to face them again. Oh Jesus Christ! Okay, so so anyway, what, uh, ha- what happened? Well, no, I'm just I'm, going, I'm, 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 I'm still going through the going. intro. It was my fault. I'm still going through the intro. I'm, I'm saying that uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Wait, the intro is still going on? Yes, we we had a lot of trouble. <laughs> well, fuck my iced coffee. I should have had a muffin. I told you to go get a full dinner. I don't know what the problem is here. You, you should have listened to me. Uh, but I disconnected. I wanted to eat my muffin, my ice latte, and listen. And I'm off the Skype again. You thought I was joking with the full dinner? I was being honest. Okay, so the Las Vegas Raiders. Will be the first thing we talk about. They're coming much more, yes, much closer, like much closer to reality. I knew Brandon would love that topic. Uh, so uh, we will talk about that. Second Sheldon Adelson topic we'll talk about. The Venetian has introduced a horrible variant of roulette. Brandon, I want to talk about that too. Yeah, and uh, that the current version of roulette that you see in most strip casinos are zero point. Zero. Well, kind of. Double zero roulette, where there's two zeros on the wheel. A zero and a double zero. But every upscale high-limit casino in their high-limit room will have a single zero. And I that, can name the ones that do. That's true. So we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to it. What is that known as? 
I just know it's a single zero Euro, roulette. It's called European oh, roulette. I didn't know that. I just thought it was called single zero roulette. Yep, and double is called American roulette. So another Sh- thing we fail behind in the rest of the world <laughs> is Americans. We have so, a mutt roulette game. We do. Well, now we have a double mutt roulette game because Sheldon Adelson has now added a triple zero roulette game with a seven point six nine house edge. <laughs> Terrible. We'll talk about that. Third Sheldon Adelson topic of the night. He came out against daily fantasy sports. Fourth topic of the night about Sheldon. He Adelson. also mentioned he's in the. The Raiders thing, right? That's yeah, the, that, that's, that's, that's the first one. That's the first one, yeah. yeah. And then the fourth one, Brian Rast, fresh off his another bracelet win and a really weird bracelet ceremony speech where he ranted about really odd new age hippie type stuff. While the whole hey, at least cringe. he didn't kneel during the flag. That's true, but it was really odd stuff he was ranting. You think about. we'll see that next year? We might <laughs> probably from Daniel Coleman. If, he if anything, poker will be the last one that does it. Just no, you know I, I, I think mean? I think if uh, Olivier Bousquet or uh, Daniel Coleman wins, we'll see that. So anyway, uh, Brian Rast has challenged Sheldon Adelson to a two million dollar heads up poker match to prove poker is a game of skill. I think it's very stupid. We'll talk about that at the number four story about Sheldon Adelson. Now, there's been some complaints recently that the show's been too serious. Not seriously serious. Well, it was seriously serious last week because we had him on. But just serious that we haven't had enough comedy or practice. I'm trying to put that com- comedic influence into the yes. broad so, show. So I, I've, I've heard the complaints, and we're going to have at least one, maybe two prank calls this week. The first one, when I was uh, going over some topics that I knew I'd be talking about on the show this week, I, I don't even know what I clicked on, but I clicked on some website that took me over to one of those bogus Microsoft messages that told me that I have to call such and such number because my computer is infected. And in, in reality, it's a scammer. It's a scamming company based probably in India that takes your money and pretends to fix a non-existent problem. So I have the phone number. What kind of porn were you, were you watching? <laughs> Isn't that what that normally comes y- up? Yes, but the, I couldn't even figure out which site brought it up because the weird thing was like, all the sites on there, I wouldn't expect to bring that up, and there was no porn up on my screen, I promise. So I, I don't know how it came up, but... I usually don't get them because I usually don't go to sites that bring that type of stuff up. But I, I screenshotted it, and I'm going to call that tonight as our first prank call. We'll see how far we get with it. Also, we may call – well, I'll, I'll, the second call I don't want to announce yet, but uh, we may have a second prank call tonight. The Ho-Chunk Casino in Wisconsin canceled the Middle States Poker Tournament – main event uh, due to license issues. Now, normally we wouldn't talk about the Mid-States Poker Tour canceling a tournament. Who cares? But a listener to the show who lives in that area in Wisconsin was going to play it. He satellited in, and he had a very upsetting experience that he reserved a hotel room for the tournament, and when when they canceled it, he asked for them to cancel his hotel room and not charge him, and... They said no. <laughs> and, and furthermore, what is the name of this poker challenge cost called? Well, it's the Mid States Poker Tournament, but this is at the Ho Chunk Casino. Ho Chunk is exactly the sound in Wisconsin. Uh, and <laughs> that sounds racist. That it might be. So, but they they wouldn't let him cancel his hotel room for free, and they wouldn't refund the rake that he or anyone else paid for satelliting into it, even when they already knew that the main event was going to go on. So they ran satellites for it, even when they knew it wasn't going to happen. So we're going to have him on, and he'll talk about what happened there. 
This week they announced the new Poker Hall of Fame nominees. We will talk about that. We'll give our opinions as to who is worthy, who now, isn't, and who. Now got... we're still covering poker on the on, on the fraud show, right? Yeah, well, that's poker. So right? it probably would behoove you not to mention that coverage uh, just started of the uh, ESPN uh, World Series, what have you, with the one guy from the online poker that's at the final table. I, mean, I guess, but. Well, I'm just saying you could just say it. No, okay, we just covered it now. We covered we it covered, now. I was going to say ESPN that? hasn't paid me to advertise. So. Well, but the Hodunk hasn't either. No, but we're, we're doing <laughs> negative advertising for them here. We're uh, going to be criticizing. Well, anyhow, uh, on ESPN, the people that played the event, it's on now. Okay. So, well, now, now people are going to tune out our show and watch that. That's not. No, good. it's not on now. Oh, it was okay, on okay. yesterday, but I okay, mean, it good, just good, started good. now. Good. I, I, I don't like advertising the competition, but if it was yesterday, that's fine. Okay, so... The, that Nor, that uh, Norm Chad, he don't like them poker players in hoodies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to bring a little comedy. Yeah. Now, how many people said there's no uh, – we've lost our, our roots with the comedy? How many I, complaints did you get? I mean it's, it's been kind of slowly trickling in over time. So it's, it's, not, it's not a major revolt. I'm just saying I've had a few comments. We'd like some more of that. So we're going to bring that in. Uh, the insider trading case against former Amaya CEO David Bezoff uh, includes a kickback scheme. We'll talk a bit about what happened there. We've talked before about the case, but new information has come out. PokerStars is dumping their long-running monthly VIP program. Remember that annoying thing where you'd earn a status in one month, and then you have one more month to have it, and then if you don't play that month, it's gone. Like, let's say you earned... Uh, Some days I wouldn't even see family, because I was chasing that. I, I hated that. Like, you'd earn platinum. So much pressure. You'd earn platinum, and then, like, in, in January, let's say January 28th, you earn platinum. And then let's say you didn't play enough in February. Well, then in March, you're back down to the bottom level. And it, it was so tilting. and uh, like you'd, It was, like, almost requiring to play... Regularly the job, you couldn't take vacations for a long time unless you wanted your status to fall. Unless you already had Supernova, then you had a year to, to bring it back. So, so anyway, they're dumping this whole thing, which I thought was a dumb idea in the first place. They're dumping it in 2017. We'll talk a bit about that. Caesars, which have, they've had a lot of setbacks in their bankruptcy, and they may have had a small victory. The mediator in their bankruptcy case has resigned but he's not resigning because he's mad at Caesars. He's actually resigning because he thinks that Caesars is being mistreated, would you believe? He's actually quitting because he does not think that they are being fair. The judge in this case is being fair to Caesars. We'll talk about uh, what's going on with that. General topic this week. Why are corporations able to get away with fraud so easily even if caught? Even when they're caught, like what happened with Wells Fargo. They get a slap on the wrist. They are forced to pay a fine to the government, not the victims, which sounds large but isn't large compared to their overall annual income and their net worth. So they they get away with it anyway. Why is that and what can be done? So we'll talk about that here. Yes, a a Republican here is actually going to uh, go on an anti-corporate rant. I really am. It's it's bothering me. So – uh, and, but don't think the Democrats are fighting against this either. They, they're in the corporation's pockets as well. So that is our agenda tonight. And uh, let's start off with uh, what might be Brandon's favorite topic, the Las Vegas Raiders that might be coming to Las Vegas from Oakland. So we'll have uh, you know the Raiders and Rams who uh, both left Los Angeles in the 90s the same year might be moving again. Not the same year, but uh, very close to one another. The Rams now in L.A. They're a terrible team, but they're in L.A. now. Lost their first game, got shut out. 
The Raiders. That daily kid he loves him this week, though. Yeah, I, I, it, you know, it's. Funny. I don't know about that. It's, it, right. I mean, it's, it's, I, it's funny you mentioned that because I, yeah, I I'm thinking the funny. same as you because daily. I mean, this he's really the best sports bidder I've ever seen. He's really just it's amazing, especially with props. But even when not he's like props. he's like uh, Peter DC, but the real thing. He is without it's, all the, the bells and whistles and the scams behind the scenes. Yeah. So I and, and he's and he's diff- and he's the difference. Not just not a scammer like Peter DC, but he's very unassuming. He's not arrogant. He's not. Uh, he doesn't rub it in your face how good he is. He's just kind of quietly good, and he knows it, but he doesn't rub it in your face. And he's very humble about it. And he's a very nice guy. But he has made some football predictions this week, and one of them is Rams plus three and a half. I'm like, oh, after seeing that first game, I know what he's trying to say that everyone goes the other way because they, uh, you know, they, they go the way that the first week would lead them to go, and that. Uh, the public loses a ton of money in week two, which he's probably right about. But I just – the way the Rams looked, I'm like – plus three and a half against a high school team, I'd be afraid to lay with them. So so I don't, I don't know. I had the same reaction as you did. But but then again, it's daily making the pick, so I don't know what to say. So, so yeah, well, uh, so the Raiders, the this was floated around. We even talked about it in this show, wanting to move to Las Vegas. But we thought this is just kind of a pipe dream. It's just kind of one of these things they float and never really happens and – I didn't think it had much of a chance. Now, before today's development, did you think it had much of a chance? Yes. Really? Well, only because there was a lot of meetings and there are people in the know that had told me privately that this was a real deal and that uh, Davis – what is his name? Al Davis's son, the one that uh, – I can't think of his name. But whatever his name is, that he wasn't just posturing uh, you know, and using Vegas as leverage. That's what I've heard. And that's actually also been the talk of the town, people that you know, kind of are in the – in the note told me that as well. So I really, I took this series from the start or at least, you know, relatively from the start when they met, when Adelson and his group, as well as, uh, people from Nevada met with, what is his name? That's going to bother me. Sal Davis is anyone in the chat now. Yeah, I'm forgetting too. <laughs> Sal Davis is Mark Davis. Thank Mark you. Davis, uh, yeah. the shaved penis. Uh, you know, he literally came out here, uh, earlier this year, we talked about it, met with officials, and you know there was a lot in the in the media and the press. I I just I didn't get the impression that it was for leverage. I really thought that that you know he was dead serious about moving out here. I think he has a lease with the Coliseum, or with, I'm trying to think how many more years is it? It's not. Oh no, no I'm sorry. It was a year to year lease. It's a, yeah. So it, he's not even doesn't have any financial constraint that he has to stay there or pay them like some outrageous buyout. Um, no, I, I yeah. So I thought it was real, and I'll tell you, uh, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I will go. I'm a Dolphins fan. I've been out here for you know 16 years now, and I still have maintained my roots. Everything Florida, even though I'm closer to you know San Diego or Arizona or the Dodgers, don't root for them. Um, I don't know quite how I would feel like if I would become a Raiders fan because that's kind of just like a different demographic. It like, is, yeah. I, you know what I mean? But I would definitely go to the game. I would definitely get season tickets. Uh, I mean, hockey's coming here. It's going to be about, I don't know, seven miles, eight miles from my house, you know, to get to T-Mobile Arena. Uh, I may see one game next year. You know, I'm not I'm not a hockey fan either. Uh, but this, I mean, eight games a year, I think there, there's a much better chance of filling the seats, you know, eight games, selling it out, Versus, you know, 42 games a year, 41 games a year, whatever it is, you know, for a hockey Well, team. it's also a much bigger sport, the NFL. Uh, but, it, you know, but it's also eight games, you know, versus... Yeah, I know, I know. It's a lot fewer games, yeah. You know, when, when, when whatever the name of the Vegas 
hockey team is when they're not a novelty anymore and they're out of playoff competition, they're 20 games under 500, and it's the middle of summer, are people really going to be going there on a Wednesday yeah, night? To- I'm doubting that too. You know, uh, also what, what they benefit from is that they may get a lot of tourists going because it'll be on Sundays for the most part. So there'll be a lot of people here on the weekends in Las Vegas that, that can also see these games, not just people living in the Las Vegas metro area. Now, I, you know, I, I thought the same things about the Rams. I, I haven't been much of an NFL fan, mostly because there has not been any football in Los Angeles for 21 years. And that, that's been a big part of it. So when the Rams came, I was excited. I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to get into this again. And they look so terrible. Their first game against the 49ers. I asked you on another fraud show if you were excited, and you just said meh. No, I, I, but I got more excited. I wasn't oh. super excited, but I got more excited. Right. And then they were so awful against a mediocre team. It's not like they played a, a team that's expected to win the Super Bowl. The, the 49ers are a mediocre team, uh, unless they're going to be surprising. But, but boy, did the Rams look just absolutely horrendous. I'm like, oh, my, this is going to be a long season. This is just they, – they, the, the funny thing is the Rams scored – as many points in their first game as both Los Angeles teams, as all the the Los Angeles NFL teams scored in the last 21 years, <laughs> which which is a big zero. So it was it was a depressing game. So hopefully the Raiders, which have also struggled big time for a long time, they've they've been a bad team for very long. So they may be better this year, but uh, I don't think they'll be great. They they're also another team that may require some work to become good but it, it'll definitely be a big gimmick for las vegas You're talking about the raiders yeah no they're an up and i mean everyone that follows football especially you know even though their defense didn't look great they won on yeah. the road in new orleans everyone kind of thinks that it's you know that's the consensus that they're an up-and-coming team well, I've, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard that for a long time and then they, they keep no not awful. like this though no i mean they have a quarterback now finally and they have some weapons. Uh, no, this is a, it's a different, it, I mean, I'm t- even talking to Raiders fans. Okay. Well, you, I, I, the, well I, you know, I have some friends who are Raiders fans and they're so annoying. Every year they, they, they are. Hoser not, says Raiders a very trendy pick this year, Druff. They, I, I have some Raiders fans friends and every year they talk, they talk them up and say, oh, this is going to be the year they're better. And then every time they're awful and I laugh in their face going, I told you they're going to be terrible. I don't think they're going to be terrible this year. I just didn't, I, I kind of saw them as kind of a middling team this year. Maybe they'll surprise me. Anyway, if they do come to Las Vegas as a good team, then you're great for you. Then you're going to have a good team coming in and not a fail team. But Las Vegas, for those of you that don't know, they were very resistant to not Vegas itself, but uh, professional sports leagues were very resistant to bring any team to Vegas because of the gambling thing, a fear that uh, games could be thrown because of uh, sports betting syndicates. That can get to the players. I thought that in recent times, that's uh, that fear is a non-issue because players get paid so much. Very right. few key players would want to throw away their career. They couldn't be paid enough to do this. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be worth it to take bribes at this point because they make so much money anyway. Even even just the okay players make so much money. You're never gonna. You're, well, it's not even that. I mean, you're never gonna see a circumstance like you know. Shoeless Joe Jackson, or any of those kind of things that allegedly might have gone on, or even in college football, you know, basketball as recently as you know a decade ago with point shaving, because a, as you said, they make so much money and they're so well compensated. But for someone to even bet enough money somewhere in today's day and age, it would create such a widespread alert. Like, in th- I don't know if you read about this about a year ago, 
allegations came out that there was collusion or, or fixing, if you want to call it, in tennis matches. And in, in, uh, what, they, what, they, what is it called, the circuit that they play on? Oh, yeah, I, I forgot w- which one it was. But World yeah, I Tennis Tour. Or, I, re- I remember something w- about that, yeah. Right. And, and the reason why is that there was such large and suspicious bets made on non-important games that it just something wasn't right. So imagine on a football game, where, you know, there, you know what I'm saying? Like it just, it, it, it would just ring alarms. You well, just yeah, they could, do it. They, right? They couldn't get enough money down. You just couldn't exactly to, 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 without, to affect these players. Uh, that, that was, exactly they, without they either it. getting suspended or people. You just cannot do it in this day and age with the internet and and how everything's so transparent. And something happens in Oslo, you know, and two minutes later, everyone knows about it in the U.S. It, it just can't be done. It just can't. Yeah. So 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 they're they're finally warming up to this here. In Las Vegas, and and that's where there's a hockey team coming, an NFL team, which NFL is, is the sport that's bet on the most. It doesn't have that many games, but the, as far as per game, it's it's uh, gets the most betting. So the NFL coming to Las Vegas would really be signaling that that really is the end of that concern. So the big development today is that public Wait, funding. Is this still the intro? Or are we talking? No, no, about no we're talking about it. Okay, we're, okay. Do- we're no, we're we're done with the intro. <laughs> uh, by the way, the free roll began 15 minutes ago. You have uh, 10 more minutes to get in there because it's 25 minutes late registration. The big news today is that a uh, $750 public investment into the $1.9 billion domed stadium that they're going to build has been approved. The uh, Las Vegas committee has approved a $750 million public investment. And the rest of the money would be coming from, yes, your friend and mine, Sheldon Adelson, also Majestic Realty. I don't know, uh, who are they affiliated with? That's kind of a weird investor, Majestic mm. Realty. And and also the Oakland Raiders themselves, I'm not sure how it's going to be split up between these three, but those those three entities, Adelson, Majestic Realty, and uh, NFL's uh, Oakland Raiders, will be paying the remainder of the construction costs of what's uh, proposed to be a $1.9 billion stadium with a dome with 65,000 seats. That's a huge stadium, 65,000. And they got to have that dome. I mean, that's not even a question. Yeah. So, well, for football season, though, most of football season is when it's either uh, – I guess at the beginning of the football season is when it's hot. But, like, the, the main heat in Vegas happens in the midsummer when football wouldn't be going. Well, but, I mean, even a month ago when exhibition games started, it was 110, 112. Well, yeah, here. for exhibition, right. But, but like, I like, mean, that's still – But they don't begin the season until September, and then it's, it's, it's still hot but not oppressively hot usually. And then October, it's nice already. And the winter's cool but not cold. So I'm surprised. I actually am- well, I think because of the, the train because of training camp and the first four. You know, even now it wouldn't it wouldn't be odd if in a, you know a week we have one last you know heat spell and it, it's over a hundred. Yeah, it probably you know, for, it probably I mean, is for the month of September mainly that they just yeah. people are not roasting there. So anyway, the uh, that's that's been uh, there now. Adelson has pledged to contribute at least six hundred fifty million. The Raiders will pay five hundred million. I don't know how much Majestic Realty is giving. Isn't that weird? Majestic Realty. I've never even heard of them before. How can a real? How can a realty company donate? Yeah, it's, it's like Sheldon's putting this. Mark Davis is putting that. Chips Ahoy Cookies is adding this. Like it's just that would weird. even make, well, that would even Majestic make more sense. Realty, uh, Druff, I think that's a uh, a joint venture uh, between uh, Chris Ferguson and Howard Letter. <laughs> I, I, I mean, this is uh, yeah. 
Your full oh. tilt, your full tilt money is at work. <laughs> so yeah, I, I have no idea what majestic realty really is. So anyway, but uh, Adelson is is obviously has his hands very much in this. He has uh, put a lot of effort into getting this approved. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Where's our trader Ruski? Because I, I, I was wondering that too. He can call he's in the free wants. roll. Now this right. If he's taking the time, I'm going to assume is that trader Ruski. Do- uh oh, Brandon, we're losing you. It's not me. I, I know we're having Skype issues again. It was good. It was good for a while. Is it bad now? Still? Nah, it sounds terrible. I'm going to start. Uh, I'm starting this again. I, against my better judgment, I'm starting this call again. Uh oh, call failed. Jeez. All right, let's try this again. One more time. Had so many problems today with Skype. I don't know what's going on. I think it's not my fault, though. See, now I can't get a hold of Brandon. All right. Got Calwatt. I can't get Brandon back. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did he not pay his internet bill or something? I think it's Skype. I, I'm not blaming any individual here. I think we're just having <laughs> well, a- I'm not blaming him either. I'm blaming his provider. You know. I, I don't think it's him, though. I think that uh, just Skype's yeah. getting really wacky. The Trader Ruski is trying to be added here. Did you click that update again or something? No. Maybe this is the update from last week that's failing. Yeah, hey, so about that, uh, you know, the the concerns about fixing in the games, uh, Bobby Orr sent me a message, and he said that uh, they bribed the refs, not the players. Oh. Yeah, I guess that could happen. I didn't think Which is that. an interesting angle, right? That is interesting. I, I didn't think What's happening, guys? Uh, hello. Hey, Trader Ruski. Trader Ruski and Brandon. We're going to try to get Brandon back on, and then we'll be ready. I hate when Brandon is hammers me with calls because I've got to add him. He can't. At this point, I have to add him. He can't add me. That's. I think we have to. I don't think I've ever told him this, so I can't blame him. Brandon, either. Is that better? It's better, yeah. We, uh, by the way, Brandon, if you just connect, let me connect to you. Don't try to connect back to me. Okay. I, I uh, nothing has changed. I'm, is there even an alternative to this? No, like, you know, like, like a, we could do a, over another the another Skype no, we kind could, of no, program. We could do it over the phone, but it's failed. It doesn't sound good. No, so. no. There's a, there's another service that's actually really good. See, of course, he um, knows. Uh, that's why the uh, ants get pays him. What is it? Uh, appear. Um, it lets you set up uh, video and audio conferences really yeah. quickly, and it works really well. Maybe I will consider See? that because I'm getting tired of this. Uh, well, this is the main thing in determining it. Is it free? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> no no sign-up, no account, no What nothing. is it called now again? Appear.in. Okay. I think we should check into this drop. <laughs> check into this. Zoom the is another is, good one. The only problem Who's is – Trader tra- tra- Ruski? Yeah. He, 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 well, we, hey, How are you? We threw him on during, uh, we threw him on during the, the attempt to get you back on. I see Traderuski in there uh, trying to get at that uh, $26 first place in the 20, free roll. $27. $27. I just got busted. I, I, I uh, three-bet shoved with Ace-9, and I got called by 3-4 suited, and I got crushed. Well, this looks really cool, by the way, this <laughs> appear.in. It's you really and the Hans can own this, I assume? No, <laughs> well, yeah. It? yeah we, we own a piece. We own a piece. Yeah. All right. So, so no, but I, I use it all the time for work, um, and you can do video or just audio. Obviously, for the show, I would just do audio. Yeah. But. Well, I, I'll, I'll look into it. That's uh, yeah. This this week we're really having a hard time with Skype for some reason. So anyway, uh, getting back to the situation with the stadium. Uh, so we the public financing, which was seen to be the main stopping point of of what might prevent this from happening, it's been approved. 
So I mean, I'm looking on ESPN now, and they're showing a picture of Mark Davis in Vegas in April, holding up a black sign with the Raiders logo that says Las Vegas Raiders. Like that's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's holding up a big flag with like fans, and they're all wearing like Las Vegas Raider like memorabilia that like doesn't even really exist. So, so here, here's a quote from Clark County Commissioner Chairman Clark County Commission Chairman Steve Sisolak. We could not have asked. Oh. I'm sorry, go ahead. We cannot have asked, in my opinion, for a better team in bringing this project forward, explaining it, and making sure the public was well represented. We vetted every single word in this proposal. I think everybody is a winner today. So it's now, now it's not completely a done deal. The panel which recommended this, the $750 million public funding, goes to Carson City, the capital of Nevada, where Governor Governor Brian Sandoval will decide whether to call a special session of the state legislature to consider the financing plan. And uh, they also have to uh, approve a room tax increase. So you guys visiting Vegas may be partially paying for this. Now, the, then the so Raiders will, the Raiders will uh, they promise to pursue relocation to Las Vegas if that's approved. Tommy Druff and Kalawa and Trader Husky, if you don't think this is the oddest quote, and this ain't coming off no Huffington Post or no TMZ, this is on ESPN.com. Sands representative Andy Aboud said the Adelsons were in China to open up their new 2.9 billion Parisian Macau casino and were probably asleep when the vote came down. But he texted them anyhow, and he was pretty sure they'd be excited. I mean, what? <laughs> is that hilarious? Yeah, a- Andy Aboud is, is pretty much what like the he, he's, he's the right that's hand what man. The quote says, that, "I'm reading it." That is funny. He, he's kind of a strange guy. This Andy Aboud. He's like the right hand. Yes, man. that's a strange quote. He's the he's the right hand man of of Adelson. Andy Aboud was the the attack dog that was sent out to oppose online poker. He was going to all the debates about it, and he's been the one who's been in charge of that whole effort. Uh, Abood was put in charge by Adelson to oppose online poker. So basically, he's the one who just goes out and does what Adelson says. He's he's Adelson's uh, lapdog. So uh, he he does sometimes make odd comments. So it doesn't even surprise me that much that it came from him. So you're not saying that in the grand scheme of things, I would be your Abood, would you? No, no, no. I, I, well, what do you think Abood gets paid? I'm sure I'd be your Abood for what he gets paid. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you would be. I mean, he's I, getting millions and millions a year. He, he's got to be getting a lot of money. He's, because he really is, he he really does seem to be like Jeff. That that quote was so terrible. Though. I mean, I'm almost surprised there isn't an LOL in there. You know. <laughs> well, yeah. He, <laughs> he's he, asleep right now. In he said he says some LOL. He says some weird things. Like he he went to a debate about online poker's legality, and he was actually doing okay in the debate. He was doing surprisingly well, and, and the PPA was kind of getting crushed, and everyone was kind of feeling depressed because Abu like kind of had it down. And then he made like some really weird comment, like. Uh, like they said something about the geolocation of how it's working well, and and how can he be questioning that? He's like, well, I admit, uh, as far as the geolocation is concerned, uh, we are concerned about it, but I admit I don't really understand how it works. <laughs> so, so yeah, he I'm went getting, uh, from the nine from the nine two zero. I feel Mark Davis is this is a real text. I swear to God, now I feel Mark Davis's haircut needs to be discussed on the fraud show. <laughs> All right, I I, I, I'm going to go take a look at it. I'm going to go take a look, look at, at his Davis. hair and cr- critique it. And then from the uh, 206, uh, which would you recommend, tie wise? I'm not big into football. Lotus of Siam or Shada Street tie? Those are two tie places in Vegas. I wrote Lotus of Siam, and it's not even close. 
Okay, I see Mark I Davis's hair. I'll tell you what it looks like. I'll see. I tell you why the guy's bringing it up. It looks like the way that Mark Davis gets his hair cut, and this is pretty surprising from a guy who's so rich. He probably gets his hair cut by having someone put a pot over his head, or maybe he puts his own you know pot. I'm talking about like a, a pot you cook with, and then just cutting around it. It's what's known as the pot look. It's where just the it's it's kind of like a bowl cut, but even worse. It's just it's just like someone just cut around the, the same shape around his head. It's a really What's weird. Name again? Mark, Mark, no, Mark Davis. Type in Mark Davis Oakland. You'll see a lot of pictures of him. Then I'm getting. I'm up to my eyeball. This is a two one seven. I'm up to my eyeballs and skanks tonight. Are you guys doing PFA radio? Is this from two one seven? Yeah, two one seven. Okay, I'll yes. tell you about this two one seven guy. Uh, this two one seven guy. Well, actually, I, I mean, Holy you know, shit! Maybe, maybe he, he has to give permission for me to talk about. He's he's revealed some things to me about these quote skanks, but I'm not sure if he's done so in confidence. So. I would talk about them, but uh, this guy gets very drunk and aggressive and messages me. Yeah, he messages he gets, me too. He doesn't get that aggressive with me. He just uh, yeah. Let me let me. I'm ask going him. to bust you, bro. Take all your money. <laughs> Rough. This Mark Davis guy. He looks like a ginger version of uh of Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber. It's bizarre. <laughs> he this does, is one of the weirdest yes. fucking haircuts I've it ever is. seen. It does look like that's a good example. Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber. That's a great example. But a ginger version of it. Yeah, it's bizarre. <laughs> it's really Holy weird. Shit. It's really weird. Look, if you think about what Bill Gates looked like, I know he didn't have this type of haircut, but Bill Gates always looked disheveled when he was, you know, think of when he was in the media the most, like back in the 90s. And you'd see him and you'd go, I can't believe this guy's a billionaire, a multi, multi billionaire. Like he really looked disheveled, like, uh, like nobody was managing his appearance. So yeah, but I mean, you know, he's kind of a, a nerdy guy. It's not like he gets money; he's just going to start going to the spa every day. No, yeah. but he could have done better than he did. I mean, he. he but this is he, this is this is like I mean, Gates is like whatever, but this guy actually looks like a clown. Yeah, he, he I does. Mean, it's bizarre. He does. Like he's going out of his way to look like this. It's really <laughs> weird. I tell you, it looks like he put a pot over his head and just cut around it. No, I mean he he has a a stylist that cuts this. Like this is actually. Very carefully done well, this way. This is he's, horrible. Wasting, he's wasting his money. He just use a pot for like. A, <laughs> what the he could, fuck? He could do it himself. Oh my god! I, mean, I, I could do right. that. I could do that same haircut. Just with a, a pot. I could do my own hair that way. I really could. Uh, and that, and that text was from Hoser, by the way. Hoser eleven. I like that kid, by the way. Yeah, yeah I like I like Hoser eleven. It's different than Fu Hoser. It's different Hosers. Yeah, I don't like that other kid. <laughs> so, um, so, so, so anyway, I don't think there's le- it's leverage. I think it's gonna it's gonna come to fruition. Uh, the one question I have is: Have you seen when the earliest feasible possible date? If this does no, come together, no, I've been I've been actually... searching for that, and I can't find it. I've been searching Neither for the earliest I. date. Of, why wouldn't they mention this in the articles? It's so weird. Like I, they, I know it's well, bad journalism. Sheldon Adelson owns the paper. Too. Yeah, yeah, right. I was reading the Review Journal, and it mentions nothing. I'm like that's bad journalism. How do you not? That's the most important detail. Is that okay? It, it's been well, approved. I that he's asleep, probably in China right now. Yeah, but I'm sure he'll be happy. <laughs> Well, there's probably a lot of rules with the NFL about what they're allowed to say because they deal with the current stadium or whatever. Oh, yeah, maybe that, maybe that even is. though they're year to year. But that's like his 13 year old daughter gave the statement. You know, I mean, it's just, <laughs> I mean, whatever. But that'd be fine. Wouldn't you love to hear the phone call from Abu to Adelson? It's like he wakes him up. Hello, yeah, uh, Sheldon. I didn't want to wake you up, but uh, the, the you have a football team now. Yeah, you have a football team. Oh, that's great. My wife's going to be pretty happy about this. Okay. What about the triple zero roulette? Yeah, is the triple zero roulette doing well? What's that doing? Is there anyone at the triple zero roulette right now? Nobody? Crap. They figured me out. They figured out that it's bad odds. 
Was that one you kid still on the podcast trashing me? <laughs> so, now, Brandon, you'd really want season tickets. I mean, could you imagine this? I mean, on a, I understand like Thursday and Monday, maybe Sunday night games, but like Sunday when there's a lot of action, all the games going to be at a stadium. I don't know. Well, he can check his phone. You're saying that Brandon I mean, will... Today's day and age, I bring my phone, I bring an iPad, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm watching the direct TV right there on my phone of every game, too, at the same time. Now, do you remember... Yeah, the... I know, but you have, to, you have to buy the seat licenses. You know, they, they like... Do you remember the... You. I don't know. I, I just... Well, you listen, when I was young, I, I grew up in South Florida, and, and South Florida is, is kind of... I guess you can compare it to L.A. in the sense that it's a big, you know, Dade County, Florida. It's a big, sprawling area where literally you could go from the southest point of the of the county, like Homestead or, you know, South Dade, you know, to close to the Fort Lauderdale line, which is Broward County. And you're driving like an hour and a half and you're still in the same county. I mean, it's a big area. So for me to go to a game, you know, where – at that time, it was known as Joe Robbie Stadium. Now it's oh, LOL. By the way, now it's going to be called, or maybe it's either right now or they're they're finishing the touches where the Dolphins play. It's going to be called Hard Rock Stadium, okay? Which is just it's embarrassing. <laughs> like the, the names of these stadiums, but um, you know, it was like a it, it's on the border of Fort Lauderdale, okay? It's almost not even in Miami where the Dolphins play. And it was a good like hour and a half, you know, with traffic, you know, maybe an hour away, you know, from from most parts of the city, at least where I lived. So, you know, you got to do that. And, it, 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 you know, it, it, and plus, of course, I was younger. I didn't have the money. I couldn't even fathom, like, you know, buying season tickets. Now I'm older. I could do something like that. It's closer to me. I'm not, you know, maybe I'd do it one year. And then if I didn't like it, then I'd, I'd you know, but it's eight games a year. So, you know, eight weeks I would be home or at, at a casino watching it. And it's not just for me uh, – and you know, I know Druff isn't into this, and I, you know, I don't know your take, Traderuski or, or Kalawat, but it's not just going to the game and sitting there. You know, it's the experience, like before that. And like I, you know, when I used to go to Florida State games, I, I went to every home game for four straight years. Um, you know, I get there, you get there hours early. You know, you barbecue, you cook, you tailgate, you throw a football around, you watch other games. I mean, you set it up really nice. And to me, that was the fun of it. You know, I'm not just talking about me getting up and going by myself or my friend was walking in. It's a whole experience. You know, you're cooking chicken wings or burgers and you have the early games on. Like, you know, you could, you know people would bring TVs and have it hooked up through their you know, direct TV or through the app. And, you know, they have all the other games streaming. So it's that whole thing. And you're talking with I mean, have you guys ever tailgated before, like really tailgated? Yeah, for sure, man. And it's like so a, it's like an adult field trip, and the, the exactly, whole experience exactly. is the, the thing about it. Yeah, right. Now, some most people are either going to love tailgating and they're going to hate it. There's usually mm-hmm. not like an in between. And I love it. I love that you know, you're out there and you're with all you know fans of your team, and you're kind of politely but still heckling the other team that's coming in. And you're, like I said, you're tossing the ball around, you're cooking up steaks, and you know you bring in some salads and, you know, things like baked beans, things you made the night before, and everyone's eating and they're talking, you're throwing it down some beers and like yeah, that. The more beer you have, the better it gets. Like, I like that experience. Like yeah. that, you know, that to me is just as important as a game is. I mean, you know what I mean? It's, it's that. Absolutely. So, and you don't get that at home. I mean, it just, it's just different. You know, like my dad, for instance, my dad, you know, is, is early 70 or 70, 71. He would just be like, you know, if I said, Pop, you know, I'm going to get season tickets, let's go. Oh, who needs the aggravation? I'd rather watch it on my TV at home. You know, 
not in that kind of voice, but that's that that would be his mentality. That's too much of a pain in the ass with the parking and the traffic and the you know drunken fans. But to me, you know, the age I'm at now, I would enjoy that experience. Now, Druff, I would guess you probably wouldn't like all the shenanigans and all that nonsense. I'm like cooking and I, I don't know. I might, I, you know, I, the game started. Well, it depends how early it was, but I, I might. I can't say I wouldn't. I haven't done it before. I haven't been excited about that sort of thing. I, I really love the environment at sports events. I'm not one of the people who believes that watching on TV is the same thing or better. I actually like being at sports games, and I, I love the environment there and being live with the crowd and all that. Uh, as far as the before the game with the tailgating. Uh, I, I I can't say that it has no appeal to me. I also can't say that I've been excited about ever doing it, and I never have done it. But if someone said, uh, do, "Do you want to come to some tailgating thing before the game, provided it wasn't too inconvenient uh, for me?" then I, I would yeah. try it. So, now, Trader Ruski, have you tailgated before? I have not. Okay. <laughs> okay. By, by the way, Callowat, Callowat, what, what, uh, where have you tailgated? Like college events, pro events. Yeah, I mean, we did it at college, but we also used to do it at the Bills games. So you concur with me that it, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, you go with the, you know, I, I I don't do it as much anymore, but when I was younger, we go with a bunch of friends, and the whole the whole day, the whole experience was great, man. You go on a road trip, and you know, no one cares that you're stuck in yeah. traffic for all that time. You're just having exactly. a blast the whole way. Yeah. Yeah. So I would I would again to answer Trader Ruski's question, I would do it at least once. And I don't even know if you can do that. If you can just buy season tickets for a year, if you're or if you're committed for like five years, if it's like that. If not, I no, just, I know. But what they do at the NFL now is you have to you have to buy some type of seat license. Kawa, you probably know about this better. Do you know about this? Where you have to pay ten thousand dollars for the right to buy a season ticket or something. Well, it all depends on your market. Like, right. <laughs> the but bill you know market gonna, is. It's not. It's, there's not that much demand for it here. You, you know, <laughs> I, know I, you know, in it, Vegas, they're gonna. If nothing else, like oh, I I'm sure they will do that. Yeah. And, I, the, I, and I, the, I, the other thing to keep in mind is that it's also going to be a big boon for the corporations because all these banks and other corporations are going to have their boxes that they're going to bring VIPs into and all that good stuff. All right, let, yeah. let me. I, I got to interrupt for a second here. We're, uh, I know everything sounds like it's going great now, finally with the sound, but uh, no, we still have some problems, and the problems we have right now is that. For some reason, I cannot take phone calls. <laughs> I, I really, I'm, I swear, I'm never going to update Skype again. I, I resisted it. I can hear you now. Now you're breaking up. Uh, well, it's. Uh, I, well, listen, I, I, I'm going to be on the Imperial Inn. I just created an account. It's going to be Drexel it, Fraud. Okay, but uh, let, me, let me tell you why it's not that simple. It's to uh, interface the phone number with it might be difficult. I'm going I'm to have to look into it. It's not, it's not a matter of just downloading and starting two things. And Trader Ruski, we're already talking on a peer in right now, Jeff. We already have accounts. I know, but to, to have it work with radio is not as simple as you're thinking. But anyway, Drew, let, put let me put your shirt on, please. Let, let, yeah, really. let, let me try to. Uh, I'm going to try to reconstruct this again because we can't take phone calls. We're getting a lot of calls in. So for those of you that calling, well, I keep getting these iced coffees. I'm going to be all hopped up on sugar for the whole uh, show. That might be good. So, <laughs> so guys, I'm going to I'm going to hang up on all of you and call you back. I'm, I've got to reconstruct this for, for whatever reason. We can't take calls. If, if I see the calls coming in, but I can't take them without cutting you guys off it's never like this so maybe it's the new skype i don't know what it, I, I got this new skype a few weeks ago though so you now, we took, now what the hell is going on here i'm getting reports in that this ain't the wsop main event this ain't even a prelim daniel 72 open open mucked pocket kings to a three bet now, if that's just a little no, i'm kidding all right let, let me try to put you guys back on so yeah i apologize to you guys about this uh it's just skype is acting really really odd 
And it's just Skype is a very inconsistent program. As you guys heard, we, I closed it and reopened it, and now they can hear the sound effects, the uh, the other co-hosts. Now the co-hosts were able to hear each other fine and hear the sound effects, but then I couldn't take calls. So what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to start. I, I think I know the reason this happened, actually. It's a, it's a dumb thing where if, like a, if I take a group call from someone else, I think I cannot take phone calls at that point. So I'm going to start the group call myself. And connect on uh, Brandon. You connect. I am not Brandon. No, I know. I'm going to I'm going to connect on Brandon. <laughs> connect on Calwatt, who's already here. I'm going to connect on Trader Ruski, and then I'm going to try to call myself with my own cell phone and see if I can. I think I may have figured. Even though this shouldn't be happening, I think it may have. Can we go and use this uh, up here in? Because I'm. This is just embarrassing. Uh, it's not going to work right now. There are people I, I, now I would, I would have in front of my house, standing outside with signs. Well, that's good. They, they, me. they can listen to you this way instead of through the radio. How do you know a Purian won't work? I didn't say it won't work. I will have to put some work into making it work with the radio, so we can take phone calls. So yeah, maybe basically, he's got to be able to route the. Basically, phone about the time we have okay. a Raider Stadium, we can maybe be using a Purian. Is that kind of the over under? Okay, good. Okay, I, good. Guess what? I have good news. I am able to now take phone calls. So the phone, I, I think we fixed it all. So the phone number is 775-FRAUD55, 775-372-8355, is the Mount Charleston line. I haven't given out that number yet, but Charles, that's Can you help us construct this so something do? Your I can do it. No, I don't need anyone's help. You don't I don't have just, the time to do it. No, yeah, I do have the time. Debate. I just is need you're to. You're betting baseball left and right. You're, you're fighting with iPad companies. Who has okay, the here. time? Let, let, me, let me throw on uh, Scott from the East Coast, who's been trying to call when we were having these issues. Hello. Finally, after three long weeks. Hey, look. Brandon. Who is this? Scott from the East Coast. Hey, Scott. How are you, buddy? Nice uh, EDR kick you sent me. That looked like some real mutt food you sent me there. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. They're trying to kill us. It looks Pretty like bad. it. I don't even know what that... That reminded me. Do you all remember the... the uh, National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation. Do you remember when the Randy Quaid character uh, was uh, Uncle, Uncle Eddie was downtown at a buffet and he looks at the lady that's serving the food and what does he say to her? Anyone remember? I, I really, I really don't remember because I've never seen the movie. Just give me some more of that green. And don't be cheap on it. There was just a big like bucket of green. You could, it looked like <laughs> eggs, but it was really dark green. Come on, no one remembers that. Get me some more of that green. No, I think I've only I've seen the movie. Seen I only movie. saw it. I only saw it once. Hasn't seen Vegas Vacation. Papa Giorgio. He's downtown playing rock scissor and paper Clark, and he's losing, getting his ass handed to him. That was the best part of the movie with those uh, those parlor games. The funny yes, thing was that yes. one of them actually the, the the casino war became real. That was the funny thing. Yes. That was, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So so what's going on, Scotty? Hey, look, just a couple things. Uh, Todd, did you get my text about the new the extra segment? The extra segment. Let's see. I actually had. I've been uh, fighting with de- technical difficulties, so I did not. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, okay. You need to get rid. Of, you need to get rid of the juice Skype and let me just give you my credit card and get the updated version. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not no, it's not about that. It's, it's not about that. It's just. It's. It has. Uh, it has bugs. It has bugs and it has weird idiosyncrasies. Like I. Fi- I'll tell you guys. I figured out what was wrong what are here. We talking about. We're talking about Skype. Bugs. We're talking about Skype. Oh. I, I figured out, for example, why I couldn't take calls, and that's when, when we kept disconnecting and reconnecting everybody. Uh, one of the times, I, I like someone tried to call me as a group. I think Calwatt called me and 
with, with Brandon as part of like a quote group. So I answered and we're all together. Well, because Calwatt initiated it, I think that's why it was not letting me add anybody who was calling in. So, so then I had to reinitiate the whole thing myself. And it doesn't tell you this when you start Skype. Like you had to figure out all these weird things by yourself and it, it's easy to forget, oh, this person started the call, not me. So now I can't take calls. It's ridiculous. So it's a, the premium version wouldn't help with this. It. It's just dumb things that shouldn't be with Skype. So, so have either any of the three of you seen Trader Ruski? Have you seen Vegas Vacation? Of course. Okay. Callawat, have you seen it? Nope. Okay. So Trader Ruski, you're coming out I here. I think you're talking. Tra- Hold on. Trader Ruski, you're, you're coming to out a here. a different generation. No, I'm not. Those are classic movies. Now, Trader Ruski, you're coming out here this weekend, right? Uh-huh. Okay. I'm going to, I'll bet you, uh, I don't know. I'll bet you at lunch. Okay. It's a free roll. It's not even a bet. It's a free roll. I'm just getting this trivia in from uh, Hoser, uh, Hoser11. You can answer this right from Vegas Vacation. Your first lunch is on me. Free roll, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. He walks in. There's a scene in Vegas Vacation where Russ Griswold, a.k.a. Mr. Papa Giorgio, from Yuma, Arizona, walks into a casino. And the pit boss says to him, no corrective lenses tonight, Mr. Papa Giorgio? And how did, what does he respond? Oh, God. I haven't seen it that recently. Okay. What he says, he no, about? I do not require them. But it, just, it was the way he said it. It's a very <laughs> catchphrase you know, part of the movie. All right. Okay. We'll do another free roll later for you. <laughs> okay. See, I was getting but, all ready for, like, pick a number. Wasn't yeah, that one of yeah, the games yeah. they played? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, you know, I think I did see that movie, Brandon. Oh, I did see it. It's not, it's not really a generational thing, but we're all approximately the same age here, so... But the, sorry, right, really, I just... was... How about this? I was sheltered as a kid, so maybe that's why I didn't see it. I, Scott, you're a little bit younger than but, the rest of us, but... I think I saw it, but I must have been really drunk or something. Hold well, on, you were sheltered? I mean, we're not talking about, you know, Pretty Woman, a movie about a whore and doing coke. I mean, this is... <laughs> Vegas vacation. It's not something to be sheltered from. Look, you mean look, like the Brandon, gambling? Parents, look, 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 look. My parents never took me on an airplane. Okay? I'm telling you, I was sheltered. If they showed me a, a movie about Vegas, I probably would have bothered them every freaking day for a month to take me. Well, okay, Scott, how old are you? I'm forgetting how old you are. I knew it one time, but I forgot. Mid 30. Mid 30. Okay, so this is a 97 movie. It's a true story. He once walked into Orleans. This man, Scott, on the phone, and he was by far the best and most immaculately dressed person the Orleans had ever seen. <laughs> he had on like a three-piece suit. He had a pimp hat. He had a cane. And he walked <laughs> up there and he's, well, huh? Stop. Well, okay. uh, true or false? Were you immaculately dressed? I didn't walk in. I was on the scooter. Don't lie to him. Okay, but did, were you wearing a immaculately pressed, uh, very, very <sighs> smooth Pimp-looking, just amazingly-looking suit. Yes or no? In the Orleans, I, I don't know if I'd use the word pimp, but yes, I was. That's the way that I. <laughs> I don't know if I'd use the word pimp, like, but immaculately pressed. Like I don't know, who, you know, who made it, but it was, it was a very high-end suit to walk in and play a seventy-five-dollar tournament. It was. Like it I, was. It was Kenneth Cole. It wasn't that great. Well, so he was. He was kind of like the uh, the new Tony Dunst. Like or something. I mean, he walked in. They said, "Oh, the owner's here." Well, no, he was okay. channeling Tony Dunst. Remember Tony Dunst with his suits when he'd go to tournaments, yes. just yes. like that. Uh, Tony Dunst ain't got nothing on 
East Coast Scott. So, so anyway, Vegas Vacation was made in '97 or it came out in '97. So Scott was probably a, a, like an early teen, like 15 or something around then. That's so. the right age that you'd be watching. No, I know, but uh, I'm saying it's. I was, I was plugging my parents to let me drive at that age. Could you imagine if I saw the movie? It's like this. I wasn't even born when The Sound of Music came out, but I've seen it a ton of times. <laughs> the one with the black lady who was a maid. What was that one? Something happened in the wind or something. They were, and then they were all gone. I've seen that one too. Well, how about, the, how about, the, how about the, the Wizard of Oz, which is before yes. your, your before your parents are born? Exactly. So I don't believe in any of this. If if it's you know when I was even now you know in my age I still and I'm not like in, trapped in the same thing that you are about the '80s, but I I still think there are these classic '80 movies. I think every generation, you know, like you find okay, I don't know. You tell me. You find a kid that's like in high school now. Maybe like a senior, you know, or junior, or maybe first year in college. And you ask him, have, you, have they ever seen the movie The Breakfast Club? Okay. I, I bet most of more, them haven't, actually. More, more likely or more unlikely? Will they Have they seen it or they haven't? They probably haven't. I don't, really think they think have, so? I don't think they have. I don't think they've seen it either. No, I'll, t- I'll tell you, especially why not that one, because that one is really kind of a, that really is kind of a generational movie uh, to speak to the teenagers of the 80s. So people are. You know gonna, what? Let's put this to the test. Is that the. Hey, is well, that the one that they all go to detention together? Yes. Well, yeah, we, we, don't, we don't have any listeners of that age. so oh, we're, well, we're going to call the local Dairy Queen. You're in <laughs> Vegas because they're going to definitely have some kiddos at that. Okay, uh, let's that's, see. That's a movie with that, that Molly okay. Ringwald shows yeah, her okay, fire Josh, right? I want you to call this number. All right. This is a Dairy Queen at Fashion Show Mall. Watch, we're going to get like the 50-year-old Mexican answer. There's no way. Okay, it's Dairy Queen. <laughs> that's what we're going to get. Until 10. We'll even give them some props if we call them. we, we got to make sure they're young, though. They, they, they could be older. Like, it could just be an older okay. person with a... Well, if it is, then we'll ask for the youngest person on the property. <laughs> 702. Yeah. 679-6580. That's 702-679-6580. It could be my paranoia here, but I think there's going to be fail on this call. Come on. I can't. Then I'm, you know what? I'm taking the kids, and we're going to appear in. No, I don't mean on Skype. I mean, we're going to just not get what we're trying to get uh, here. I meant to Skype. No, maybe that too. I see. <coughs> off to a bad start. Not even answering. I'll answer. Does it close till, did you dial the right number? Six, Sarah Queen. Nine, yeah. Six seven nine six five eight zero. Yep. I mean, it's, only local? Dairy, it's the only Dairy Queen left. That's maybe, maybe it's not anymore. <laughs> maybe it's it's bitten the dust. I mean, but when they say do do do, the number you've reached. I think you're just slam making those blizzards. All right, let it ring three more times. I know what I. What else? Do you think Sonic? Maybe what else is a young place where kiddos are working? That, hang up. <laughs> I mean, really. I told you. I told you. I, I was. What I wish I could. Sonic? I wish I could predict baseball yeah. this well. I, I was predicting fail, and I got it right. What about Sonic? Like the burger driving place. Yeah, Sonic is a good idea. In fact, Sonic, if you remember the story of that guy, that cheap Jew who was sleeping in his car uh, prior to CES from from the Bay Area, and he got murdered. The female of of the duo that murdered him was a Sonic employee. So that's and she was nineteen. So that that's the type of person we'll reach. You ready? You ready to call a potential yeah. uh, female murderer? Uh, do you want to call? These are all in bad locations. We either have East Sahara, which is in the slum. Why don't we East call the Flamingo. yeah? They call Flam- the Flamingo one by the Rio. Uh, no, that's that's West Flamingo. This is East oh, that's Flamingo. yeah. That's well, let's call the West Flamingo one. I bet it's not showing their phone number. You got to be kidding me! Wait, hold on, let me scroll down. Okay, here, yeah, there's West Flamingo. So you want West Flamingo? Yeah, that's the one I'm familiar with. 
I mean, like, familiar with how? What would it matter? I, I, if I go there. It's I, I change I, the, the result because you've been there? I'll, I'll just feel warmer during the call. Okay, that, that's all that matters. 702-873-4328. That's 702-873-4328. All righty. This one I have a better feeling about. This one I think we are going to get through. So I'm not do you sure want to handle this or do you want me to? Um, it doesn't matter to me. Uh oh. Hello. Someone just like answered and hung up. Let me let me try it again. Seven zero two eight seven three four three two eight. Sonic <laughs> well, we're having, on West Flamingo. We're just Dress not having we're just not having up. luck tonight. They answered, and hung up. Again? <clears throat> no, the first time they just picked up and hung up. Hello. I don't getting... think the call's going through, buddy. I don't even hear it ringing on my end. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what's happening. All right, let's try East Flamingo. Okay, what is it, it won't be as warm and fuzzy, but still nonetheless. Go ahead. Seven zero two 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 one zero two nine nine. And if this don't work, I'm taking Trader Ruski. Trader Ruski, you going to appear in with me? Okay, you you can ha- you can have your private show with uh, Trader Ruski on peer in. Okay. Yeah, at least we're getting a ring here. That's that's a victory in itself. All right, I'll let you handle this one, Druff. Get them some comedy. Calling Sonic, I'm Robert. How can I help you? I had a Nigel Fabersham here. I'm, I'm calling from the London Daily Mail. This is going to seem like a strange phone call, but um, we're taking a, a poll of, of uh, Americans who are under the age of 25. Are you, are you under 25? No, but you know, unfortunately, right now I'm rather tied up at the moment. Did you have anybody under 25 there you can put on the phone? No, I'm sorry, we're uh, a little busy. Bollocks! Have it's a, a uh, bollocks. Call a strip joint. <laughs> Get a get a single mother on I mean, there. I have every sure. Sonic phone number in Vegas here. We're we're slammed right now with Sonic. He doesn't want to cooperate. He's like he won't put on one of them for uh, the London, London Daily Mail. Let's see. Let's try Nellis Boulevard. That's right by the Air Force Base. Seven zero two four five two zero one two two. But I think you shouldn't do it in a survey. Yeah, I know. I know. I screwed like up. You're going to order something, but you want to yeah. ask a question. Okay. And then like ask them if they have like filet mignon or something. All right. You're like, Never mind. I'll go to the steakhouse. Yeah, you're right. The survey kind of blew it. Yeah, it's all right. We're off the high from the. It's top. okay. That guy wasn't. Uh, hello, Colonel Nigel Fabersham here. Um, I, I want I want to get a um, uh, I want to like, buy something here. I'm not sure of the the type of food you served. Do you have a filet mignon over here? <laughs> it, it, you know, it's all right. Uh, for some reason, someone this told me. My name is Jasmine. How can I help you? Hello, Jasmine. Someone told me that that you guys serve filet mignon now. Is that true? Is they pulling my pulling my chain? They're pulling your chain very hard. Oh, bollocks! All right. Now, so, a related question. Uh, we're going to come in anyhow. What time are you open until? We're open until midnight today. Okay. So, what is your name, ma'am? Jasmine. Jasmine, are you going to be there when I get there? Um, what time are you coming? At 10.15. I'll be here until 11. Okay, now, one last question. I know this is going to sound crazy, but I'm just with a friend, and we're on the radio, the internet. Have you ever seen the movie? It's like an 80s classic movie. It's called The Breakfast Club. I have. Oh, and how old are you, dear? I am 20. Oh, awesome. boy. You know, wow. I'll see you at 10.15, sweetheart. All right. Thank wow. you. Tally ho, pip, pip. Let's get you on with it. have a great night. All right. All right. You too. Tally ho, pip, pip. I'm surprised. I'm That's surprised right too. There. That's my proof. You guys don't know. You guys have lost base with reality, with the young culture, 
Boom. 20 years old. Do you hear the other kid tell her what, uh, try to pronounce filet mignon? Yeah, like filet mignon. Filet mignon. <laughs> Do, do we do we serve do we serve this here this 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 philic mignon or something? I'm one to know, and if I could have got it out in time, I would have wagered that she would have known. This you know what, Brandon? Maybe, maybe you. you know. I'm thinking, Brandon. Maybe at uh, ten fifteen, you should take a little hiatus from the show and go down there. I, I have a feeling this girl uh, likes older men. Do you realize I would need a gun to go to the location? Right. What? Well, that's what that's probably what's happening. The other thing you have to realize, if they wanted to put an Air Force base in the – if they said, you know what, let's put – or I'm sorry. If they said, let's put a Sonic in the worst part of Vegas possible, like that would literally be it. This is in like the worst neighborhood, the, the store we just called. But I don't know. She didn't sound like she's bad looking. Not her. It's the neighborhood, I'm no, saying. I don't, well, you can brave the neighborhood. Brandon. I'm not. Brandon, don't go. Do you want me there. to go to Sonic? I mean, if there's something in it for me, or if you think it's funny, I'll drive. Let's see. Well, not so much. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. House. I got the, I got the vibe from her, as, as is the, as is the case with live from the Sonic. Well, hold on. I, I'm just, I'm just telling you something. I got the vibe from her, as is the case with many girls in Vegas, that she likes older men. That's just, that's just something I got from her from listening to her on here. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I just get that vibe. Now, I'm not saying right, you should right, drive right, down there. Older men, gruff. Do you mean men with money, or do you mean no? I mean, just any, there's there's a number of girls out there who aren't necessarily gold diggers that are in their twenties. Now, twenty is a bit young, but that are in their twenties that date guys in their forties. If I leave right now, I could be there by ten fifteen to twenty nine miles. But I gotta ask: Will there at least be a gas stipend in this for me? Uh, I don't know it's about that. Take half I, a tank I, I just had to pay five dollars to Daniel seventy two for his fees. I mean, this is. Okay. Brandon, I'll toss yeah. you $10 in gas. <laughs> 29 miles is pretty oppressive, though. I don't I don't know if I can make Brandon oh, do that. Jeff, I'm, I'm not calling him. Jeff, I'm not calling him. my house. Yeah, that's kind of far. I, I'm not calling him gold diggers, but there, there aren't that many 20, you know, in their 20s women that like older older broke men. Okay? Well, you'd I'm be surprised. That, in in Vegas, there actually are. Their money, Believe it or not, in Vegas, there, in, in my, for my time spent there, there actually are not not that there aren't some that are gold diggers too, but but Jay Stat just wrote headline tomorrow podcast pranker robbed in prank. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a bad part of town. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going to send Brandon down there. Where all the gangs literally like intersect. That is the area in Las Vegas. So you know what you should you, you should go you should go down there and, and then find Atlanta. you should go down there and find some gang members and put them on the phone and Chico Loco will talk to them. I mean, if it's something worth it, I'm not a fraud. I'll go down. It's 29 miles each way. That's, that's far. I know that's far. That's that's too far for for any kind of gag. Okay, so let's 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 go on. We we've gotten wait, way. Wait wait, wait 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 wait. Time out time out. Brandon, what's it worth? I'll pay pallets for you right now. <laughs> oh, what's it worth? How much are you gonna spend? How much are you gonna spend to eat? Hold on. No, I'm not going to eat there. I just don't want to send Brandon that far. It's, it's a long way to drive. Okay, how much is it worth for you? Let's just, I mean, <laughs> let's just start a bidding number. What, what for me, number? let's start, let's start, okay, I mean, a flight's 150 on Southwest, so I got to start 300 just to fly out there. What are you talking? Are you talking about? You, you're talking about you going there? I thought what? you meant, I thought you meant paying Brandon. I thought you were talking about you send me money. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> let's just forget the yeah, whole thing. I'll send you mo- I'll send you no, money but I'm asking you, you go what, now. What, is, what is your offer if I left my house? Literally, as I am in like shorts and a t-shirt, I'm in the car, then two minutes I'm heading down 29 miles to gangland territory to talk to a girl from Sonic in person. <laughs> you name the price. I, I have to say yes or no. I feel bad about this whole thing somehow. 
Whatever it is, I'll or, double or it if just, you get her you, number. Or you can order a Uber for him. I, I'm just, I'm just disappointed. I'm afraid it's going to be like a fail, and everyone will waste their money and time. At twelve, what would I, what would be required of me? Like, I'd go in the store. I can have like my phone with me connected to the radio. But what is it that I would need to do when I got there? Have her on the air? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, get eighty sixth and have you know, the metro call. I mean, what would, what would you, what would I guess constitute the bet? The profit for me. To yeah, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure what we would do there. And wearing neutral colors, walk into the store, <laughs> talk to Jaslyn, and then what? Order a burger and, and eat it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Cut out there. Cut out there. If they have watermelon flavored shake. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like it. All right. Cut out this, Brandon. Yeah. You already owe me a wagyu burger. You do okay. it. I'll buy. You can take that wagyu burger back. I'll no, buy you dead. one when I come out in November. Okay. And you can count it as a birthday gift to me this week. I mean, it's, it's very generous. I just think there's not going to be much payoff from this. That's my. Well, China Maniac's saying that I need to bring her a prize for watching the breakfast. Club. <laughs> Does that make sense? I could bring something here, like a little flat. Okay, well, you know what? No, no, I'm not going to. You should, you should bring her a. You should bring her a, wet, a red wig so she can look like Molly Ringwald. See if she'll I'll wear it. A, I'll, I'll, you said it, so I'll say it. You're asking me for three hundred dollars. I'm in my car. <laughs> no, I'll pay. I mean, uh, I don't even leave my house for less than a five usually. Right, he, I mean, he's anyone, kind of like Phil Ivey who wouldn't cares. go. I will go there. Hold on. I will go there in gang neutral colors. I'll drive the 29 miles. I'll hand her a prize. <laughs> I will ask her if they offer watermelon, okay, flavored shakes. I will order a sandwich. I'll take a picture, you know, whatever. Send it 300 bucks. That's where I start at. That's the bidding. Can't do Are it. Are going to try and get her number too? I mean, I have a girlfriend. I'm not. You know, looking to. I didn't yeah, that, say you had to call it. That, that's that's where we're losing it. I mean, because... Okay, I could try. I mean, I'm not whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fuck it. I'll give you the three. What? I can't believe this. <laughs> oh my god! I think really? we need we need more Jews yeah, on the show. Bluff has been called. I know you don't want to leave. <laughs> you don't want to leave your house. <laughs> yeah, but now he may recall it and go out. Hey, Brandon, I what do you think? <laughs> I think you should pass because even with the game neutral. Colors, you'll probably look like a white supremacist. Yeah, believe believe it or not, for watermelon Well, no, believe it or not, I would actually believe it or not. The part that bothers me the most is the twenty nine miles each way. Like I, I, I've gone to areas that are crappy areas many times, and and been like the only white person there, and I and I'll just do it. Like I don't even worry about it. But we're uh, we're uh, like the twenty nine miles each way is just so oppressive. I mean, I've watched too many well, you know, episodes of Las Vegas. You know, I'm not worried about the 29 miles. It's more the gangs. No. Brandon, I call. I okay. call. On, I'm, I'm, I'm handling Jamie Gold. I call, I call, I call, I call. my phone. That's a lot of money, $300. Exactly I just think there's not going to be much payoff from this. I think she'll say, okay, hi, you're the guy. Okay, yeah, we don't serve watermelon shakes. Okay, bye. Like, we're not going to get that much out of it. That's my concern. She says it's 43 miles. Or, I'm sorry, it's 43 minutes. 20, it's 23 miles, I-15 north. Like, this is really in gangland. <laughs> 300, that's what you're offering, huh? That's what you asked. I called. Jeez. Okay, and just to make sure, just so I understand, I'm going to think about it for a second. All right. What do I need to do to consummate the bet? Like, what? I mean, I walk in with my headphones. You can hear it on radio. Yep. What is it? Maybe if I you you consummate the, the new friendship with Jasmine. Yeah, you got you to gotta ask her if they got watermelon shakes. Okay. <laughs> 
But I'm saying, like, she's busy, there's customers, I don't want to get killed. What is it exactly you'd want from me? Besides that's, that's driving it. there, besides that's walking it. in. So I could walk in there and I could order a burger and say, do you have watermelon-flavored shakes? And that would. Yeah, and you got to take a picture with her and, you know, try what and try if, and her. What happened if she won't take a picture with me? Well, then that's fine. That doesn't matter. But the key part is getting there, being live on the radio through my phone, and asking so you can hear, do you have watermelon shakes? Yeah, I want, I want you to have a conversation with her in person, yeah, and, and ask her about the watermelon shakes, yeah. Okay. And I think you should bring her a prize. Well, you know what, let me see, uh, let me hedge a second here. Let me see how Daniel's <laughs> doing in that poker tournament. <laughs> you have, Cause that's you awesome. have one of the bottles of Febreze you got from the Palms last weekend you could bring her? Daniel's still in. He's like the shortest stack. He's playing this like, he's like, no, okay. All right, hold on. I'm going to make the final decision. Hold on one second. <laughs> Druff, you somehow know. What did Jay Stat say again? Poke podcast pranker robbed in prank. Oh, God. <laughs> this can't end good. I, I am a little afraid this will be the very last episode Brandon's on for some reason. <laughs> Is it really a bad thing? Yeah, I'm not lying. It's, yeah, it's all gangs. It's terrible. <laughs> it's the worst part of Vegas. Like, I, honest to God. I mean, it, okay, hold on. I'm switching off Skype for one second. Hold on. I'll be right back. And then just answer my call. Oh, okay. Hold on. Uh-oh. We're, we're playing Skype games. That can never end well either. Well, I, I don't know what we're getting into here. Okay. Hold on. This is going to be the final decision. Honey? Yeah. I'm oh. on radio. <laughs> They're off. Posit- <laughs> They're offering me $300, and I get the money up front. So it's not like I'm going to get rolled. But I have to drive to a Sonic Burger, uh, Sonic, you know, the, the place where they come out um, in Gangland and by Nellis Air Force. It's 29 miles away. And I just I thought it was 23 miles away. Ask for a watermelon shake and then <laughs> come back. She's got to be like your fucking. And I get three hundred dollars in cash right now before I leave. Like she's not going to let him back on the radio after this. It's just it's a bet we're on radio. I'm, you're the final decision. I mean, I'm told totally she, she's going to put the smackdown go on him. It. She's going to say no more radio after this whole thing. I should go do it. Okay. I'm oh wow, she's it. she's all for it. I she like her. Care. I mean, if I if, if I come back tomorrow, it won't change her life one bit. Okay, she approves it. So I, I guess I'm going to be going out to. Honey, do these look like gang neutral colors? <laughs> I mean, I think they're like red. What are the Crips? Are the Crips red or are those the Bloods? I, like I don't. Them? I don't think they're going to care because you're white. I don't think they're going to confuse you for a gang member either way. Okay. All right. Well, let me prepare myself real fast. I guess I'm going to do this. It's for three hundred. He's not. Yes. Don't wear yellow. Okay. Yes. Don't wear that jersey that I got you. Yeah, with my name it's on definitely it. Definitely gang neutral colors. Oh my god. Truff, mm. if I anything happens to me, just let my dad know I love him. Yeah, you're, you're not you're not going to wear a bandana down there, are you? No, I'm not going to okay. go down there like Dutch Boyd or nothing. No, I was, I was just a little concerned. Just no no bandanas and. Uh... So to understand this again, I have to ask for the water. <laughs> you, have the water for, you have to ask for Joslyn and say hi. You know, I'm the guy that called and asked you about the Breakfast Club, and you know, see oh see God. where see where it goes. His know? dog doesn't want him to go. His dog's like, no, don't go. You're never gonna come back, Daddy. Yeah, I'm, come I'm, back. I'm outside walking him before if I'm oh. gonna do this. Your dog's upset about it. I think your dog is sensing something. Hmm. Trader Risky, what do you think, buddy? My my girl just said go do it. She doesn't I mean <laughs> she had no reservations at all. <laughs> I don't she's know. Like, she's like gang territory. She's, yeah, no, she's like, yeah. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> it's a little Yikes. shady. She, she just wants you to spend the three hundred on her when you get back. 
Okay, and do I do I have to order something? A watermelon I really shake. Don't, I don't. I really don't care for. Oh no, but they don't have that. I mean, so do I need a burger or anything? Okay, fuck it. I'm gonna do it. Nice. Just give me a couple minutes to prepare. I mean, I'm in like scrub clothes. I. Oh my god. I'm gonna literally drive 60 miles. All right. Oh, look, I'm gonna. Don't call wear right any back. racist t-shirts or anything. Okay. No, I'm wearing a white. Uh, I'm. I mean, you know, I'm gonna change. I have this perfect t-shirt that has holes in it, so I can fit in with the society. Down there. <laughs> Yeah, don't look you know like I mean? you're worth anything. Don't look okay. like if you got rolled that you'd be worth rolling. Okay, well this will be to be this will be to be continued. I'll be right back. I'm gonna All right. back in from the car. By, by the way, Bye. Brandon, maybe you'll see that guy who uh, robbed you at gunpoint for the laptop. Maybe he'll be down That's there. That's cute. That's real cute. I can. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he'll be a reunion. Sure, he'll be sitting there having dinner. Lovely. <laughs> now let me ask you: If I, I mean, is that pretty racist to ask about the watermelon shake? Yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, <laughs> no. Know, but they may, very... they may not, they won't figure out it's a joke though. They'll just think that you... if you do okay. it casually, it'll be fine. But yeah, if you, you know, just do it casually, they won't, they won't know there's any joke in it. The whole thing. You know, strawberry, okay. watermelon. All right, you know? fine. I, I, whatever. I call. I call. I call. I call. I'm all in. Give me f- <laughs> like five, seven minutes, Calawat. Now listen, you ain't gonna roll me on this one because I will send Druff after you and the police. He'll break up hey. your police home game. No, everything right. is fine. We'll get it all settled. You know, you're Ted Forrest. I'm Mike Madison. You, you can you can take it you can take it out on the Hanson kid if he screws you. No, no, no I'm right. not going to screw him. All right, sounds good. All right, give me like five seven minutes. All right, I'll call back. Bye. Bye. All right, so it's the end of Brandon. We're losing him from the show for this uh, strange jaunt to Sonic, <laughs> for whatever reason. That this is worth three hundred dollars to Calwatt. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, so. Let's uh, let's go to the next topic while Brandon. Oh is... shit! I just I just realized I ruined the show. He's not going to be here. He's going to call in. right? Oh well, yeah, he'll call in. He's, he's, right. He'll be gone for like seven minutes. So okay. I'm I'm going to skip the thing about the triple zero thing because I know he wants to talk about that. I'll, I'll move to the thing where Edelson talks about. He comes out against daily fantasy sports, and this was in an article where let me get to the article. I can't. Find. I always lose one of these articles before I. Uh... Here we are. Sheldon Adelson. He did an, an interview this week where he basically indicated that he does not want daily fantasy sports legalized. And uh, uh, here, here's what he said in this uh, in this interview. He said. Uh, this is what the interviewer said to him. Well, that's the whole argument going on right now, whether daily fantasy sports is gambling. And state-by-state state gambling laws become a, whole, a hotly contested issue because of these companies. And then he says back, listen, I'm in the business. I'm the largest company in the gaming business by market cap. And that's actually true, by the way. That was verified in this article. $44 billion is this company, this Las Vegas Sands. And I can tell you, daily fantasy sports is gambling. There's no question about it. Anybody can play this, and they can gamble on it. Some say poker is not gambling. Poker is gambling. They say poker is a game of skill. I don't know how skill can apply to somebody shuffling a deck of cards and randomly giving them out to you. You don't have any control over it. Can somebody bluff and can somebody place bets better than somebody else? Yes, but that doesn't make poker a game of skill. And look, I'm not against gambling, obviously. I know what's gambling and I know what's not gambling. And fantasy sports is gambling. I'm very much against it. Then it was asked, as you say, you're in the gambling business, so why are you against daily fantasy? He says, I think it exploits poor people, which is kind of a strange answer, because so does all, all kinds of gambling. <laughs> I 
I mean, that's uh, how does daily fantasy sports exploit poor people and slot machines? Don't it's they, they all, it, it all does. He says, I was one myself, and I don't, <coughs> I don't want people that are exploitable to be exploited. Really strange. I, I can make money in an honest way as a form of entertainment. If people want to come and be entertained, I'm very happy to provide that service. But why do I need it? The fantasy sports we're making money without it. I don't need it. I think it's immoral. So a lot of hypocritical statements here by Adelson, and he, he's strangely trying to separate casino gambling from online gambling, whether it's daily fantasy sports or online poker. And it's stupid. If he took the position that he's anti-gambling and therefore he thinks poker should not be – online poker shouldn't be legalized and daily fantasy sports should not be legalized because it's all gambling – even though I disagree with the, <coughs> sorry about that. Even though I disagree with the make online gambling illegal part, I would agree that those things are gambling. Poker is gambling. Anyone who says it's not is inaccurate. It is. If you think poker is not gambling, then tell me: Does the best player win every time when you play a cash game or a tournament? Does the worst player always lose? I'm not talking about long run. I'm talking about short short run. Even medium run. Is there luck involved? Can a bad player w- <coughs> win thanks to luck? If the answer is yes, then it's gambling. It's gambling with a skill element, a large skill element, but it's still gambling. There are many other competitive, uh, I wouldn't say sports, but competitive games that one can play that don't have a gambling element where you would get absolutely crushed every time in the short term, by somebody who's much better than you. If I tried to play LeBron James one-on-one in basketball, let's say I played him 100 times on 100 different days, do you think I'd win even one of those matches? No chance. I'd, I'd go 0 and 100. Why? Because there's there's very little luck element in basketball. And the luck element that there is is small compared to the skill element. It's tiny compared to the skill element. What if I played a, uh, a chess master? In chess, 100 matches. Would I beat him any of those 100 matches? No, I'd lose all 100. But what if I played heads-up poker against a bad player 100 times? Would I win all 100? No. Now, if it's a really, 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 really long freeze-out, then yes, I'd probably win all 100. But it would have to be really long to where even if, it, <coughs> if I run terribly, that I could still recover from it. And it would probably have to be limit, not no limit, because no limit you could, no matter how deep you try to make it, you could still get killed if you just have a really bad run of cards. So poker is definitely a game that involves skill and luck. Daily fantasy sports, again, skill and luck. So these are forms of gambling. But what doesn't make any sense is how Adelson is against these forms of gambling, but not the forms he provides in his casino. Slot machines are very much a tax on the poor, and also just people with uh, gambling addictions. It's not just entertainment. Same with sports betting. Same with blackjack. Same with roulette, where he just added a, a terrible game with terrible odds that's worse than any other roulette game spread in the world. So I, I defend Sheldon Adelson's right to exist and offer these games, but he can't say this form of gambling is okay this other form of gambling is immoral. No. You're either for gambling or you're against gambling. 
He can't separate it and say this part's okay, this part's not. I don't understand exactly why he's so against it. I think it might be for business reasons. It also could just be a weird quirk he has. Because some people erroneously think that Sheldon Adelson is all about making money. It's it's always about money with him. It's not because he has causes he really gets into that he spends a lot of money to back these causes. And whether you agree with these causes or not, he's not going to gain financially by backing these causes. For example, he's very pro-Israel. He will back political candidates just based upon their stance on Israel. And he's not doing this for money. He just does it because he's very, very pro-Israel. And he has the money to back candidates who are pro-Israel. So I'm not exactly sure why he's so anti-online gaming, but he is. And some people are, are taking issue with him saying poker isn't a game of skill. But he also did concede that somebody can bluff and somebody can place bets better than somebody else. But then he said it doesn't make poker a game of skill. Well, it does, but it makes it only a partial game of skill. That's where where he's wrong. He's he's kind of half right, half wrong. He's half right that it's gambling, but he's half wrong that it's not a game of skill. It's both. It can be both. It is both. We have purists on one side like the PPA and those supporting them, that believe poker is totally a game of skill. It's not gambling. It shouldn't be treated as gambling. Yes, it should. It should be regulated and legalized, but it should be treated as gambling. That's what it is. There's those on the other side, like Adelson, who just say, oh, it's not a game of skill because it has gambling in it. Well, it can be both. It is both. So he's against both, and I don't think he's against daily fantasy sports for any of the scandals that occurred with it or for what it specifically is. I just think because it's done online, he doesn't like it. So, uh, Cal, what what do you think of this? Huh? <laughs> You're taking a nap? Yeah, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. All right, uh, uh, Trader Ruski, were you paying attention? I was. And what is your opinion of, of what I just said regarding uh, Adelson? I, I, I agree with you. You know, there's, there's a skill, you know, it's certainly a skill-based game, but there's a luck element, so I guess... You have to call it gambling. Oh, and are you talking about the other things you were talking about after that? Well, just just anything you'd like to say about the topic. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I just don't know why he's getting involved in these things. It's, it's weird. Seems, it seems ridiculous. It, it is ridiculous. It's weird. I, I don't get it. it it's weird. I, I think that people are – because people have turned him into like the online poker supervillain, they, they can't stop – finding bad things to say about him and will sometimes cast him as this evil guy for the sake of being evil. It's not that simple. It's really not that simple. He's wrong with this. He's very wrong with this. But but his reasoning for it is not just a, a greedy rich guy who wants to make even more money. I don't believe it's about that. It could be, but I don't believe it's about that because he could get licenses to run these online casinos, online poker rooms, and make even more money, and he's choosing not to. So I I, th- I think he has some weird opposition to it that I don't fully understand the reason, but I think he just has some weird, contradictory moral opposition to it that doesn't make any sense. Well, Jeff, I mean, if you if you have that kind of money, you know, I mean, really accumulating more money isn't even it's almost pointless, right? 
Um, so it makes sense that he would have principled stances that he's going to get behind, right? Yeah, but at the same time, he does these weird things. Like I don't know if he made this. He probably didn't make this decision, but he's fine with them adding like this awful roulette game. Here, Brandon's calling in. Let's let's add Brandon. We'll talk about the roulette game. Oh, Brandon, you're you on your way? I'm in my mobile. <laughs> okay. I'll give you some proof. Oh, I have some proof of life. <laughs> You, you know you're gonna get right. you're gonna get shot as okay. part as you're gonna get shot as part of uh, road rage. Someone thinks you're honking at them. They're gonna shoot you right away before you even get oh, there. I'm in my I'm in my driveway in a gated community on a golf course, so I'm okay. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> I was backing up. I'm on the road now, boys. Let's go get them. All right, Brandon. If if I ha- can make one request of you, is to talk a little bit softer because you're louder than the rest I'm of us. Now I'm not used to driving the gangland at ten o'clock on a Thursday, Jeff. Plus I had a couple of those. Ice lattes while we were having technical difficulties. Okay. Well, I, I, I actually, you, you you can be loud. I just turned you down. So uh, this hey, way. And, I, and Brandon, I will. I'll kick in a twenty dollar prize for Jaslyn. Um, okay. On the radio, and then maybe do a selfie as part of the thing too with her. For uh, wow. Since she's the winner of the prize, what do you think about that? That sounds perfect. But listen, if I have to post a picture, fair warning, I'm wearing a white. Hanes t-shirt with holes in it, and like 15, no, maybe not 15, 10-year-old Adidas uh, shorts. So I don't want to look like, you know, you know what I mean. I don't want to, I want to look poor. Yeah, he wants to look poor. I I have anything they can take for me. Right, okay, so. I'll give Jasmine a 20, and I'm going to try to order the watermelon milkshake. Uh, Of course, if if you give a 20, you're going to look like you're rich at that point. Hey, Tyler, Callawa, we're not the now, Callawa, you know, we talked about this with the Mattis. How this ain't going to be $5 a month for four years or nothing, right? This is no, going to be no, a one-time it, month. It, it'll be at least a dollar a month. <laughs> Can you believe my girl My girl just said go? She knows what's important. She, know, she knows oh the priorities. God. Listen, she, I'm in my office, and I'm doing radio. And she's on the couch watching Dancing with the Stars or Bachelor in Paradise or whatever the hell crap it is. I walk on, I say, hey, they just offered me 300 on the fraud show to go down to the gangland, Sonic, and uh, order a watermelon shake and, and meet the girl. And she said, oh, you should do it. <laughs> yeah, she said, why wouldn't you? I heard that. Do you have a life insurance policy on you? Yeah, that's a good question. Is, no, is there a life insurance on you? Nothing, nothing. Wow. All right. All right. So, uh, Brandon, I, I waited till you came back to talk about the next topic, which is about the triple zero. Did you ever drive into Compton to order a watermelon shake for 300 just for the record? I worked right next to Compton for uh, years, right next to it. I, I drove into Compton every day to get lunch. Oh, wow. I told you, I, I go to these crap areas. I don't know why, Did but I've just... Did you see that movie straight out of Compton? I was straight out of yeah. and this is this was in the in the 90s too when it was First especially all, I dangerous. I thought that was a great fucking movie. I thought that was yeah. amazing. I really enjoyed that movie. But listen, I was in the I'm theater lost. watching it I'm watching it here. with my wife and uh there was a a couple you know white as milk toast that brought their kids into the movie that had to be like <laughs> 5 and 7 years old. That's crazy. And you know, all this shit started going on, and there were guns, and fuck this, fuck that, and bang, bang, bang. And one of the kids started crying. And I'm like, <laughs> why the fuck did you bring your five- and seven-year-old kids to see this movie? That's crazy. I mean, come on. I don't know what they're thinking. That's crazy. I couldn't so, believe it. So let, let's talk about the, the triple zero roulette that was introduced at uh, the Venetian. And 
Of course, that's owned by Sheldon Adelson as well. And uh, I, have take, I have to take three highways to get here, by the way. All right, go on. You're, you're getting paid 300 I don't feel sorry for you anymore. So, okay, so, so we have this triple zero roulette that has been introduced there. But before we get to that, two years ago, there was a change made at Venetian that a lot of people don't know about. They added a thing called 6-5 Blackjack to just about every single Blackjack game on premises. Now, 6-5 Blackjack is something invented by Harris about 15 years ago, where a Blackjack, which normally pays 3-2, to two, which means if you bet $50 and get dealt Blackjack, you make $75 instead of the even money 50, like you like from a normal win. They changed that to... Factually, I know this 1,000%. Every blackjack table in the high limit rooms in both casinos, uh, it's called the parlor. Uh, it's three to two. Okay, okay. That, well, just, I'm, I'm just saying, but it's also at least a $100 minimum to go in there. Right. But in there, they're all three to two, 100%. Yeah, yeah, that's, 100%. That, that's true. I was going to mention that. But that is true. So it's... Uh, so they, they changed, this is Harris invented this, a thing called six to five blackjack, where instead of getting three to two for blackjack, you get six to five, meaning on a $50 bet, you'd only get $60 instead of the 75 you'd be expecting. They first introduced this as six to five single deck. What? Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Road rage. They, they first introduced this as a single deck game, and the reason they did this for single deck was that there's been an erroneous belief for years that single deck is a better game in blackjack because that's what the pros play. So the average person's like, oh, cool, single deck. I want to play that. That's what all the, the blackjack pros play. So if I play that, my odds are better. Uh, no, they're really not. The reason single deck is better is if you're a card counter, then you can count cards more easily on a single deck or on a double deck. You know, Each, each uh, card you count is more meaningful than on a, a big shoe. I won't get into the reasons, but it's a much better game for card counters at single or double deck than in a big shoe. So that's the reason the pros would play single deck. But if you can't count cards, which is most of the population, most people cannot do card counting, then single deck is useless for you. So they decided to make the single decks only six to five, thinking that people will be tricked into thinking that single deck must be such a good game that it's worth tolerating the six to five. And the trick worked. These games were wildly successful. They were always jammed. With idiots who thought that six, even though it's six to five, that it's still a better game. Those six to five single decks at Harrah's were jammed, and eventually and it's. And they shuffle after ten cards. LOL. Yeah, they shuffle really fast. Yeah, you're spending a lot of time waiting for shuffling. It's a terrible game. So <clears throat> this spread like wildfire after it was seen how successful Harrah's was with it. Then <clears throat> this spread to other casinos in the Vegas area, and there was a lot of six to five single deck throughout Vegas. But in 2014, the Venetian did something that no other casino had done yet, and that was make 6-5, to five, not just at the single decks, but actually make it at most blackjack games in the casino. And Brandon did mention that the high limit pit, which is probably $100 per hand minimum, they left those at 3-2, to two, but that everything else, the regular blackjack, you know, the $25 blackjack, the $10 blackjack, that was six to five, even at a regular shoe game, which was unprecedented. This was done two and a half years ago, I believe, in March 2014. There was little talk about it, but it's, think of how depressing that is. You sit at just about any blackjack table in the Venetian, and it's six to five, which is awful. That's a big reduction in what your expected uh, payout will be. The house edge goes way up from that. In fact, it's so bad that even if you're a great card counter, you can't beat it. 
That's how bad 6-5 to five is. Once you see 6-5, to five, you just give up. You don't even bother playing if you're a card counter. Because no matter how well you card count, you cannot beat the 6-5. to five. That's how big of a deal the 6-5 to five is versus the 3-2. to two. Uh, The reason <clears throat> that they didn't do this before, the reason this didn't really happen until about 15 years ago, was that there was a belief in Vegas for decades that the average gambler was well-informed. That the average gambler would never go for something like this. That the average gambler would see 6-5 to five and have the reaction that I have and that most of you would probably have. And say, oh my god, I'm not playing this awful game. This sucks. The casino is keeping money that should go to me. They're changing the rules of, of a game that uh, is already established. Screw that, I'm not playing. That was always the belief that people playing blackjack pretty much knew what they were doing and pretty much understood how each rule change affected the odds of winning. So they were afraid to change anything. This was the way it was in Vegas all the way up until about 2000 when Harris tried this experiment. And the reason tr- Harris tried this experiment was that they noticed that the demographics of the Vegas tourists had changed. That prior to the early 90s, most people coming to Vegas were gamblers. Not necessarily winning gamblers or uh, professional gamblers, but gamblers who at least understood everything pretty well. There were some that didn't, but there was a lot of people coming that were gamblers. Starting from the early 90s, it became more of a destination for families, for vacations, where a lot of times you just had casual visitors who were there for entertainment. Also a lot of convention, a lot more convention vis- visitors than before. Drop, would it be okay, and if it isn't, you tell me, but this is kind of a special thing here. From time to time, can I at least interject so the fellow listener may know where I'm at? Like, I may say, I am just literally 20 feet on the I-15 next to the Aria. I am now approaching Mandalay Bay. I have just passed the stratosphere. I am looking over the Golden Nugget. So I'm doing all that. I'm going all through the valley. Do you think that was something that would bother you? If I maybe gave some uh, geographical update. As, as long as it's not like too much and too much interruption. Yeah, sure. Yeah, just pretend you're a GPS unit and just call. No, 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 no. <laughs> yes, yeah. Where, where are you right now? Uh, right now I am on the 215, about four miles from the I-15. I have a Best Buy on my right. So basically 215 and Rainbow, for those that know Vegas. And Brandon, now, Brandon. When she tells you that they don't have watermelon shakes, then just go uh, go get a forty of malt liquor. Okay, and I, I'm just well, what I'm uh, St. George, Utah, is only an hour and forty five minutes uh, from here. Wow. So if we want a really envelope, if the price is right, I can be in St. George, Utah by midnight. Then if we really want to keep going, I could be in Denver by six a.m. <laughs> so we might we might still be going at six a.m. I mean, Calumet, what do you think about St. George, Utah? Do it. <laughs> do it, but he's not paying you anything. I'm not paying you shit, but do it. <laughs> I, I, think your, your, I think your career of uh, getting paid for driving to places is over at $300. Well, he hasn't done it yet, you know. Okay, oh, that, boy, gonna... let, let, me, let me go back to what we're talking about here. So, the, uh, the, so anyway, the 6-5 to the five thing was done because of the tourist changing, that it was more families, more people who weren't really that knowledgeable about the games they were playing. They were just doing it for fun, and they just weren't uh, uh, they weren't going to be outraged by this, and it worked like a charm. So this was done. They changed, not only did they introduce 6 to 5 at Harrow's about 15 years ago, but Sheldon Adelson took the extra step two and a half years ago to put it in most of the blackjack games, pretty much everything except the high limit pits. Now, this was two and a half years ago. We didn't even talk about it on the show. In fact, I didn't even know until I read about it today. But today, it was announced 
that by by someone who found it, not by the Las Vegas Sands Corporation, but by someone who found it there, that they have introduced a new, very, very bad roulette game at the Venetian, which is known as a triple zero roulette. Now, the reason this is so bad is that if you think about roulette, there's 36 numbers, 1 through 36 on there. And then if you bet on those numbers, if there weren't any other numbers, if there weren't any zeros on the wheel, which there always are, but if there weren't any, then it would be an even money game. In, in the long run, you'd break even because you get paid exactly what you'd expect to get paid. Uh, let's, let's say you bet a uh, dollar on, on just a single number, like number three, and number three hits. Uh, they give you 35 more dollars, and so you're getting, uh, you end up with 36 times the money. So, uh, so if you think about it, let's say you bet number three, you hit it, then you'd expect to miss the next 35. It doesn't always happen that way, but you know, that was what you expect one every 36 times you're going to hit, and you'd break exactly even. The reason it's a, there's a house edge on this game is because of the zero. So if there's a single zero on there, whenever the zero hits, everything loses. Every single bet in the roulette loses except for a bet on the zero. So that's where the house edge comes. And with a single zero game, the house edge is about 2.7%. It's very easy to calculate because you just do 1 out of 37 because the 0 is 1 out of 37 numbers on there. And uh, that's the house edge. So 2.7%, which is already pretty high for a house edge of a game because uh, like blackjack's a much lower house edge for someone who plays perfect basic, say, that's pretty good already. basic strategy. So that's pretty good already. But the casinos got greedy. And they added a second 0, which is known as the double 0. So there's a 0 and there's a double 0 on the machine, on the, on the wheel, now it's two out of 38 times on average you're going to lose every bet you make. So that becomes a 5.26% edge, which is already pretty damn bad, uh, a double zero roulette game. So you'd think with 5.26% edge that Sheldon has at this point, that he, he's satisfied with that. It's like, okay, I've got a double zero game running, people play it, I'm, I'm killing them here. Let's uh, let's be satisfied with this. No, he's not. The triple zero is exactly as it sounds. There's now a single zero, a double zero, and a triple zero on the wheel. So now there's 39 spots on the wheel, three of which will lose every single time unless you bet specifically on those. God. So that will be one out of every 13 times, no matter what bet you make, that's not a zero bet, is going to lose. That's like 7.7%, right? Right, it's 7.69%, exactly. Oh, my God. So that, that's the... Awful house edge, and it has been brought as kind of an experiment into the Venetian. And the reason I say it's an experiment is that they haven't gotten rid of the double zero games. The, oddly enough, they have a triple zero game very close to the double zero games, and they're just hoping, I guess, people don't notice. I guess it's an experiment. They didn't say it's an experiment, but that's clearly what it is. So this what they, they'll see if people reject this or, or if that people just play, go, okay, no big deal, triple zero. It has the same limit. By the Mandalay Bay. Okay, so Brandon, make it. How much? How many more miles do you have? I have nineteen more miles. Okay, you're making progress. I'll say that. <laughs> While Cal Watts watching his money uh, fly out, fly out of his pocket. Oh Which, man, it, it's getting real now. Trudorski's probably drinking his tea, right? But but the tr- the truth is, the real money he has to make is by going out there, walking into the bad neighborhood, and then asking for a watermelon uh, shake. So. <laughs> Oh, he's got to talk to yeah, he, and talk to Jaslyn and try to get the picture over there. So there's a lot to, left to be done. Mm-hmm. So, 
Tell her what. Did you not think I was going to do it? Be honest. I, I, I did not think you were going to do it because <laughs> I did not think you wanted to leave your house. This is a did, but turned, did, out, turned out to be a bad read. Do you know what the key word that made this happen was? Do you know what it was? Your girlfriend. No, when you said, I call your bet, you're, I call your bluff. That's yeah. where it was. Yeah. 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 I'm at home now. I'm, I'm drinking the latte. I'm in the office. It was, I call your bluff. Yeah. I mean, that's what did it. I have to say, if I, if, if I was being offered 300 to go to some bad area right now, I, I probably I mean, I couldn't do it because I'm running the radio and I couldn't do it portable. But Also order a racist item. I mean, it's that's not that racist. It's a, it, it's a moderately racist item. It depends you know, on how you do it. You know, watermelon itself is not racist. You, yeah, you can eat watermelon and not be a racist. I love watermelon. Yeah. You know? No big deal. Yeah, like when I, when I buy watermelon during the summer, I'm not being a racist. I'm, I'm buying it because I really like to eat it. What do I get if I do a segment explain to that kid what filet mignon is? Oh, that'd be great. I, I think you're already being overpaid here. I don't think you should be getting uh, more compensation that, for this. The worst part of Vegas I'm going into. Are you okay. kidding me? I, I, I would do this. I'm telling you. I would do it. I would do it for All this right, money. A couple things to touch on regarding your life. What you'll see now in almost every casino, and believe me, I have experience with them. Um, in fact, I think Caesar's properties are the only properties on the strip that don't have them is the Valley's standalone video roulette and they look like slot machines they take you know coin in you know meaning bills not chips it looks just like a slot machine but it has a roulette wheel on it and you make your bets and then you hit a spin button on it if you do play these I'll be be sure to look at the top left, right under where it says Valleys, because it has the payouts on there, and they're all adjustable, meaning that I have seen places such as the Palms right now where it's 32 to 1, and it's in small letters. So you may think, oh, I don't like, you know, playing at a crowded roulette table. You know, I don't like being all mudded up. I'm going to just play this, put 20 in here. Look at the payouts. Wow, so, the, so, the, so, so they're, redu- they're reducing the payout uh, if you hit a single number to 32 to 1? Yes, and it says it on there. The Red Rock, for instance, when I used to play there before I got DNI'd, it was single zero and 36 to 1. They had six of these machines. Now it's double zero, and the pay's there at 32 to 1. Wow. And, and, uh-oh, the cops. You hear this? I'm getting close <laughs> to gang last. Well, you know, if you, get, if you get pulled over, it'll kind of break even with the cost of the ticket. Yeah, I'm, uh, no, I'm actually in front of Caesars now. Um, but, yeah, so be careful. Make sure you look at those payouts. And all those kind of digital machines, and it's very, very popular now. You know, Truff, do you know the reason why, whether it's Blackjack or Roulette, why those machines are so popular now? Uh, no. Because they save money on dealers. Well, that, well I, thought you, I thought you meant popular with the player, not the, not the casino. The casino because you save money. No, that know, that that I knew. I, I thought you meant popular, like people want to play it. That I, I didn't know. In every casino now, even Caesars has this these big roulette machines that the ball spins automatically and it's, it's twelve, sometimes sixteen people, and they sit in front of it and they're saving two dealers. Oh yeah, dealers. yeah. That that I knew. That I knew it was to save labor. Yeah. Nonetheless, always look at the odds on those machines because they can be adjusted by any slot tech. So that one day they could be thirty six to one, 
and you go back the next day, they could be thirty-four to one. Yeah, that's a, that's a good tip. That that is a good tip. And you know, I this what bothers me about this story. You could say, well, okay, you know, this this roulette game sucks. This triple zero, don't play it. Well, I'm not going to. But why does this bother me? The reason it bothers me is because I'm watching a transformation take place, and it, it's happening slowly, but it's kind of speeding up. And the transformation is Vegas from being a place that really, you know, it's always been a place that tries to beat the gamblers, but it was a place that before understood that it had knowledgeable gamblers and they were happy to beat you slowly over time. No more. Casinos in general are now saying, we don't want the customer who loses slowly. Unless they play really high limits where slowly is still a lot of money. But anything but really high limits, they don't want you to lose slowly anymore. You're not worth it to them. They, they, they don't want to bother you with you and then give you comps on top of that. They don't want to bother with the, the grinder who slowly grinds down over time. They want the player who's going to get crushed time and time again and have very little chance to win and who's mainly going to be chasing jackpots. That's what they want. They want someone who doesn't mind losing most of the time they play as long as they've got a shot at a few of those big payouts or it's just so ignorant about uh, the odds that uh, they don't understand they're playing a, a 7.69% house edge game that doesn't bother them. They just, uh, as long as they're playing a game they know like roulette and they, and they can bet on uh, 1 through 36 and get paid 36 times when they hit their number, they don't care there's three zeros on there. That's yeah, there's who no romance. There's no candlelit dinner. There's just a big dick in the ass and then see you later. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. And they, and they actually, so not only are they trying to squeeze more money out of the gambler who does not have very much knowledge, but they are pushing away at the same time the ones that do. I'm not talking about the advantage players anymore. I'm not talking about the people who beat them. I'm talking about the ones who lose. The ones who have always been losers. The ones who don't even attempt to become advantage players, but just kind of slowly bleed away money at at lower middle limits. They don't want them anymore, and they're pushing them out. And the way they're pushing them out is by either making games worse or by degrading the comps so much or by just not treating them well, they're really hoping, a lot of these casinos are really hoping that these players leave, and what they're left with are the gambling fish. The, the, there's a term in the in the uh, advantage player world, that term is ploppy, P-L-O-P-P-Y. Right. A, a ploppy yep. is someone that is like the average player who doesn't know very much that uh, the casino is looking for. And that's what yeah, they're they looking... They plop their ass down. Right. So they're looking for ploppies now. They And this is a big change from the way it used to be. They, it, as as recently as, as 20 years ago, they were very happy to have the non-advantage player knowledgeable gambler. Very happy to have them, even at middle limits, even at low limits. And as time has passed, especially in the last five to ten years, especially in the last three years, it is changing. To where they don't want that anymore, and that's why the good the good video more so with the advent of all these different what are called carnival games, where people literally walk up and just say, "How do you play this?" Like mm-hmm. there's a new game uh, that's been on the strip. It's called Flush Poker, where somehow you have to make. I've never played it. Uh, another one is called uh, uh, what's the what's it was in the article. Uh, it's a it's a variant of blackjack where. They will match any double down that you have with their own money, only on 10 or 11. But what, what do you think the, the edges for the casino, what do they do rules-wise to even that out? Like, literally, if I, if I bet 100 and I get a 10 or 11, I want to double against any two cards. They will give me the 100, and if I lose, okay, I only lose 500, and if I win, I get 400. 
and you think that's such a great deal, well, what do you think they, they do to Canada? Where they, they, they kill ties or something? You lose the ties? 20. Or the, no, it's a 22 thing. It's a 22 yeah. thing, right? The 22, right? Uh, yes. 21, no, 21 is a push. You don't win with 21. Oh, you don't win with... I thought it said the doesn't bust a 22. I've heard of that, too. Yeah. I think it's called... Uh, what, what is it called? But any of those, those have taken over. They're in every MGM casino now. They're all over the strip. And, you know, and the point I'm making is it's very common for people to sit down and just say, how do you play this game? They don't even know the rules. They're just yep. on the fly. Yeah, and, and Which, what bothers me even more, though, than these gimmick games, they've had gimmick games going back many years. What bothers me the most, though, are the... the Staples like regular blackjack and and roulette, where they're actually severely downgrading the odds, and and players keep showing up and you know and I'll, I'll tell you it, it this works. In fact, I there was a girl I knew who was a ploppy. It was amazing. We were on the we were driving her uh, me and uh, the previous girlfriend. Uh, she was a friend of hers. We were driving. She wanted to ride up to Vegas. She wasn't staying with us, but she just wanted to ride there. So I, I drove her there. And she asked me on the way there, can you give me some tips about blackjack I'm going to play? So I gave her some tips. Didn't teach her how to card count or anything like that, but uh, I gave her some basic tips. She understood, and I kept telling her over and over, do not play the 6 to 5. Do not play the 6 to 5. I, I hammered this in her head. I even asked her before she left the car, so you're not going to play the 6 to 5. No, 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 I'm not. I understand. It's terrible. I walked by her at, at the hotel she was staying, and she was playing 6 to 5 single deck. <laughs> And and so I, I asked her afterwards. I said, uh, you know, did you forget what I told you about six to five? She said, Oh no, I remembered it. I d- it just looked fun to go play. I wanted to go play it. I'm like, you know, this. Now this ain't the story with the girl that almost got kidnapped on the island, is it? No, no. Okay. No, no, you, you know, that's that's who that's who the girlfriend was, but not this girl. Okay. The girl. It was a friend of hers. No, th- no, this girl. I'm talking. The girl almost got kidnapped on the island. Wouldn't have done that. She wasn't that stupid. But. Uh, so, so, anyway, there's a lot of people out there. To- I just sit downtown, by the way. Here's another example of a ploppy. I was in Laughlin one time playing 8-5 bonus poker, and uh, a guy sat down next to me, and he was playing jacks or better. And I looked at the pay table, and I noticed that the jacks or better pay table was also 8-5. Now, for those of you that don't understand what that means... Uh, it means that bonus poker, 8-5 bonus poker is basically 8-5 jacks or better with extra payouts for four of a kind. So there's no reason to ever play jacks or better at 8-5 if you, if there's a bonus sure. poker game for 8-5. It's, it's just throwing away money because it's the identical game that pays you extra if you hit four, certain four of a kind. So why would you not want that extra money? So there's a guy who sat next to me who's playing jacks or better. The, the 8-5 bonus was also available at his machine. So I stopped him and I said, hey, I uh, just want to let you know, Look at my pay tables here. Look at yours. They're identical, except mine pay even more, so it's free money for you. So you should switch to bonus poker. He says, no thanks. I'd like to stick to jacks or better. <laughs> so thinking thinking that perhaps he didn't understand, I thought maybe he, he thought he didn't know how to play the game or the strategy is different. I said, okay, hold on. The strategy for the two of them is the same thing. So... You, you don't have to learn a new game. It's it just just play the exact same way that you play jacks or better, and you'll just get extra money if you hit certain four of a kinds, like aces or twos or threes or fours. He said, "That's okay. I'll just stick with this." I go, "No, do you not understand?" It's and I was I was getting irritated even though it wasn't my money. I said, "Do you not understand? It's the exact same thing, except you get extra money for hitting these four of a kinds. Why would you not want that?" He goes, "No, no, please don't, uh, please don't bug me with this anymore. I, I'm happy with this." And I'm like, "Wow, like here." He, here I'm showing him how to get extra money put in his pocket with no downside, and he didn't want it. 
And I explained Truff, it as very straight, very straightforward. Truff, this guy went back to his friends, and he said, can you believe it? I was down there playing this game, and this guy kept harassing me. <laughs> he, he kept on telling me to play this other game. He wouldn't fucking leave me alone. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he did, but it's, it's funny because, like, and this was, like, at a... At a Fairly high limit, not super high limit. Fairly high limit. He wasn't playing like like uh, you know nickel video poker and didn't want to you know bother with this. It, it, it would have been real like decent money in his pocket that he would have made extra like if he made four aces on, on my on bonus poker versus what he was playing. So he didn't give a fuck. That, that he didn't. So so it's and this didn't he didn't look like somebody. What was that? I'm sorry. Go ahead. He he didn't That's look like serious. someone. He didn't look like someone who was so rich that he, he just didn't care and could afford it. This was just someone who had it in his head. He liked Jaxer better. He did not. He tuned out anything I had to say. So there are a lot this of game, man. Just like some people, there we got a guy at our, our local game. His favorite hand is four six off suit. Okay, that makes a little more sense at least because at least he can justify. Well, no one sees it coming. You know, no, I, I've got luck. Sees it coming because he tells everybody every fucking round. Well, okay, I, I'm just saying. At least people can justify. I've been lucky with his hand before, even if they're irrational about it. At least the, they can have some kind of explanation. How can you possibly have an explanation? I'd rather play a game that's identical to to, to what I'm playing, except pays me less money. Who, who would ever take that? He doesn't know the rules. He doesn't know the odds. He doesn't give a fuck. He just. Likes the name of the game and you yeah, know, so, he wants to get lucky. So there's a lot of people like that. That's who the casino wants there. And yeah, uh, the so, so, so for yeah, the ploppies. So, that, so unfortunately, there's a lot of them, and there's more and more of them. And when I say more and more, I don't know number wise, but percentage wise of the clientele is more a higher and higher percentage of ploppies every year. Gamblers are beca- are approaching it in a much more casual fashion, where they just don't know what they're doing and want to do it anyway. Whereas a few decades ago, most gamblers that were there in Vegas at least knew what they were doing. So the, the casinos are finally taking advantage of this. Is that a sign that now more and more people congregated under freeway overpasses? <laughs> <laughs> well, what are they doing there? Do you know? Uh, like Brandon, you, didn't bring a, you didn't bring a big old wad of money with you, did you? I brought a 20 and I brought like nine singles. All right, good. <laughs> so, so you know uh, what's funny? We just talked about how Adelson was was saying that he provides entertainment, that the online gambling is immoral, but he doesn't mind raising the odds to, to ridiculous levels to where people basically have no shot. Because the, the higher you make the I house, the, the higher you make the I house. What I said, I take issue with that statement. What do you take I, issue? I, with? I read the article. I, hold on, I read the article today after he told me about it, and I can assure you, although I don't know, you know, factually, of course, if you ask Sheldon Adelson whether he had triple zero roulette in his properties, he wouldn't fucking know a fucking, he wouldn't know what you're talking about. So I totally get it. He's the owner. The bottom line falls on him like it should with any owner. But when people say Sheldon Adelson is doing this, no, it's not him. It's his table games director, or it's his casino manager, that somebody's came to them and they said, hey, here's a novel idea of ways to take more money away from people or to, you know, increase the game with, that we already have slam packed, you know, seven nights a week and make even more money. It is not in any way, shape, or form Sheldon Adelson. He does not handle those things. He doesn't know about those. Well, I, I have. Uh, Nikki approved it. I, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm going to half agree with you, Brandon, because I'm going to say that 
like like Steve Wynn, for example, he was very hands on. He he wanted to know everything that goes on in the casino. Now Adelson, probably not as much, but like for example, when they made this blackjack change two and a half years ago, I bet he knew about. it. I don't think he was the one who dis- who initially came up with the idea or pushed for it, but but I think they probably came to him and explained to him what they were doing, and he understood it and said, "Yeah, let's go ahead with it." And I, I think he approved it. Yeah, I, th- I think with this the same thing. Even though it's not as big as changing all the blackjacks, but uh, I, I I think he knows. Yeah. We can't prove it. We can't. But I'm going to go on the road. I'm going to say $300. 100... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> now, okay, here, here's something that I do know. Steve Wood, as you said, and you're correct, he, he, he has always been a very hands-on owner. Uh, walks the casino floor. If you meet employees and you ask, have you ever met Steve Wynn? Most of them will say I've met him a handful of times. I talked with my host once at Palazzo, and I asked him, has he ever met Sheldon Adelson or seen him before? And he said that he has been at the property, you know, since right after it opened, maybe a year, a year and a half after it And he said he had seen Sheldon Adelson two times ever in 19 years on the property. Now, of course, it's going to come at a different time. I'm saying he's not a hands-on Meet and greet. You know, he will come over to a blackjack table and watch, shake, you know, shake a dealer's hand, et cetera, et cetera. So, no, they don't go to Sheldon Adelson and say, hey, we need you to sign off on triple zero roulette. Absolutely not. Right. Not even close. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not That's- sure if I agree with that. I'm not sure if I agree with that. I, I, especially the blackjack change two years ago. The, the, the triple zero roulette is less of a big deal, especially if they have not eliminated the double zero yet, but... I, I still have a hard time believing. Let's say they're going to. Let's say they decide it's a success and they're going to kill the double zero roulette, and it's only going to be triple zero there. It's hard for me to believe they wouldn't at least tell Sheldon Adelson what they're doing and explain it to him. Right. Not even close. It's it's Not it's hard for me to believe. That could be the guy that tells the guy that tells the guy that tells the guy. No, not even close. He has no idea. Are you kidding me? Every time they bring in a beta game which means a beta game is something that they're testing. It has, that hasn't been approved yet by the Nevada Gaming Commission, and it has to be implemented for six months, uh, and then Nevada Gaming Commission runs numbers, they see how it does, and then they can approve it if, if the casino or casinos want to have that specific game in their full time. When I say that, I mean it could be a table game or a slot machine. 100%. Okay, through the chain of command, they do not bother him. No, that I believe. That things. that I believe because that's a different story. That's trying something new that that isn't taking anything away or, or making a fundamental change to something. And that that, that that's not going to have much of a negative consequence if it doesn't work out. So th- that he probably doesn't we want. Had a way to, I wish we had a way to prove I, it. I, 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 I'm, I'm not I, sure I, about my position, but I think you're too sure with yours. That's what I think. It just. Well, how, how, how far away from the Venetian are you? <laughs> yeah, maybe $300 to go into Sheldon Adelson's office yeah, and ask him. You can prove it if you storm into his office right after you... Yeah, what if we pay $300 to kick down his door and ask him? He's actually, he's actually asleep in China right now. <laughs> how much to get on a plane over I mean, to China? <laughs> I actually told myself when I left the house, I would go as far as Denver, Colorado, if the money was right today. Wow. You, you already got emotionally prepared. Yes. How much to go to Fargo, North Dakota? I think he's already... 
I think he already ruled that out. I think he said Denver is his uh, upper bounds no matter what he gets paid. Rough. Everyone has their price. How much to go to Fargo, North Dakota? Ten thousand dollars <laughs> up front. <laughs> and you know what? I may, I'll even state this: I won't even go back home and pack a bag or toothbrush. I'll get everything on the way. Ten thousand dollars. <laughs> like the money first. I, I give you my word, I'll be there. At least this is a good I'll time of year. Picture. This is a good time of year to go to Fargo. You could be sending him to Fargo in January. I know someone who's in Fargo right now. Uh, David Tuckman is in Fargo. 25000 and you have a picture of me in Juneau, Alaska. Okay? <laughs> By midday, Right? Well, you can, you can actually uh, you can build upon that. If you, go to, if you go to Anchorage, you can play in the Gavin Smith home game, make even more money. Oh, hey, hey, guys, speaking of bets, I got a, a message from the Hansen kid. He's been tuning in and listening. Yeah. He says, uh, my minimum is $20,000 for taking a dump in a stadium, in case anyone wants to prop bet with him. Wait, he, he, wait, he, he, he wants, he wants 20000 to take a dump in, in a uh, stadium toilet? The Hansen toilet? kid is very particular about the, the kind of bathroom. Well, so, okay, here's a question. Ask him this. Let's say he gets diarrhea and can't hold it, and it's just the beginning of a baseball game. He's, what's he going to do, go in his pants? I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I think he would just leave. I mean, there's there's been times I, I, there's no way I could hold it for three hours, no matter what. We've I've had these discussions with him. He's very very particular about the facilities that he will use, and yeah. I, I don't think he's kidding. I think his minimum is twenty k for taking a dump in a stadium. You know, I, I had one time since you know I'm not talking about it as like a tiny kid, but one time that I almost shit my pants, but it didn't happen. Uh, it was in Israel, of all places. I, I ate some shawarma at a shawarma stand, and it turned out there must have been something wrong with it. And my stu- I started getting these stomach problems. So I was at like one of these open-air markets, you know, the type that always get uh, terrorist attacked. This was in, in 89 when I was 17. And I felt my stomach rumbling, and I had to go real badly, and I, w- I was not going to be able to hold it very long. And in these open-air markets, there's no bathroom. There's not even any porta potties There's nothing. Yeah. So I... I I was feeling it get worse and worse, and I had a very short window of time to get to a bathroom. There was no time to get back to the, the car, which was parked a good deal away, and then drive somewhere with the bathroom. There was no time. There was no bathroom around, and I, I really thought that I somewhere in this open-air market I was going to shit my pants there mm-hmm. and and, uh, and have to do the walk of shame back to the car with, with shit in my pants. And uh, So then I, I saw something that was a beautiful sight, something I've – Never been happier to see in my life. The Golden Arches. McDonald's, yeah. And I said, ah, McDonald's. But it wasn't that close. It was out in the distance. So I sprinted to McDonald's, and I knew it would be a photo finish. I sprinted to McDonald's, got in there, and then I do a quick look around. I don't see any bathroom. I go, oh, my God. If there's no bathroom, it's going to be the worst. So I said, I, I said, where's your bathroom? Where's your bathroom? And they said, it's upstairs. I'm like, oh, i gotta, I got to go upstairs. <laughs> like, so, I, so I sprint upstairs, and Wait. I feel... This is a bad bee. This is a terrible bee. The what? inside of the store is closed. Oh, come I on. I actually have to walk out of the exterior now and stay in, like, there's, like, a little courtyard. But I swear to God, these aren't these aren't people of good morals and means. She Holy said they were, they were open until yeah. 1130 or something. We, we didn't have a contingency. Yeah. Can you, can you not? Sonic is a drive-up place. But, but, oh, no. This might not end well. Do you understand? <laughs> Sonic is where they come to your car on roller skates or something, right? Well, they can, but there's also a drive-through. You got to be able to go inside. They got to have like no, a, no. He's right. The one, the one in West Flamingo. Sometimes they they, they don't allow you in there. Also. Okay. All right. I got to call back on Skype. I'm going mobile. I'm okay. going uh, walking mobile. 
Okay. Do it. So, so f- f- finishing my, what happened here, I sprinted upstairs. I I kicked open the 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 stall. I I sat down and and that was it. The time was up. And as my ass was going down onto the toilet, it just forced itself out. If I had been fifteen seconds later, would have been too late. And I I mean I I had something like that happen to me once too. Really? I was living in a, an apartment with a buddy of mine. He was in the shower. And, you know, I've been out drinking the night before and had a garbage plate and some other nasty stuff. Okay, time out. Can you yeah, guys hear ahead. me? I'm on uh, yeah, headphones. We, we can hear you, yeah. Okay. Are we ready to do this? We're ready. Where are, now, where, well, hold on. Where are you where going? Are you in the drive-thru? Are you going up to the yeah, window? You, what are you doing? you gotta, you got to no, go talk I'm to walking. Jazz. I'm on the, what, is her, <laughs> what was her name? Jazlyn or something? Yeah, Jazlyn. Okay, hold on. Yeah, I think it was Jazlyn. All right, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, dude. I need radio silence. I need total radio silence. Complete radio silence. Hi. I, who's Jazlyn? I talked to you on the radio. I called you. Hi, I came all the way out here. I was near, near Utah. My friend told me, seriously, this is no joke. If I could take one picture with you, I can give you $20. Is that fine? Okay. Oh my God. Uh, of course, of course, the answer is yes. What do you think? It's not a nude picture. Of course, you'll do it. For, of course, you'll do it for twenty dollars. Give you twenty dollars. I mean, you must think I'm crazy. We just said no. It was just like a like my friend dared me. It was like a dare. Yeah. Um. I need to get. Uh, oh, am I even allowed to be in here to order? Oh, okay. Do you guys have watermelon shakes? Really? Oh, wow. Oh my goodness. It. It, it. Yeah. Have her make it. Get it for sure. No. You know what she wants? Can I get then a cherry limey with no ice? What? How could, how could he not? Forty. What about the malt liquor? How can he be turning okay. down the watermelon shake? She said oh, he can do it. Um, I, um, I guess it's to go. It's medium, like this thing. He gave her twenty dollars. Okay. Why wouldn't she make it? Right. Have okay. her make awesome. the watermelon shake. Okay, you know I'll have She's a watermelon shake. Back in my hand job. Yeah, yeah. Please, watermelon shake. Jeez. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm sorry to come in here. I wait outside. I even can't come in here. Okay. <laughs> okay I'm going back to my. Well, I, okay. I have, he did the deed. One. You officially won. I have the pictures. Brandon did. He, he did the deed. You have to post them up on the. Okay, hold on. Where, where are you going to post hold them on the, on the radio hey, thread? Brandon, is no, you I'm, I'm sending them. I'm sending. No, not at all. Much. I'm sending them <laughs> right. Okay, hold on. Well, I what did you expect? Them. It's a it's a Sonic in the ghetto. The chance of her being hot was like about zero. You never know. And I gave her Trader Ruski. I gave her the twenty two. Okay, okay, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you when I see you on Sunday. Oh yeah, she's a mud. Okay, hold on. You see the picture? Yeah, she's a mutt. Yeah, yeah, that's about what I expected. <laughs> hey, for that twenty bucks, she probably thinks she owes you a hand job. She, she she had a good voice, though. I'll say that. Yeah, she seemed nice. Did you hear? Did you hear about the flame and yawn part? Something yeah. about it. What, what exactly? She, did they, she she said something like someone called and asked about a flame and yawn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I gotta I, listen. I gotta be honest. I'm getting back in my car and I'm locking the doors. <laughs> <laughs> He wants to just lock up his $300 and not have a bad ending to this. You know, so yeah, well, I still got She wait, actually reminds me. Truff, you're going to have to Truff, you're going to have to send me $5 cuz the deal wasn't I had to actually take 
the fucking watermelon shake. I'm not going to drink that thing. Why not? Because I don't like watermelon shakes. Oh, my God. I'm sure, no, I'm sure no, there's, I'm I want, sure there's a lot of takers around there. So now, now, I, now I have to cough up money for this? made this special for you, Brandon. Uh, hold on, she's coming, she's coming. She's coming to my car. She's coming to my car. Right. No one talk. I'll, 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 I'll kick in money no for the watermelon shake. <laughs> okay. You are such a sweetheart. Did your boss get mad at you? No. Okay, hold on. I'm going to... I'm going to give you $20 more if you do something for me. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> give me uh, the this is actually from I came from St. George, Utah. Oh, wow. Okay. This is, I'm actually on the Poker Fraud Network. And I'm going to put these on. I want you to say hi to my friend Donald. Donald? My, yeah, my friend Donald and my friend Sissop. Okay? Yeah. Donald and Sissop. Hold on. You get this. You can put them in your ears. Uh. See, they can hear you. Yeah. Jasmine, Hello. Donald hi there. Yeah, hi, this is Donald, and uh, you know, thank you for uh, participating in all this. I know it seems strange to you, but at least you've made some extra money. And uh, That's so, really cool. How That's long, nice how long have you worked at this uh, Sonic? Jaslyn, you are a champ. You are a champ, and <laughs> props to you for having seen the Breakfast or the Breakfast Club. Yeah, how did we you see the Breakfast Club? What, what made you go see that? Um, actually, it's one of my mom's favorite movies, so I watch it a lot with her. Oh, ah, your mom. God. One of my mom's favorite movies. Let, let's see, is, is your mom... <laughs> Here, I tell them I'm giving you $20 more. It's okay, no, it's totally fine. Are you mom. sure? Yes, I'm totally sure. Just tell them, though, so they know. I'm not lying and being okay. cheap. Okay, so he just gave me $20 more. Oh, that's beautiful. It's impossible. He said he only left with $29. <laughs> that's true. Well, he's... I just got a total of forty dollars. That's that's very well, that's that very. Means he's got more, Justin. You should try he, and roll. Yeah, him he's holding he's holding out on us. He told roll us he, he told us he only had twenty nine. So, uh, is your mom? How old is your mom? I'm just curious. You know, you never tell a woman's age. Yeah, but this is your mom's age, not your age. So probably in her forties. Yeah, exactly. It's my mom. Well, I know, but we're we older ourselves. So. Okay, how how old? Okay, guys, I don't want her to get in trouble. Okay, okay, okay let her go back. Go, let her go back. That's fine. It was nice meeting you. Do something nice for yourself. Okay. Okay. Right, well, you, you made I the. I don't want her to get. I don't want her. Her boss was pissed. Well, okay. You, you made you made the girl's night. So at Brandon, least she's going to take happened. that money and she's going to get a tramp stamp right above her ass crack. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the photo? Yeah. Oh my god! Look, the only thing. Can I be honest? The only thing I'm really mad about. I don't even care that I just gave her twenty more dollars. What I'm most upset. about. I have a fucking watermelon shake in my car. <laughs> What's wrong with that? That's fine. I, I, I don't want it. You, you were saying on the phone, order it, order it. No, no, I want $5 from you when radio's over for this motherfucking... I'm going to take a picture. I have a Drink fucking it. watermelon shake. I said shake. I'm paying for the shake. Yep, Trader Ruski's stepping up. He's claiming he's going to pay for it. Oh, but that's... Okay, hold on. That's Look, they put a cherry on it with whipped cream. I that sounds good. I want it. I want it. Give it to me. My girl says to me, if you're going out there anyhow, you might as well get me a cherry limeade. That's, like, that's why I got that. Well, bring it, bring her back the uh, the watermelon. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be so great by the time you get back home. Okay, so, so I, sent, I sent two pictures of me and the girl. I sent a picture of the Sonic sign, which is so ghetto, it's like falling off. I just sent two pictures of my watermelon shake and my limeade with no ice. Yeah, I, like, And I asked I, I walked in. You can't even walk in, and I just walked in because you have to order at your car. And I walked inside to like the employee area. They thought I was going to rob them. And I said, "Can I get a watermelon shake? Can I qualify? Can I get the fuck out of here and head back to my gated fucking golf course, fucking community, please?" In St. George. In, your park. in St. George. Make sure to go to St. George now. That's where you live. 
And she watches The Dropbox Club with her mom. It's one of her mom's favorite movies. Yeah, her mom's probably like the same age as me. Maybe okay, even younger. But, uh, Calawat, have I, have I fulfilled the, my end of the prophet? You have, my friend, and we will make sure that this gets uh, settled, just like the, the Madisau thing. Just like the okay, Madisau. Right, well, just like the Madisau thing. Can I get, can I get, can I get out of here? Because that's really all I want to do. Yeah, right that's now. right. Hey, you, home, you, drive, drive home. Jo- join radio normally again on Skype. and. Uh... Oh, I'm going to talk to you on the way home. I don't know. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to taste this watermelon shake. I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to have any preconceived notions because I bashed it before. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a sip. Hold on. I'm I still think a, there's a bias uh, here, but go ahead. I mean, I, I would I would if I was there, I would take it. I would totally take it. You should go through the drive-through and give her the show's number and have her call in. Is it good? It's not half bad. I'm gonna drink it. Ah, see, I now now I don't have to pay you anything. No, well, Trader Ruski already said he's phoning up. Now, Trader Ruski doesn't have to pay anything. I'm gonna drink it. All I want is a twenty. The first twenty that. Trader Ruski offered. I'm eating the second twenty, and then you guys post these pictures online here. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll post. I will post them in the radio thread after the show's over. And Shout Brandon. out to everyone texting me. FML off the sauce. He said, "You go hard for radio, Godspeed." I say, "No, Godspeed to you, my sweet prince." <laughs> William McFML. Cal West going. Cal West going pretty hard too, giving three hundred bucks. You got to give him credit as well. Yep. Yeah, you look like well, you're enjoying you know that, Brandon. Yeah, no, it's good. It actually is good. I take yeah. it back what I said. Yeah. See? The fuck out I will tell you something, and I'm, I'm, I'm not just saying this. It's the absolute truth. I did not want to leave my house. I was in my pajamas. I was comfortable. Yeah. But when you saw I call your bluff, that's what did it. That yeah. is what it was. If I'm not here, this never happened. I'm in my car now. I'm getting back on the freeway soon. I am safe. And I'm three hundred dollars richer. Okay, yeah, and shoot, me your, shoot me your your PayPal. Let, let, let's finish okay. the Sheld- let's finish the Sheldon Adelson topic, and then we'll move on to something else. Well, I mean, come on, Drew. Let me have my moment here at the Sonic. Oh, I thought I thought you were done. I didn't know that. I, I thought you were well, done with Sonic. But it's not. You know, I'm drinking your watermelon shake for Christ's sake, and it's actually very tasty. Okay, I, I claim victory. I claim victory on that one. Places to send Brandon. I mean, I was yeah. That's 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 Until what we should start doing. Doesn't come back. We should start sending him everywhere. He's got to be like. Did you get a picture of the shake drop? I sent it to you. I yes, it's good. Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you, when you sent it to me, I said I wish I was there to drink it. I really do. Oh man, it, it does look. Like that looks like a tasty How much would I get for a watermelon shake and some fried chicken? What would that be? I, I think you've squeezed the most out of this you can. All right, I'm all hopped up now on a watermelon shake, a couple of lattes. Somebody dare me to go to Denver, Colorado. <laughs> dare me. Somebody made a picture. You got some money locked up there, buddy. It, what do you want to bet I could be in Denver, Colorado in 12 hours? It's, it's, too, it's too bad C-Money's not listening live right now. Otherwise, he'd probably kick in like, you know. Oh, he'd, he'd send me to fucking Miami. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He'd say, here's 5000 you need to be in Miami within 48 hours. No, <laughs> no, no, yeah. All right, go ahead and well, finish your I want to see when I come in. C-Money so might not be there if he goes. Yeah, I'm gonna enjoy my tasty watermelon shake. And I'm I, listen. I'm enough of a man to admit when I'm wrong. I'm enough of a man to eliminate any preconceived notions. And this is a fucking outstanding watermelon shake. All right, beautiful. See? Yeah, I I, 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 I take credit for that one. Just say you could just say I'll have the trader Yeah, I was. Did you hear what she said when I asked her for a watermelon shake? 
she's like, well, we don't really make that, but I'll make it for you. Yeah, she's, yeah she, she wasn't even shocked. She's yeah. like, oh, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. So she also said, but it's not real watermelon. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> I wonder what it really is then. Uh, I don't know. It's outstanding. It's just fucking you're, outstanding. You're right, though, man. She is a mutt. Uh, I mean, yeah. But you, you have to expect that, though. Like, like, like. Working in a ghetto Sonic, the chance of the girl being hot is just about zero. Like at best, yeah, you're going to get. A- be in a pole otherwise. Right? At, at, at know, best, you're going to get average. At best, you're going to get average. Now let that. me ask you: If they did a best podcast offsite or on scene or something, shouldn't I at least be nominated in 2017? Yeah, let's. Do you think Negrano or the Somerville Boy are they going off to local burger joints in in urban bad neighborhoods? No, what what about look what what about that uh, Adam Schwartz making 100k a year? He's not, he's not going to the ghetto of Vancouver to go to Bad Sonics, you know. He's uh, he's sitting at home in his uh cushy Canadian house and and making 100k a year for promoting poker stars. That's what he's doing. And I like the white elitist. I'm actually giving some money into this community. I came into this community tonight and they're leaving $40 richer. Because of my, because of the now, show. I, I'm going to defend this. How much, how much is it going to cost for you to go down to one of those internment camps down in the Bahamas? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to the Bahamas in January. I am a little concerned, but maybe I'm on some list or in some computer system. But I'm not going to be, can I go down to the hood asking for watermelon milkshakes? I'm not going to be deterred from going to the Bahamas. I'm going to be there. I already have my flight booked. I already have my room booked. And, he, and, he's de- and he's developing a taste for anchovies as we speak. No, but what would it cost for you to go down there to that detention camp and check yourself in? No, there's not enough money. I don't. I mean, I'm not going. That's one thing I've learned that if I go to another country that's not U.S. soil, I'm not going to fuck around. No, I mean, I mean, I guess when I say there's not enough money, if you like literally threw six figures at me, then I think about the consequences and do it. But no, like. No offense, you don't have enough money to get. You want to gamble to make it worth my time. I mean, it's just, it's not, you know what I mean? Like that's like going. I'm not going to go to another country where it could be an international incident. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Just, no, that's a little bit. I don't know, not, man. If it, if it had a really high chance of it being an international incident, it might be worth it. You know? Yeah, you could, you could be the face of uh, of you'd human have, of human rights abuses like in forty seven or something. Though. Brandon could be the the face of human rights abuses in the Bahamas. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, but I did it, Joe Boys, and I'm telling you, this is a good fucking shit. We are, will somebody post some pictures in the thread when they get a chance? Yeah, yeah I'll, 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 do, I'll do it after the show. I'll, I'll, hey, I'll, I'll do that. Druff, you and I can be out there with our free Brandon posters and shit, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, outside the embassy. I, I'd be for it. You know, I'm not risking myself at all. I mean, it doesn't even taste like watermelon. It's kind of fruity, but it's a good shake. Well, she's honest. It wasn't real watermelon, but you can make a watermelon shake. That's pretty much what she did. So, what thread am I putting these in? In the, in the flying stupidity uh, in, in the in the radio the radio thread. I just realized something. I kind of rolled her, but it was unintentional. Uh-oh. I gave her a twenty when I got in the store, and I gave her another twenty, but I never paid for the shake or the other limeade. Uh oh. Oh, Brandon, we got to so, talk though. We got to talk because you, you said you went down. No, no, you said you went down yeah. there with a 20 and nine ones, okay? No, uh, I had two 20s and I had nine. I thought I had one. But I just realized, I bet you think she'll have to go use the second 20? Not for the whole thing. I mean, it, but she'll still make the money out of it, so it's fine. Yeah, okay. She's I just, never, like, she was so excited, and then her boss started staring her down. I, that's why I took the headphones off. Her. It's possible, you know, it's possible she, like she didn't school. even make, but all. It's like a high school kid, or but, like early college. She was young. She, she, was, tw- she was 20, she I told us. So. She's 20. She, yeah, she likes eating that. She must eat 
those burgers because not to be mean, she was a big kid. Yeah, she ate a couple she of those Sonic guy. burgers. <laughs> All right, so yeah. So okay, let, let, are we done here? Can we finish off the? Uh... Okay, yes, Josh, we're done with the song. Yeah, no, I mean, I like this. I like the segment. I, I... For, for the European listeners that might have missed it, maybe can we recap it later, like in four hours. Sure, why not? Okay, right, so ahead. so so finally, Brian Rast has uh, because he's he's insulted that Sheldon Adelson is saying that poker isn't a game of skill. He made he made a dumb challenge. I, I hate challenges like this because it's just for people to get publicity. It's just so they can act like they're standing up to the bad guy. And I, I it, the whole thing is just symbolic and it accomplishes nothing and it's stupid. Brian Rast has challenged Sheldon Adelson to a two million dollar heads up match. To prove that poker is a game of skill and not luck. Now, there's a few things that are dumb about this. First of all, Adelson already admitted that one could gain an edge by, quote, bluffing better or playing their cards better. So he's not even denying that exists. Now, he's he's still giving the blanket statement it's not a game of skill, but he's acknowledging there is some skill element to it. So... What is Rast really proving? But, but second of all, he, number one, he knows Adelson's not going to even respond to this and probably won't even know about the challenge. Uh, it's never going to happen. It's just something so Brian Rask can hear himself talk, get himself in, in the poker news, and come off like a hero that he's challenging the, the big bad wolf who is anti-online poker to a uh, $2 million match. And it's not even like you know, he's challenging such a obvious weak opponent that if, if – not that this would ever happen, but if somehow Adelson accepted, it, it would be a great – proposition to do. I mean, uh, uh, even if he didn't want to risk $2 million of his own money, which he probably would because his edge would be so big here, but uh, even if he didn't, he, he would have a line of people out the door to back him on this. I, I, I'd, I'd be glad to make that challenge and then just get backers for it just in case something went wrong, and I'm sure I'd have a line of people out the door to back me against Sheldon Adelson heads up. So it's so stupid. It's just something – I hate when people do these gestures just to show off, just to make it look like they're standing up to the bad guy when in reality they're doing nothing. Uh, I, I think it's dumb. I don't think it's accomplishing anything. And and Adelson's never going to hear about it. Now, what do you guys think about it? Brandon, what do you think of the Ryan Rash challenge there? Uh-oh. Did we lose Brandon? Well, whatever. No, it's very, it's very loud where I'm at, so I just muted myself so you don't have to hear what you're hearing now. So you hear all that background noise from the highway? Yeah. So do you do you have any comment on this? Yes, but let me wait till I get to a safer place. I'm going. Oh, okay. Five. I want to get out of here. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead and mute yourself again. We'll we'll, we'll ask uh, Calwat. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, he's just posturing, man. This is never going to happen. Yeah. Know? I just don't like when people do that. I, th- I think it's I think it's obnoxious. I think it's uh, hijacking a real news topic to uh, say, "Hey, look at me! Look at me! I'm challenging for two million. See, poker's a game of skill. See, I'm I'm demonstrating that poker's a game of skill, so it can get legalized. I'm going to show up, Sheldon Adelson. No, you're just you're just doing it for attention. It's accomplishing nothing. Uh, Trader Ruski, what's your opinion? Uh oh. Right. So we woke him up. But listen, uh, in in the Flying Stupidity Forum, I posted a thread. Uh, Brandon loves Jos- Jaslyn, <laughs> and I, I put all the pictures up there. They're all rotated because that's how they came out on the phone, and I'm too lazy to fix them, but they're all okay, up there. Maybe, maybe I'll fix them later. Yeah, I know. I, I hate when the phones do that and they rotate the pictures to the left. Yeah. But, yeah. So, okay. Uh, thank you, Cal Watt, for doing this. I, I wasn't going to do it during radio, but uh, 
You put it. You put in the work. Not only did you pay for this, you actually put in the work to get the pictures up. So good job. Mm. Good job all around, everybody. The, the only one who didn't really contribute to this effort was me. Uh, the only thing I did was made Brandon get the watermelon shake. <laughs> that's that's all I did. I did nothing else. So I can't even take credit for any of this. This was all everybody else is doing. It was a, a funny segment. Thank you to everybody. Thank you for the generosity, uh, Calwatt and uh, Trader Ruski and uh, Brandon for actually getting up and doing this. So hey, he did- Gruff, this is going to be my last show. Um, <laughs> you can't afford it anymore. I, I'm, I, I'm going to be up there on your poker fraud alert scumbags list. You know. Oh, okay. You're <laughs> I'm gonna going be, to Mexico. You're, you're going you're to roll Brandon. <laughs> I'm going to roll him. No, I'm going to, I'm going to pay him. Yeah. Well, you know, the you, you had the the Hanson kids endorsement, so you have to you have to do it just for the no, Hanson kids. No, no, no. He he's not on the hook for any of this shit. Okay. This is my own stuff. Okay. All righty. So, uh, past the Adelson stuff. Uh, I'm going to make a prank call to a, a tech support scammer. And uh, I got one of these stupid messages that uh, you'll get if you go to a site to, to, download, to download something. Uh, that you better? Something, yeah. You, you, do you want to comment on the Brian Rast thing before I uh, make the prank call? Yeah, two things. Uh, can someone just give me an update on Daniel seventy two status? Because I kind of been sweating that too. I'm not gonna lie. I I don't have it up, so I, I can't give you an update. Hey, Druff, S double says that you're not getting calls. Oh, the calls aren't. No, I, I saw him trying to call. I just uh, he can try to call back. We just had too many people on the line. I didn't want to overdo it here. Okay. okay. Are you talking about the uh, W scoop hundred thousand K event that Peter better Chopped again? No, we're, we're, we're talking about the, the PFA event. <laughs> He's asking if Daniel72 is still in the PFA event. Got it. Can somebody it look for me? He, he wants someone to look for him to see if, if Daniel's. And in regards to Brian Hastings, yeah, it's all, it's all posturing. I mean. It was Brian, Brian Rasp, but close enough. If I believe that Sheldon Adelson doesn't even know about a triple roulette. And I'm actually going to do something about that. We're going to call somebody when I get back into the uh, confines of the gated community. I'm going to call a senior executive. I'll see if he'll come on the air. I'm not going to be able to name him. I'm not going to be – I mean, you'll know Drop who it is and the Calawat and Trederuski, but for his own, uh, you know, protection, job, you know, so on and so forth. I'm going to see if I can get him on the line, and I'm going to ask him his opinion. Because obviously, you know, he would know more than we would know. Um, and see if we can actually maybe get some expert insight into that question about whether he would be aware of that, which, again, I, I don't believe. And lastly, the Brian Hastings thing, yeah, it, it just – I could go on there right now, and I'm, I'm a far lesser name, not even close to the Brian Hastings. No, it's, it's, it's Brian Rass, but the same thing. Okay, yeah, and I could say I'm going to challenge. I can make a thread on the fraud site on the one site with the guy that wears the same shirt. And say I challenge ten million dollars. It's still not, you know. Ooh, wow, who are you know? I can even have the money. I can have C money escrow me out of side of Zurich. The money, the posture. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, just, he's never going to play, right? Just the old man's going to sit there and play some PLO. Come on, give me a break. Yeah, it's it's, it's stupid. Yeah. All right, so we're we're all in agreement with that. So so Brandon, uh, okay. So I, I threw on uh, Scott from the East Coast was trying frantically to call in. So uh, Scott, uh, what would you like to say? Uh, I had a bunch to say, but hey, it looks like the tournament's over, Brandon. I'm no help to you. So who is who is the winner? Do you know? I don't know. I can't find it. I'm looking. Oh, you can't it. find it. Okay, we'll have to. Was the, does like the chat room know? Let's see. If the chat room knows. 
Let me go. I'm going to go into the chat room see if they can give us some assistance. Daniel probably would have been beating down the beating down the doors, man, to get paid. Okay, so I just came back in the chat room. I, it crashed for some reason for me, but I'm back in the chat. Tell someone in the chat room, tell me who won this one. And uh, that we'll let know if we'll, I'll let Brandon know if he's off the hook for the 200. I have a feeling Daniel did not win. Daniel 72 came in ninth place. Okay, okay. Good news, Brandon. You saved 200 bucks. You're running well. You made 300. Let me ask you something, uh, Callawan. Do you uh, yeah. have access to some sports betting account? Do you sports bet or no? I do not. Oh. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Well, anyhow. So, yeah, What's your question, that's... Brandon? You know I do. No, no, no. no. It's just I was going to propose something to him, but no, never mind. It's, it's... Listen, I am on a sugar high. This is one of the best shakes <laughs> I've ever had. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad I... I you, made it, you made it out like Brandon went to the worst part of the country. You guys know that I live in the worst city in the United States. Uh, right? uh, Scott, are you jealous you didn't get the 300 here? I mean, you could have paid me $1,000 to go to a Sonic in the <laughs> inner city where I live. Where do you live? Uh, he's, in, he's in the Baltimore area. Calawat, let me tell you, you would have yeah. been re- renamed Kilowatt if you paid me to go. <laughs> Okay. Uh, it'd be a headline, huh? Listen, oh, if, if, if anyone's questioning me, just simply Google how great an area is Nellis, Las Vegas, and read what it says. I'm not lying to you. It's the worst part of the valley. It is all gangs. It's all impoverished, you know, below poverty line. Like, it's, it's high crime. High violence. It's an awful area. I, I actually have I have a bit of a Nellis story that uh, I think it was uh, 13 years ago. I got hit in Las Vegas by an unlicensed, uninsured driver from the Nellis area, and and I was in a rental car, and I thought, okay, good. Well, I I, I booked I, I paid for this car on my American Express, which has the, uh, the they cover the damage if this type of thing happens. So I, I tried to claim with American Express. It turned out the whole thing's a big scam. American Express had a department that was that was handling this. That their whole job there was to not to, to find a reason to deny your claim. And I fought this out for a year and a half. And believe it or not, somehow somehow Hertz was patient and didn't force me to pay for the year and a half while I fought this out. But they they were hassling me. But they didn't. Uh, they didn't absolutely force me. And finally, of all things, a collection agent called me from Hertz and said, uh, you know, I'm a collection agent. She, she was a third party hired by Hertz to collect the money. And I said, uh, I told her what it, I said, look, I'll tell you honestly what happened. I told her and she said, I, I actually know all about that scam at American Express. I know that department. I know the woman you've probably been dealing with. And she did. She says, do you mind if I take this over? I said, sure. So I gave it to this woman. The next day I got notification that American Express is paying. So I, somehow this woman knew what to do. Even I failed at it. So, uh, But anyway, that was someone from Nellis who hit me that was unlicensed and uninsured. Hey, I got I to gotta let Brandon know this. So, Brandon, I Googled, is Nellis Las Vegas dangerous? And the first hit, the first hit is places to avoid in Las Vegas and other warnings and danger reviews. <laughs> well, so I, I'm not lying here. It's the worst. <laughs> And then the second hit is dangerous place to stay. Unfortunately, the only place I can afford. 
And I, I, I posted the results up there in the thread, Brandon. So okay, you, well, are, you are not lying. So Brand, Brandon's being sincere with us that Nellis is a terrible area. Well, Did you go there, Drew? I've never been there, no. Never been to Nellis. But I would have done what he did here. I really would have. I would have done it all. I'm not I'm not taking away from what Brandon did. I'm just saying that I, I also would have done it had it been offered to me and I was in that area. So, uh, Yeah, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not saying it for props. It's an awful place. Yeah, no, I, I, the highest crime, highest rape, highest murder rate, and I mean, it's the worst part of all things. Were you worried that you're going to get raped? No. No, I wasn't that. Okay. Fortunately. Well, I mean, given what the girls probably look like in that area, it probably would be unfortunate if you got raped. I don't think. Yeah, or if it's another guy, that could be another problem. I so, don't think I would have gotten hard, though. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah, that's if another guy did it, though, you wouldn't. If, if another guy was raping you, then you wouldn't need to. I mean, if such thing really truly exists as a male being raped, like if a male can get hard, if a male can ejaculate, how could it even be a rape? Well, we we actually had someone on a previous radio show we did. Neverheap came on and told us how uh, uh, J- Julia the porn star raped him. Remember? For that, yeah. She said he said that he was very very tired, and she just got on top of him, and uh, and he was so out of it, she he just kind of got hard, and she kind of just forced him to have sex with her when he didn't really want to. But that I, I agree that wasn't really rape. I mean, she was tiny; he could have just thrown her off in a second, even if he was tired. It's not forcible rape, but, you know, whatever. I mean, your your biology will respond even if you're not really into it. Yeah, well. All right, so let, let me make the, uh, Brandon, may, maybe if you put yourself on mute, and I'll make this prank call to this uh, scammer, and then and then we'll go All on right. with the next thing when you get when you get home. Maybe we'll call up the, the Venetian person you want to do or something like that. I'm far from home now. I mean, it ain't no cakewalk. Yeah, I know. Okay, well, let's, let's, I think it's a good time to put in the prank call. All right. Okay, so I got this message from MicrosoftAlertMessage.com, which, of course, is not really from Microsoft. It's a scam. And it says, your computer has been blocked. And then I like this. This is my favorite thing. Error number 3657D86A61D2D281, which is a real hexadecimal number, but it's, it's funny how they put that in for to look authentic. Please call us immediately at, and gives a phone number, please do not ignore this safety alert. If you close this page before calling us, your computer access will be disabled to prevent further damage to our network. <laughs> Hey, Brandon, can you uh, mute it? It's a little bit loud in the background. Hold on. All right, I'm muting. Okay. So it, it's actually wow. saying that if I close this message that popped up on my screen, that uh, they're going to comp- disable my computer, otherwise it'll damage their network somehow. I don't know who they are supposed to be. But it goes on to say, your computer has alerted us that it has been infected with a spyware and a virus. A spyware and a virus. Not spyware and a virus, but a spyware and a virus. Our systems detected that the following information is compromised. Facebook login. (laughs) Credit card. Login? Yeah, credit card login. Credit card number. (laughs) Email account login. And my personal favorite, and this is very disturbing to me given the photos I've taken, 
photos stored on this computer. You better be careful with those pictures of Benjamin on there, okay? That's well, that's the least of my worries. I'm uh, concerned about some other pictures I took the other day. Oh, so, boy. So you, you know you, what this is? This is as funny as when the IRS calls me twice a week. Right. You know this is just like that. Yeah. So it says you mu- it's always office or something. It's never an agent. <laughs> you must call us immediately, which I'm going to do. I'm going to call. I wasn't immediately. I got a few days ago, but they won't know that. Uh, so that our engineers can walk you through the removal process over the phone. A certified Windows support agent <laughs> is standing by for your call right now. The last part's the only thing I believe that they're standing by for my call right now. So I'm going to call the phone number and uh, I'm going to get support for this problem. And hopefully they can remove this this awful sp- spyware and virus. A spyware and a virus hopefully will be removed from my computer if I call this number, which is... Uh, Eight seven 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 five three six zero three seven, and we're going to call it. And I bet, yeah, this could come up at any time of day, so it's perfect because they they won't suspect why we're calling this late at night. I'm sorry. What? It appears that a live agent is currently unavailable to assist you at this oh time. Oh my gosh! If you're calling between the hours of nine a.m. and nine p.m., please try to call back in one hour. Otherwise, if you're calling us after hours, please try your call again during our regular business hours. Well, that's sad. I didn't expect that. How, how, why are the Indians not working 24-7? Aren't people getting this like when they're browsing porn late at night? Isn't that the best time to hit people with this? I, I'm surprised they close at 9. I guess the, they determined the scamming isn't worth it after 9. It's really and weird. Why, why wouldn't the message give like Eastern Standard Time or Pacific Time? Yeah, they're really missing an opportunity. If I was running this scam, and keep in mind these, these Indians who, who do this scam, they, they work for very cheap. You know, there's a ringleader who makes most of the money. The Indians, they work on some kind of commission. Uh, they they could find unlimited Indians to work this thing around the clock. They're really blowing it, given that these things tend to come up on porn sites, uh, other disreputable sites that people tend to visit late at night. So why they don't have – and, you know, this is a very urgent-looking message where you should be scared and want to call immediately. You're saying, oh, we're, you know, we're going to disable access to your computer because of damage to our network. Call right now. And then you got to call between nine and nine in some time zone they don't reveal. That's that's so disappointing. These these are even poor scammers. I, now I'm gonna, I'm so irritated. Who am I talking to? Who am I talking to? Well, the Jasmine, this is Brandon, the guy that just gave me the forty dollars with the shake. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is the best motherfucking. Yeah, she made 40 bucks. Why wouldn't she? Bye-bye. 
goodbye. She, she's like, oh, I got it. I picked picked up a stalker. I picked up a stalker, but he's worth forty dollars, so I'll do it. He can stalk yeah. me for forty dollars. Yeah. Everybody has their price. She's willing to be stalked for forty dollars. She was she was reserved encouraging. Okay, here I'm, I'm trying a different. I'm trying a different scammer. MyTanklessWaterHeaterStore.com. What? That's a different. The largest retailer in tankless water heaters. And- nah, not not a scammer anymore. Oh, what did you say? That it came up on the internet. The first thing was the worst place to go to, or don't go to, or something in Vegas. Yeah, Is yeah. I, I, I posted <laughs> the uh, the Google results in that uh, in your thread there, but yeah, it basically said that it's a shithole. So you're not lying. As I was, as I got off the highway, I'm going under underpasses. In each underpass, there are like these groups of like 12 to 15 people, just like huddled, like in a circle there, like just under the underpass. No, they're they're, like, they're just practicing. Doctor. Brandon, they're practicing yeah. for their interview tomorrow morning at the their next job. Okay. They're entrepreneurs, maybe. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> Drew, what else we got left on the agenda tonight? You know. I'm going to try one more of these numbers. I was so irritated by that getting that 9 p.m. message. I'm going to try one more of them here that I, I just found he online. Drove, he, he can drive all the way down to a fucking <coughs> Sonic and and find this chick, Jaslyn, and you can't call. You can't get a hold of one of these scammers. I know, I'm trying to. I'm trying to be scammed. And it's not. It's not easy. It's unbelievable. It's, You've it's, got it's, to work to get scammed. Yeah, it's, it's getting tough to get scammed. It's, it's hard to do what anything the these days. Fuck? We will scam you, but only between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. at some <laughs> random time zone we're not going to tell you about. This one's not answering. I give up. I'll have to search another <laughs> one of these. Apps. Or maybe maybe you'll call. You, you, you can't even get scammed. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm searching for these numbers. Right. on. You know what? Maybe the chat room can help me. If you guys can find one that's actively answering the phone right now, I'll, I will call them. You don't have to say anything. Just just look for them and call and see if they answer and then just hang up. And and uh, then I'll do the rest, and I'll call. But I, I've tried some that are on Google, including regu- you know, I saw one that was posted on July seventh. I figured, okay, it's probably still running. No, it's 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 just not answering. So this would be like going to a gay bar, and you can't get picked up. You know? <laughs> it's like something you don't want to begin with, but you still can't even do it. This this is one of these things where you just can't you can't make it happen when you want it to. It, oh Jeff, where do you want me to go now? I'm anywhere you want. I'm all hot people and sugar. Where do you want to send me to? Well, I, I don't right have to... now on uh, like. 215 and I-15, right at the interchange. I can go north, south, east, or west. All right, you Where can go, should I go? You can go downtown. Oh, no, I passed that. Oh, you know, you're, you're way past that. Yeah, that's, that's right. You're, you're all the way there. Nah, screw it. Just go home. Just go home. You know, we'll- I did a show, and I, I, I still want to do this again, but I would need, like, a producer, which was Cletus at the time. I literally did a whole show with a mini laptop. What do they call this? It's a notebook running Skype. Uh, at Vineyards for like six, seven hours. I remember that. Yeah. Random people. Yeah. I remember. You, I remember you. You you interviewed uh, two les two lesbians. You found there. Yes. Yes. If anyone is listening, that we could vet and make sure they're normal and would want maybe an intern job at the fraud uh, station. Let me know because you need somebody to carry the you know the laptop and. Well, Cletus, Cletus is still. Thing. I think Cletus might be still around. I'm not sure if he's in Vegas again, but he still he still listens to the show. Oh, does he? Yep. I haven't seen him in, jeez, uh, half a decade. He, he may not be in Vegas. I'm forgetting if he's in Vegas now, but, uh, okay. Let's let's see what else we got yeah. here. I, I'm giving up with trying to be scammed unless someone can get a, a number for me that they've checked. So let, let's, uh, let's see what's next on the agenda. We have the Ho-Chunk. 
thirteenth in the blackjack tournament this week. That's true. I, I Brandon asked me for some advice for a blackjack tournament he was playing at uh, at was it the Palazzo or something. Yeah, Palazzo so Flashway. Yeah. So he. Uh, he played, and uh, I gave the advice. And the only thing I was surprised about is that the players he played against were a lot better at blackjack tournaments than I expected. I expected them all to be clueless, and I guess they were. Most of them knew what they were doing, but Brandon nevertheless got pretty deep, and, and he won some money, right? I won a thousand. If I would have won my last hand, I would have been able to chop up. Because everyone at the final table of six chopped, I would have locked up twenty two thousand dollars. Playing for ten thousand more and four NFL tickets uh, of my choosing with airfare and hotel accommodations paid for. So it was a little disappointing. All I got was a thousand dollars in promotional chips. Um, and if I would have won my last hand, which I busted, it would have catapulted me into the finals. And I, of course, would have agreed. I mean, Joe, if you're six-handed and the pay discrepancy is like between three thousand and a hundred thousand. Okay, and everyone has the same chips. Would you agree to a chop? Yeah, yeah, be, like because yes, be, the, yeah, because there, there's so there's so much there's so much uh, variance in those. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I would and I thought about that too because someone had told me, you know, that I go one of the veterans. Are like usually when you make the final table of these things, everyone just chops, and the casino allows it. So I even thought to myself, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, finish six, get three thousand. Finish first, get a hundred or whatever it is. I mean, no, chop. Yeah, chop it's definitely. too much variance in this, especially if the six know what they're doing, which they probably have if they've got through that many rounds. So, uh, you should, you should, it, yeah, just for, it's otherwise it's like just a crapshoot. So you might as well chop and lock up the twenty something thousand and be done. But uh, yeah, we're gonna call somebody else. Uh, that's hopefully he's still up. It's uh, is Wisconsin the Central Time Zone or the Eastern? I think it's Central, isn't it? It's definitely not Eastern. It's two hours. Okay, I knew I knew it was either Central or Eastern. I, I figured Central. So it's uh, it's uh, after one in the morning. Now this guy, I think he works until ten his time. So it's not like he's uh, has to yeah, wake up super UTC, early. UTC oh. minus six. Yeah. Uh, but, also, Josh, one, one last thing. In case I forget, I don't want to have the kiddo bumped again. Apparently, he finished third in our free roll. Can we please call Doom, even if it's for only ten minutes? Yeah, we'll we'll, call, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll call Doom after we do this call to this uh, this guy in Wisconsin. I don't want to, he may have to go to sleep or something. And I prom, I promise. By the way, I'm back now. I'm safely in the confines of the suburbs. So I'm okay. Beautiful. Well, you never know. Maybe maybe you could have the bad luck that the crime occurs in the suburbs after you Brandon, survive the ghetto. Brandon, Brandon, text me your PayPal and I will ship you the money. Wow! Congratulations, Just, sir. In, in, instant oh, service. That's Thank that's you, that's faster we'll than poker sites pay. In the future, don't ever say, I call your bluff. That was it. <laughs> not you would never. I mean, you know, we gave a good segment. I do feel a little bad. Oh, you know what? Fuck that. It, was, it was worth it. It was worth it. I know. I agree. Because I did that call your it. bluff. You, you did not want to leave. <laughs> okay. But I, 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 but I wanted to leave bad enough that I wasn't going to let you say I call your bluff and not go. So, I understand. I there you go. That. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to call up this, this guy from... Uh, I call up this guy from uh, Wisconsin. He's going to tell us his story about how he got screwed at the Ho Chunk Casino. If he answers, that really does sound like. Now that I say it out loud, it really does. Slutty fat chick, a Ho Chunk. That's probably is, this is Wisconsin. The Ho Chunk. You know, Wisconsin has the fattest girls of any state in the Hello. nation. Hello. So is this? Uh, uh, 
Poker Prince 2? Yes, it is. It is. Okay, so welcome to Poker Fraud Alert. I know you're from Wisconsin. You've listened to the show for a while, and uh, I appreciate that. And you posted on Poker what Fraud Alert. What part of Wisconsin are you from, sir? Uh, just outside the Madison area. Okay. Uh, you know, Druff just said the fattest girls in the United States live in Wisconsin. Do you think that's true? Uh, pretty true, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Madison... I, I, my, my, my girlfriend is from a little city. Tell me if you've heard of it. It's called Nina, Wisconsin. Have you heard of it? Yeah. Yes, actually, I have. And, yeah, and I guess if you're Apple... She weighs, she weighs 102 pounds. Yeah, I've I've met Brandon's girlfriend. She is very small. Is it because of the cheese curds and the beer and all that? That's pretty much all. We I, I think I think part of it is the weather too, because in 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 the winter they're stuck inside for so many months straight. They can't really exercise that much. I think that has to do with it as well. Yeah, pretty much. So okay. Anyway, let's right. let's talk about what happened at the the Ho Chunk Casino and uh, tell me if this is if this is correct. This is what I got from your. There's one thing I wasn't totally sure about with your post, but I'll ask you for clarification. So you said you went, you played a satellite to a uh, MSPT, which is the Mid States Poker Tournament, uh, to the main event, and uh, and you won it. You 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 entered for a hundred five dollars, which part of that went to the rake for the satellite, and and yep. you won it and and got an eleven hundred dollar seat for the main event but that about three weeks before the main event they knew they were having some kind of licensing issues to where they were not going to be able to run it yet despite knowing that they were still running satellites into it because they enjoyed collecting the rake for it so far is this correct uh, yeah they, they, that's what they, they cut the advertising at mspp and they had let the mspp know that they might not be able to play it and like and but they just decided to keep running the satellites and they were actually going to plan on just running the same structured tournament, but not have it set up under MSPT. And when MSPT showed up to like set up for their tournament, so so why did why did they have a licensing? I'm still not understanding why it had to be canceled. What what was the exact like reason? The, the the people that uh, run the poker room, like actually just like the like whoever runs the licensing council or whatever, they just changed uh, about a month ago. And so they're under a new, like, leaders or something, and supposedly they're not very pro-poker. So, so, so MSBT just wouldn't let them run it because it wasn't, they weren't licensed to the, do no, that? The, the, the casino wouldn't let MSBT run it. Oh, okay, and, okay. Like, the, MS, the MSBT had run it, like, three of them there in the past two years. Okay, I guess, I guess it's not that important, the reason why. But it had to be canceled, and they knew three weeks in advance that this was going to happen, but yet they're still running satellites for the MSBT, uh, so, at, at this point, you know, of course, they had to do something for the winners since they couldn't claim their their seat that they won. So what they did, yeah. which on the surface sounds fair, they said, okay, if it's eleven hundred dollars seat, just come over and bring your ticket, and you can get the eleven hundred dollars. And that's what I was told. And then when I finally showed up and I got there, they only gave me a thousand and saying that they weren't going to pay out the rakes. Wow. So so wait a minute. So didn't so is this like a double rake thing? Because I thought you you paid a rake to already win the eleven hundred, right? Well, no, because like I, what it was like, I played four different satellites to win the eleven hundred. Like I started out at sixty five, and I lost three of the sixty five ones, and then I won one of the two fifty ones, and got my eleven hundred dollars seat. So, so where does the where does but you paid rake to win that seat? So when they didn't want to, even if they gave you the eleven hundred, you still would have paid rake to win it, though, right? Yes. So, so you did get double raked because they only gave you a thousand of the eleven hundred as well. Yeah, and I suppose yeah. 
And so, so yeah. That, so, what was the reason they claimed the the other hundred was was the rake for there? So they're only give you the, that they needed to pay the dealers. <laughs> the, the dealers that didn't deal it. Yeah, exactly. That's great. And then, and then now here's the part I'm confused about. You said that you reserved a hotel for that weekend uh, for, for for playing the tournament. Now, was it at the Ho Chunk where you had the hotel room? Yeah, like there's actually there's actually a hotel connected to the casino. Yeah. So this this is what's the worst part to me. Here's the very worst part, that they cancel the tournament, which they knew the whole time they were running these satellites, or at least a lot of time they were running them, that they, they weren't going to have it. They didn't tell anybody. So he wins. He says, okay, I'm going to need a hotel room here because I'm playing the tournament. Books a hotel, and then some prepays, which usually they have a, can- a cancellation policy. How, how come they don't have a cancellation policy of like a day or two before that? I, I, could not, I could not get a clear answer from anybody on that. And actually, I got the statement from like, uh, like bank today that they reversed the charges. And I got a call from Ho Chunk today saying I'm banned until I pay that money. Oh, so you com- you complained to your credit card company? Well, it was my it was my I used my debit card to do it. So it oh, the to, to the bank. So 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 the, uh, unbelievably, the Ho Chunk said to him, "Yes, we canceled the tournament, but no, you can't cancel your hotel room. We're keeping your money." <laughs> Which is insane. I mean, they're the ones who. It's not like it, it's not like he booked the Holiday Inn down the street and he wants the money back from the Holiday Inn. And they say, "Look, this this isn't our deal. You you know, we don't care why you're here. You book the hotel, you pay. That that's your problem. If what you're coming for gets canceled, that would make sense. But but yeah. for for the, this is their own hotel, and they're not give they're not letting him cancel. So so they just took your money, and I guess you complained to the bank, and the bank took it back, and then now they're they're banning you from the, from the Ho-Chunk? Yeah, until I pay, it was like, because for the poker room nights, it was going to be $119 a night, and I'm, I'm banned from, like, they have actually five casinos in Wisconsin, and that I won't be allowed in any of them until I pay that money back. So that's absolutely insane. So so not only did they not compensate him the whole, not give him the whole 1100 he won, so first he pays Rake to win a $1,100 seat. Then... They re-rake the $1,100 seat and only give him a 1000 of it when they're, when they're cashing out the ticket. And then they will not give him – they'll not let him cancel his hotel. How, how far in advance did you tell him you want to cancel the hotel? Well, I, they, didn't, they didn't announce it until 24 hours before. Like, like I was supposed to play day 1A on Friday at noon, and they made an announcement on their Facebook page. Uh, like it was about Thursday, about 1.30 in the afternoon. That's really lousy. I mean, I, I see what they're trying to pull. They're trying to say no same-day cancellations of the hotel, which normally is correct, but not when they've caused it. When they've caused the reason that you had the hotel booked, yeah. I mean, they, they can't they can't say that. That's a, now, It's almost like a scam. Can I interject here for a second? Yeah. Why can't we just do the obvious? You mean call up? Absolutely. Well, that's what we're going to do. That's, I, I just didn't want to – I didn't announce this before the show. I didn't want people calling up and warning them, but uh-huh. yeah. We, we, we do okay. have a plan to call. Now, Brandon, do you want to wait till you get home? So I, I just don't want to hear the, the, like, the background noise or anything when I make oh, the call. I it again, Drew. I think you're being a little, you know, I just drove into the gangland territory. You're being a little harsh now. No, I'm not being harsh. I just, I just was waiting for the right time to do it. That's all. I'm almost home. I can see the 18th screen. I can see the clubhouse from here. Okay, well, that's fine. That. Why, why don't we just, why don't we just wait then? We're, we're pretty close. Then, uh. From what I've heard about the poker room nowadays, like they won't even talk about it anymore, and that they're like they've been told not to talk about it. Well, we're we're pretty persistent, so we'll see what we so can I, get. Like, I'm actually look, I'm actually looking forward to listening. To I it. mean, we're, we're, we'll try. We'll, we they may just uh, shut down, but uh, this this is pretty outrageous because let's think of it a different way. Let's let's say they gave you something for free. I know they didn't, but let's say they said. Uh, 
we're giving you a complete free roll into the into the tournament for eleven hundred dollars. You just get a free seat. Congratulations, we're just giving you to we're nice or you won a contest, whatever. So you book a hotel room and then they cancel it and then they say, Ha, well, you still got the hotel room. Well this could be like a scam. This is a because they they're giving you something free that seems to have a lot of value. You you pay for a hotel room on their property believing you're getting it, and then when you get there and, and then then the day of they tell you it's not happening but you're still on the hook for the hotel. That's like a total scam. Now even if this is not intentional, even if they didn't do this on purpose to scam me, which I don't think they did, uh, it's the same thing. They, they, if they've caused it, if they've caused the reason that you're not coming there anymore, which they did, then they have to... Uh, I mean, they would lose this in court 100% of the time if this ever went to court, I, I, at least if the court was fair. So th- this, this is crazy, and I'm, even though these Indian casinos can be very shady, sometimes this even surprises me, that... Uh, uh, now, now, let's say you had a hotel booked that wasn't affiliated with them, and you said, look, since you gave me such a little notice, give me the money back for the hotel. I even think there they should give you some kind of allowance because of the money you're going to be out, out of pocket for a hotel that you booked and the little notice that they gave you. But the fact that it's their own hotel is awful. That's just beyond awful. So as soon as Brandon gets back, how close are you, Brandon? Uh, I'm about three minutes. You can go ahead and do it. I'll meet myself. I'm about three minutes, and then i got to park, turn back on the laptop. Okay. It'll take 15 minutes. Just go ahead and do it. Okay. I'll pause. I'll pause myself. Okay. So I'm going to look up the, the whole chunk. And is this, is this the one in... Uh, which one is it? Which which ho chunk is it? I know there's several. It either says Wisconsin Dells or Bearable. Okay, I think I think this is. I think I've got the right number here. So we're going to call it up. Brandon's muting himself, and uh, we're going to try to reach the. Uh, should it, you know? I'm going to reach the hotel first. I'm going to ask for the hotel. They may be less on guard about this. The poker room. They they're probably used to people being pissed. They probably well, have been. My, my favorite thing is that the poker room planned on running like the exact same structure structure tournament and we're having you know, plan on people having used their satellite tickets for that even though the satellite tickets clearly says um, mid-states poker tour on it and like that's until they those are like their media people showed up to like start setting up for the event and like they threw a hissy fit that whole time was still going to run the tournament oh i see <clears throat> they were going to run like a fake mspt event yeah i understand Pretty why much. people would be angry about that too because you 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 put up the money to satellite into something that you think is going to be a, a fairly big deal event, at least for the area, and then it turns out to well, be just well, yeah, some... for for our area, it's the biggest tournament in our area. Yeah, and then and then it ends up just some fail tournament that uh, has the same structure. That's not the same thing. Yeah, it was going to, yeah, it was going to have the same structure, but they weren't going to because I mean, I'm not team main events have a hundred thousand dollar guaranteed prize pool. And they weren't even going to guarantee that. Yeah, that's terrible. I mean, they, at the very least, at the very least, they should refund the rake people paid, or and at the very least, they should uh, definitely not take out that other hundred dollars, and and definitely, 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 not let people get stuck with a hotel bill when it was their fault this happened. So we're I'm going to call them up right now, and uh, we will see. <clears throat> You are being transferred to the operator. South of I-9094 on Highway 12. Visit us online at TicketToMore.com. More like Ticket to Less. Ho-Chunk Gaming, Wisconsin Dells, four miles south of I-9094 on Highway 12. I think they get a free ad on, on my, our show here. 
Thank you for calling Whole Chunk Gaming, Wisconsin Dells. Where my doctor call? Uh, hello, Ken and Nigel Fabersham here. I need to speak to someone at the hotel side. Are they answering the phone at this time? Uh, you are talking to the person who works at the hotel. All right. Now, now, I had something happen that was absolutely dreadful. All right. Uh, are you aware of what happened with the Mid-States Poker Tournament? How it got cancelled? Uh, from last weekend? Yes, yes. Yes, I was aware that it was cancelled. Yeah, so this is absolutely bollocks. So let me tell you what happened to me. I, I won a seat uh, at the Mid-States Poker t- Tournament, and um, so I I don't live very close to the Ho-Chunk, so I said, all right, I'm going to book a hotel room so I can be right there where the action takes place. Uh-huh. And uh, the same day as the uh, the tournament was to take place, they announced on the Facebook page, oh, um, due to some licensing issues, uh, the, the, the tournament can't take place at all. So um, it's cancelled. Bye-bye. So um, I said, all right, well, what about the ticket I won? So they said I can cash in my ticket, which they gave me less value for than I deserve, but I know that's not your, really your department, so I'm not going to complain about that here. But they told me that as far as my hotel room was concerned that I could not get a refund because it was too little notice to cancel my hotel room. And I said, have you gone mad? This is the reason I have the hotel room. It's quite obvious that you know, you're having the tournament. You canceled it. I don't need the hotel room anymore because there's no more tournament. So why should I have to pay for a hotel? It's almost like a scam. And they said, nope. The hotel policy is that uh, you cannot cancel the hotel same day and get your money back. So they, they told me that I'm on the hook for the money and they will not cancel my reservation. Now, uh, do you know anything about this? I actually, I do. I'm not aware of exactly what had happened. Um, just a second, I'm trying to get a pen down. What is your name? Uh, my, my name is uh, Nigel Fabersham. But um, is there a manager, perhaps, I can speak to? Because I just want to get. You know, I want to get down what happened here. Because I feel like I was cheated. Because I, you know, here I won something, and I, I make a hotel reservation at your own hotel. You guys cancel it. And then I can't get my money back from the... No, forget my money back. I can't cancel the reservation. Uh, and okay, I, I, well, um, unfortunately, there is not a manager on duty, but I want to look into this for you um, so I can get an idea of what's going on. Uh, can you spell your last name for me, please, Nigel? Uh, well, you know, if, if you just give me... I think I prefer to speak to the manager myself. What, what time is the manager in? Um, management, let's see, smiles. Friday, they will be in at 8.30 in the morning. You can ask to talk to uh, Lisa Nichols. Uh, Kelvin White Eagle is the executive hotel. All right. Um, I wanted, so, because I can look up uh, to see if you were actually charged or no, not. No, no, I, I definitely was. We, we've already been through, through that. I just, I, I was hoping to, speak, for some reason I thought maybe some management, manager might be okay. there later. No, they may, they may have a night auditor who has some kind of power, but yeah, it's okay. I'll call back during the day. You said this White Eagle character. What is his name again? Uh, the executive hotel manager is Calvin White Eagle. Calvin White. You know, the, uh, sometimes at these Indian casinos, they, they have non-Indians running the place. And it, it always bothered me to see, you know, John Smith running the Indian cas- the Ho-Chunk Casino. But, you know, Calvin White Eagle, you know that guy. He's got the roots. You know Calvin White Eagle. Is, you know, he's You're qualif- actually speaking to a tribal member, too. All right. So. Well, I'm, pr- I'm proud of you, too. All right. So, so I'm, hopefully, you know, they'll be uh, sensical about this. I'm also going to call the poker room one more time. I'll get, get the story from them. Can you transfer me over there, or do, should I call back myself? Oh, no, no. I can transfer you over to the poker room. That's not a problem. All right. Um, uh, let me speak to them, and then I'll call back for this, uh, this White Eagle uh, tomorrow. And, um, well, ho- hopefully, we can get this whole thing uh, squared away. Yeah, definitely. And I do apologize for uh, any of the inconvenience. Um, but let me transfer you over to uh, the poker room, please. Hold. All right.
Four miles south of I-9090, Way 12. Visit us online at TicketToMore.com. TicketToMore.com. Ho-Chunk Gaming. Ho-Chunk Gaming. We cancel tournaments and you have to pay for our hotel anyway. For all your fat chicken Visit us online at TicketToMore.com. Ho-Chunk Casino, where we have plenty of chunky hoes. We got plenty of hunky chows. Enjoy gaming excitement. Enjoy gaming excitement until we cancel it. Chunky hoes. Poker room, Chris. Hello, can I nod Fabishamp here? I'm sorry, my, my friend is uh, goofing off in the background. Uh, um, this is actually about a serious matter, though. Um, do you remember the uh, the Mid-States Poker Tour that was cancelled last week? Yes. Um, I, I had a dreadful situation where I booked the hotel. We, we were not informed until the day of when it was cancelled. I had already satellited in. Um, right. and, and they would not allow me to cancel the reservation without incurring some sort of penalty. And I said, this is not my fault. I've done everything I was expected to do as a customer. How should I be on the hook for a hotel room I do not need anymore for a, a tournament that was canceled um, by by you guys? So um, can you explain what was going on with all that? What, why was my hotel room not refundable at that point? Um, to tell you the truth, I have um, no idea why it wasn't. Uh, should it have been? Um, I mean, was I was I given the wrong information? Um, no, because I thought I thought one because you you are you're the guy that came over from from Europe from England to play in the two tournaments, right? Yes, like yes. The one in Indiana. Yes, and yes, here. yes. Yeah, I thought they were. I thought they were comping you over the room. That's why. I, no, I, no, no. I didn't get comped anything. I was. Uh, you must have gotten the wrong information. I, I wish it had happened, oh. but um, yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, I just I figured, and I know others were, were in my shoes as well. I spoke to some relative locals who you know who are, who are not really, really right. close, but in the relative area, and they they were very. Um, their knickers were in a knot about the whole thing as well. You know, they they told me, oh, I can't believe this. I booked the hotel room only because I was going to play the tournament, and then they canceled the tournament, and they say, oh, it's the same day you can't cancel anymore, and they said. Have you gone mad? Uh, they, they couldn't right. understand it. So, so uh, to, to your knowledge, uh, did they refund anybody who, uh, who, who had booked hotels? Did they allow them to cancel if they told them the same day? The only thing I know that they did is that if people were here that came from out of town, they, they had started comping like, um, like one night or something for some of those people. The, the only thing I could do is I could take down your name and number, and I could give give that information to my supervisor. And so, so he's not here. There's nobody back. here right now. Is there nobody here can speak to us right now about the the situation? Um, geez, it's so late here right now. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, um, I just you know I was trying to lie down and and and, uh, and get some sleep, some shut eye about the matter. And, uh, I, I'm still in the United States at the moment. I, I, was, I was like, I just cannot believe this happened to me. And I said, you know, it's. A, I just wanted to get an answer. You know, what, what is the justification for doing this? And I, I want to speak to someone who made this decision, who can tell me, we cancel it, but guess what? The hotel you booked, you're still on the hook, even though you tried to call and cancel it the moment you heard. Right. The only thing I can do is, um, did you did you end up staying here then, or did you cancel? No, I just canceled. They 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 billed me, and I was I was you know, very very outraged about the situation. So, if is there anyone I can speak to right now? If no, if not, you could tell me when I can call back and speak to them. Right, I'm just trying to get the information. So you didn't end up staying here then? No, no. I said I don't need the room, and they said, well, you can't cancel. We, we're, we're billing you anyway. Okay, if you can give me some um, your name and. Um, 
if if you don't mind, if you could call back, I would um, I could maybe try calling my supervisor and asking them what um, what they would suggest that I do. I don't know. If you're I you're, you're saying right, right now? When, when should I call back? Um, like in ten minutes. But what, what's your name? So uh, I can my, get your name from. My, my name is Nigel Fabisham. You know, I'll, I'll call you back in ten minutes and um, yeah, reach someone about this. And uh, yeah, I just I just want to. You, I just want to call your last name that it, way. When if I have to call over to the hotel, they can possibly look it up. Yeah, they're, they're having some difficulty even locating. It was the other weird thing. They had trouble locating my reservation. The, the whole thing's a mess. But, uh, you know, I figured there's no point to, to have to wrestle with that at the moment. I just want, I want to get an answer about the policy. And then once we get the policy done, then we can find, I can send in proof of my reservation and then they can, you know, do what they need to do at that point. So, uh. Right. Uh, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out, you know, I just, if you can spell your last name for me, because maybe they can look it up and then I can maybe, if you can call me back, and then maybe I'll have some better information. All right. My, my last name is Fabersham. F-A-B-E-R-S-H-A-M. Fabersham. Okay. Okay. Uh, give me give me about ten minutes. I'm going to make a call, and maybe my supervisor will just have me tra- have you. Um, I'll give you the extension for my supervisor's number, and maybe they'll just. But let me try to find out some information. If you can call me back in about ten minutes, I'll right. be. Um, Hopefully, I'll have some type of answer. All right, what, what's the direct phone number here? Can you give me that? Um, the direct phone number is it's um eight hundred number. It's eight hundred. Well, will this get, go directly to the poker room? I, I called the number that um, got the operator after some time waiting, and then they transferred me here. Is that the only way I can do it? Well, it's extension twenty one ninety. So if you dial the number you have, the extension for the poker room is twenty one ninety. All right. All right. I'll, I'll do so that. If, so give me about ten minutes, and then um. I will try to have an answer for you. All right. Thank you very much. Tally okay, ho, pip, pip, let's go with it. Okay. All right. So uh, we, we lost our, our guy from uh, Wisconsin for some reason. Maybe we should call him back. I, I, I didn't want to go too far with it because I was a little worried that I might mess it up for him if they think you know they're getting pranks about this. But uh, at the same time, it would be great to get some answers and establish some precedent here so maybe he can uh, – I mean it seems like the people we're talking to are sympathetic about it, but they don't seem to have much power. So, uh, yeah, and Drup, and why they banned you from playing in all the casinos until you paid it. That was the yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, but I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to like throw the other guy under the bus. Like I didn't know how much he wanted his own name associated with this. So, no, for sure. So I, 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 I tried to. It's funny how they said, oh, "Are you this guy from Europe?" That was hilarious. <laughs> that's how lucky? How good do you run that there was a guy from Europe? That was going to fly over there, and they think it's you. That's amazing. <laughs> He's going to come back in. They're going to go, we did comp your room. What are these calls you're making about this? That's amazing. <laughs> this guy from here. Oh, that's I couldn't believe this. They're like, when they said, we think we know who you are, I'm like, wait a minute. Did someone warn them that I'm going to call in? But no. And Russ was like, yeah, 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 that's me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. I just want to report I'm safely in the confines of my gated community. I'm home, just booting up the office, get back on Skype. Now, what did I miss? I wasn't listening. I needed. Oh, uh, you you, you missed. Uh, first of all, we we called up the the hotel, and the the woman told us that uh, we had to speak to Calvin White Eagle at the Ho Chunk tomorrow about uh, the hotel side of things. And then we, uh, it seemed like she was sympathetic to the situation, and then we called the poker room, and we got another sympathetic person to it. But again, neither of these people had any power, and he asked. Uh, he said, wait a minute, uh, I think I know who you are. Aren't you that European guy who came in to play first Indiana and then here? <laughs> so I said, yes. Hey, Gruff, uh, now that Brandon is, is back home safely and, you know, 
Do you think you can kind of play the uh, the arbiter here and see if we can work something out? Uh, yeah, I got Brandon. Can I, Brandon, can I pay you? Can, can I pay you a dollar a month until this is this paid guy off? Sent me, this guy sent me one dollar into my PayPal account. <laughs> I have one dollar in there now. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I paid he wants you to negotiate. Something. I paid you something. Okay. No, I'm, in all fairness, in all fairness, can we do a dollar a month? Three hundred. Wow. He sent me the three hundred. It's in my account, or it's, it's in the PayPal account that I use now. And uh, he was an honorable gentleman. He handled his bet just like he should have. And I am two six. Well, two two sixty plus twenty from Trader Ruski. I'm two hundred eighty dollars richer. So, you so, know so, what? I, I druff. Yeah. Is this the first time I've ever made money off the? I, I was going to say ever? this is this is the only way you get paid. It's similar. You know what this is similar to? This is similar to something else in radio from a long time ago. Back in the earlier days of radio, not super early days, but like, you know, the early 80s, late 70s, the DJs didn't get paid that much money. Even the ones that you'd hear all the time and just picture like they were bawling, they weren't. They didn't make that much money. And the way they made money was when they weren't on the air, they would make personal appearances at, at doing various gigs, and they'd get paid a lot for the gigs. So this is what Brandon's doing. He's getting paid zero, but he's making money from his gigs, and this is his first gig. So this- yeah, but your, your other temporary co-host, you know, substitute host, whatever, is going broke. That, that's the problem. It is okay. coming at the expense of the, of the other help here. It's not, it's not coming from the company. It's actually coming from the other help. That, that is a bit non-standard. I, 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 Brandon, I will pay you a dollar a month if you're cool with it. Is that all right? Can we work that out? I'm so, yeah, that's fine. I'm so, I'm, so sad, I'm so sad that we didn't actually get to talk to uh, Calvin White Eagle. Calvin White Eagle, what a name! At least Calvin White Eagle, as I said, at least he's really an Indian there. Like I, I, I hate when I, I go to these Indian casinos in, in California, and, and the people running it are clearly drop, just uh, pale faces. Calvin White Eagle is clearly a Jew, clearly. <laughs> That's like his stage name, you know. What I, mean? I just, I just feel cheated when I, when I, when there's some pale face who's managing uh, a local Indian casino. I feel like I'm not really at an Indian casino. Well, when I go to my local Indian casino, I always demand to see a real Indian, authentic Indian. That's well, the, well, the, oh, you also missed the, the, the operator slash, uh, hotel employee who is doubling as both that she made sure to tell me when I complimented Calvin White Eagle for, uh, for being a real Indian. She said, well, you're speaking to someone who's native as well. <laughs> so she, she wanted wow. us to know that she, she was the real deal too. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, but I'll say that both employees we spoke to, and by the way, they said to call back in 10 minutes and they're asking a supervisor. Now, of course, they're not going to find Colonel Fabersham in any of the tournament records or the hotel. I already tried to make an excuse for that, but I don't know if they're going to buy it. So uh, we may not get anywhere in the next phone call, but uh, they, they wanted me to call back in 10 minutes because he's going to speak to a supervisor. I, I do kind of want to solve this for this guy because at least if they agree in theory that, that they're going to pay for the hotel rooms, then then this guy can come back and say, look, this you know, I just heard on Poker Fraud Alert Radio, this Fabersham called up, and you know, whether it was serious or not, they, they agreed to it. You know, I want what well, you agreed for with him. So, Truff, do you honestly believe that the average you know, casino employee is going to figure this out? Do you think you're going to be exposed by this? Not ex- no, I'm not worried about being exposed personally. I'm worried about this guy coming back to get him. I don't care about me. I don't care if they know in Wisconsin. What are they going to do about it? Yeah. So I, I don't I don't care if I piss off Wisconsin just like we didn't care about pissing off a refugee camp in Bahamas except with Brandon who's going to go there. Come in, on, in I, I don't think they have any idea what's going on. They, no, they, no, 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 no. They're like, oh, you're that guy from. Uh, no, but they're going to look it up and over. see if Fabersham didn't play, and they're going to go what the hell? Like they're going to look up the, the roles of who played and see that. Well, 
he didn't play and he didn't stay in the hotel. You, you you're giving them more credit than I am. I don't <laughs> think they're going to look anything up. <laughs> so I mean, we'll we'll try it back in a few minutes and see if we got yeah. anywhere. I I really I feel bad for this guy. I I really feel bad for him because uh, he really got screwed there. That really is like a bait and switch, or I don't know what you want to call this one, but they. They, they profited off their own incompetence. They, they can't cancel something and then say, well, yeah, the hotel you booked here. Yeah, Druff, if someone is traveling to your casino explicitly for an event and you cancel that event, you can't just tell them they're out of luck. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. You know? Yeah, it was like you know, a similar but not as bad story. I knew somebody who was dumb enough to play a lot in the Norwegian cruise line casino with its horrible odds and actually earned uh, a suite – on there for for the next cruise. Oh, he must have gotten soaked. So 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 he earned a suite and and he called up their casinos at sea department, which is usually a good department. Like they, I was a little surprised this happened, but I know it did because there's others who verified the same thing that happened to them, as I've read on the internet about it. But uh, so this guy he called up said, "What do I qualify for?" They said a suite. He said, "Okay, good. That's what I was looking for." So they he booked a comp suite. They gave him his uh, confirmation number. Everything was set. He booked his flight, which, of course, you know, flights are non-refundable. They called him up a few weeks later and broke the news to him. Oh, by the way, uh, we figured out you were actually overcomped. Uh, we actually can't give you a suite, so we've just uh, we've downgraded you to a balcony room. <laughs> and, and and he was like, No, I, not only did you promise me the suite, you, you back, Brandon? Yes, I am. Okay, that's Can you good. Hear me? Yeah, much better. So uh, so. He said, not only did you promise me the suite, but I booked this expensive flight over there believing it was justified spending the money because I was getting this free suite. You can't go take this away from me. And they said, well, that's your problem. You booked this flight. You know, you can still – a balcony room still very nice. A lot of people take balcony rooms. They have no problem. He's like, look, it's not up to what a lot of people take. You offered me a suite. You sent me a confirmation that I have a suite. I, I spent money to fly – to where the cruise comes from, because I believed I had a suite. Now you're taking it away from me after the fact, weeks later. And they just said, "Too bad. By law, we can. It's a comp. We can take away what we want," which is true. But it was shitty. And uh, believe it or not, he actually posted this to a cruise forum, a popular cruise forum. And only about half the people agreed he got screwed. The other half were were calling him an elitist because he only wants a suite. And and they, they were they were missing the whole point. But the thing is, whenever you're given something or you win something, and then you have to spend your own money to redeem it in some way, whether it's a flight or a hotel, and then they cancel it, that's already a little bit shitty because you're out the money that uh, – or cancel it and downgrade. It's already a little bit shitty because now you're out your own money because it's been canceled. But this is especially bad because this was at their own property. So they didn't have to give him money out of their pocket for a hotel room that he couldn't cancel at some third-party hotel. This was at their own property. This is unconscionable. But I I still have some optimism if he speaks to the right people – this uh, White Eagle. I mean, we're going to make our call back there, but we probably won't get a resolution tonight. But this White Eagle or someone there, I, I bet he can solve this if he presses hard enough. Right now, as it stands, he just charges back to his bank, and, and they've had him banned at the moment. But I can't say for sure, but I think maybe if he speaks to someone in enough power and who is sympathetic enough to this, uh, they might just say, all right, fine, you know, we'll uh, let the whole thing go, and uh, and that's that. But this, they, boy, did they handle this poorly. He may want to think about going to the local media over there about this too. That's that's something that I could see the local media covering. So uh, let, let's let's try and make we, one. We gotta call Doom. Okay, so let, let's call Doom first, and then after the Doom thing, we'll try back to this guy at the poker room. And uh, so let me 
called. Is that the 309 number that I saw he yes. was texting from? Okay. Yeah. That's okay. correct. Called Doom. Now, the reason we're calling Doom, by the way, uh, I have to confess to something. I, I kind of screwed over Doom last week. It was unintentional. Last week was a nine-hour show. It was very hectic. We had a whole lot of different people on. And uh, through all the hecticness, we also had some Skype problems last week as well. And one thing I was having a hard time doing was connecting Lou Father. Lou Father was trying to call in. I was trying to take Lou Father's call, and it just was not connecting. It was just something was wrong. So I tried so hard to get Lou Father on, and, and it wasn't working. So then, in the meantime, we, we were talking to Doom, and we were going to do a contest with Doom. And Doom's a longtime listener, and he's become friends with Brandon, and uh, we're going to have him uh, on a contest. And we were just about to do the contest, and voila, I had a breakthrough. I finally got Lou Father on. And then Lou Father, who finally got through, he actually sat quiet for a while, but then he, he finally just interjected and, and started praising me and praising the show, blah, blah, blah. And uh, through all of that... I was so focused on the fact that I had victory over Skype and got Lou Father through, I forgot that Doom was about to be in a contest. And what ended up happening was uh, uh, Lou Father just kept talking, and other th- the Hanson kid called in. And I'm not blaming any of these other people; they didn't know. Uh, I blame yeah, myself. Lou Father gave you a little little rim job. There. He, he did, but. Uh, okay. uh, <laughs> But 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 the point is here. I was because I was receiving that rim job. I I had forgotten what was going on, and Doom was just left hanging and twisting in the wind. And finally, he just kind of thought, "Okay, I guess they're done with me," and hung up. So, Brandon told me afterwards what had happened, and I, I felt really bad. I actually texted Doom. Doom has two numbers he texts from, so I, I texted the first one. He never responded. Maybe he never got it. But I, I felt bad, and, and we thought that uh, at the very least. We can make up for it by putting Doom on this show, which is less hectic, and uh, and let him do the trivia contest that we meant for him in the first place, because this was my fault he didn't get to play it. So we're going to put him on, and I really do feel bad about this, because you know I want the loyal listeners treated well, not uh, forgotten about, and he just kind of slipped through the cracks because of all the... Issues connecting Lou Father, and then the subsequent rim job I received from uh, mm-hmm. Lou Father once he came on. Now, if Doom doesn't answer, then I've done all I can. Well, he just texted me. Well, he said two minutes, and that was five minutes ago. Your call has been Uh-oh. forwarded to an automatic voice. Well, we'll try him in a li- Maybe we should try the uh, the casino, and then we'll try Doom after this. <coughs> we'll get him in. I. Uh, he also texted me tonight. He said, uh, Druff loves Simi girls, Doom. Of course, that's in reference to a Simi Valley girl was who I lost my virginity to 27 years ago. Let's, uh... Yeah, Druff, I heard you tell that story. I felt like a slut. I was way younger than you. Well, you know, uh, part of this was that I didn't... My voice didn't even change till I was 16 and a half. Yeah. So that was, you know, I was kind of a late bloomer. So I was... I really didn't find that any girls even had any interest in me until I was around 17, right around when I turned 17 when I started to see it happen. And it was kind of surprising because before that, I, I just uh, – no girl showed any interest at all, and I, I just kind of thought that was the way it was. So that was uh, – Wait, hold on. I'm, I just got this email. PayPal. Funds are on the way. Hello, blank, blank. You have been sent a payment by check. But we Uh-oh. recommend you wait until the money arrives <laughs> before shipping items. Now, what's going on here, Calum? I got, 
I gotta go, guys. <laughs> the old Jason trick. <coughs> Cal- I told you a dollar a month. All right, Doom says call him back now. Okay. I don't know. Cal- 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 Calwatts. Uh, yeah, he's pulling a Jason. He's he's hoping to get through the show. By before the way, you- uh, for those that follow that saga, he sent a payment today for two hundred. I, I think it was already updated in the thread. Uh, but unfortunately, also said he will not be able to pay any more until at least winter time, until he procures another job. Yeah. So, but he did send two hundred today, and China is uh, dispersing oh, it. Okay, every little bit counts. Come on, do answer. I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying. No, you are. Number he texted. Dominoes. Ah, uh, finally. Boom. <laughs> What's happening, buddy? What's happening? How's everybody doing tonight? You're on the phone with Druff, myself, and. Uh, $300 lesser a man, Calawatt. Yeah, my kids are oh. not going to college now. He lost a $300 prop at Doom by sending me out to the ghetto to get a watermelon shake. <laughs> oh, wow. That was that was an expensive shake. Mm-hmm. It was a good I mean, shake, it too. It was actually a really good shake, though, Doom. Did you know that Sonic even makes watermelon-flavored shakes? Well, they don't. They made it just for you. Yeah, I mean, well, they'll make, yeah. Yeah. Wow, it was special, huh? Wow. Yeah, I think I, I think I've seen that on one of them commercials that they make those. Just just for Drexel. I think I've seen that on the following uh, commercial. Doom, <laughs> a couple things. Did uh, Druff had addressed the issue at hand from last week where you're on hold for an hour and twenty minutes and just gave up and did, were you listening to the radio? Did you hear uh, it? I listened I, I I did, I listened to it for a minute but then I uh, kinda got cut off. But no, no, I'm talking about. I just, I just mentioned it before we called you. Uh, I, I just, uh, I, I feel bad. This is my fault. I, I got kind of preoccupied and confused with what was going on, and uh, I was having such a hard time connecting Lou Father on that. By the time he got on there, and then, and then, uh, the rim job. and then proceeded to give me a rim job that I forgot you were here, <laughs> and then, it, and then it, it just kind of, I just forgot you were here, and then, then you just kind of just disappeared, and then I, I didn't think much of it until Brandon told me afterwards. You know. Yeah, you screwed over Doom here because <laughs> you were supposed to have a contest with him, and uh, and th- there was no contest because uh, we went to other things. He got ignored, and I, I felt bad. And we, so we decided, you know, we got to have you back on this week and and complete what we were supposed to do last week. All right, sounds 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 good. Uh, there's other things that have happened worse, and you know that I, that's okay. Okay, so that's okay. very good. So okay, so Brandon, you're you're the one running the contest, correct? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were ready with no, it. Uh, no, no. I mean, I. Uh, Doom, did you decide uh, what subject you wanted? I think we talked about, did you want music? Wasn't that your best? Yeah, uh, yeah I would say music's probably my, my, my strong suit out of mostly everything. Okay, and uh, what kind of music? I'm going to guess you like that rap music that the kids listen to? Um, yeah, you can, you can, you can go with rap. That's a, that's a, that's a good, that's a good uh, beginning question. Okay. So. Also, Doom, you finished third in in. Uh... I did, I did. Uh, I didn't know if that paid out or anything, but if it did pay out, I was just gonna say just donate that to the next free roll for next week. Oh wow, quite generous. That's the third pay, third paid tonight, right, Druff? Yeah, the top four spots paid tonight. Okay, well, Doom is gen- okay. uh, donating his back. Okay, that is very generous. Thank yeah. you. All right. What 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 was it though? What was the payout for third? Though? I didn't I didn't really get the number on that. Uh, the payout for third place was one million dollars. 
Well, oh, well, <laughs> almost. It was. It was. Uh, it's nine dollars, but but still. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, yeah. Just go ahead and just put that towards the next three. Oh, thank you, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Well, no problem. No problem. Doom. What are a druff? We were going to give him. A, we had twenty dollars left from last week from the contest. Do we still have that twenty, or did that go towards the free roll this week? Uh, no. We, we shot off everything. So what do we have now? Oh wow! Trader Risky just coming okay. up big because prior to that, wow. the amount we, we had the, 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 the amount we had in the till prior to that was zero point zero. Mm. <laughs> wow! Very very nice. Okay, well, let's see here. Okay, I'm asking. This is just from a website, so the way it's going to work basically is unfortunately the way this website set up i won't know if you get the correct answer until we're done okay and so then we'll just have to kind of sweat it so i have i have 10 questions here the category is ultimate hip hop rap oh okay he's He's so fucked it says on a scale of one to ten that the average score for this quiz is six out of ten the difficulty level is average so there's ten questions, Ooh. Druff, to get Trader Ruski's twenty dollars. How many do you think Doom should have to get out of the ten? Two. How, how difficult are they? It says average. The average. Okay, this trivia question that I'm about to read has been played eight hundred sixteen times, and the average user got six point two out of ten questions. Well, then he needs seven at least. Yeah, no, no, but this is hip hop rap, and he but lives he want, in Iowa. He, said he wanted. But he that. wanted that though. It's not. It's that's not like me t- doing best, the questions. That's what he said. His best subject was. Okay, so no, I don't know. So you think um, spend? Well, go ahead. Jim. I mean, you could, you could, you you could actually, you can actually mix it up too if you want to, like, ask some rock questions. So, so, so you're you're gonna read the Brandon. You're gonna read these off of the website, and then at the end, it'll tell you. It, and then we'll see what it's. Oh, so so we're not we're we're not going to be able to do uh, this sound effect this week. Well, do you want me to find a, a different? Yeah, let's let's find something where you can do it. Otherwise, it's. Uh, that's I, I want to play that. It, it bothers me to have a trivia without being able to go. Okay, but no. Again, this was, I asked Doom what he wanted, like what you know, he was the most knowledgeable, and he said, I mean, that, No, rap is good, though. I mean, we can stick with it. that if you guys just want to go ahead. Can, you know what, Brandon? Yeah, why don't? You, why, here, I have an idea, Brandon. Why don't you go through that same site, just quickly, just answer junk answers, and then you'll have the answers beforehand. There you go. Unless it no, asks, I have it right here. I already have it right here. I already have all the answers okay. in front of me. All right, okay. well, let's go. Let's run it. Well, let's do it. Uh, let's see. What is it? I don't know if this is hard. I don't know. I mean, I don't know these, but okay. So, how many do we think he needs to get right? Uh, at least seven. If, if the average person is getting six point two. No, but this is a different one. No, Five, but it's a trap. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. There's fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Oh, there's a lot here. Okay. Well, you know what? All right, so how many questions should I ask? Ten? Yeah. Okay, and you have to get seven right, Doom, and you get Trader Ruski's $20, but you have to ask nicely, okay? Sounds good. Okay. Let's do it. Let's see. What? Let's see how many I get right. It'll probably be one out of ten. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I do I, am I going? <laughs> yeah, you're, it's all you, Doom. This is all about you. Okay. Yep. Okay. Question number one, and I don't even know this. What record label did Hop Sin sign with before he created Funk Volume with Dame Ritter? Are you kidding me? 
<laughs> I don't know any person in that fucking. I know John Ritter. What, what record no, label did Hobson sign with before he created Funk Volume with Dame Ritter? Does that, oh. Is that even English Chew Doom? <laughs> I knew I knew who Hobson is. I'm not okay. really a big fan. Of, I know of him. I listened to a few of his songs, but right, so as before far as he like, was with before he created Funk Volume as his <laughs> label, what was his prior label? I have a feeling I would get zero on this quiz. Oh, yeah. this whole quiz. Oh man, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. I know, I know who he is, but as far as the label that he was with, I'm just gonna have to just, you know, shoot for the stars on that one. That's, <laughs> that's kind of oh, a hard one. Let's shoot for uh, the stars. Shoot for the stars, then. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and say, uh, Cash Money. That is incorrect, Druff. Oh. <laughs> The correct answer would have been Ruthless Records. Oh. Ooh. Now, oh. Calawat, since you're just shooting off money left and right, I'm going to give you this option. Okay. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to propose to you that I'm going to read question 2 as it appears right before me to uh-huh. Druff. Yeah. Okay. What are you are you willing to wager? Well, I am willing to wager that he'll get it. Well, you, you you know the question. Yeah, you know the question. It's not very fair. Yeah, so, I, well, okay, okay. Do you think Druff will get it? I mean, it, it just—I don't even know what it is. It's it's kind of hard to answer. <laughs> okay, this doesn't count, but this is question number two. Yeah. Okay, what is the stage name of American rapper with the birth name Marshall Bruce Mathers? Oh yeah, that's that's pretty easy. <laughs> All is right. this, is this? No, this doesn't count to him. Okay. Well, he doesn't get to do an easy question. Why not? I mean, isn't that number okay, two? Okay, okay, fine. All right, fine. Fair enough. Doom. What is the stage <laughs> name of American rapper with the birth name Marshall Bruce Mathers the third? Stage name? I'll say uh, Slim Shady. That's actually incorrect. <laughs> what? <laughs> Go ahead, Tim. Play the sound. I, I had the other one ready. I was sure he was going to get it. Callaway. What is his name? Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, that, that was the only give me on here. Um, hey, can, well, can I bet the under on Doom? Can I like, you know, can I bet against him? Is that right, possible? Can, can, I, can I win? Can I win? I can't believe I, I would be ahead of Doom at this okay. point. You know what? I, I have to give him one just to kind of get the confidence. This is my own rap. Okay. In the early '80s, there was a rap group that was very famous called Run D M Blank. What is the blank? Uh, C. Boom! That's correct. Even I know that. We gotta <laughs> Come on. What the okay. fuck? I'm trying here. I'm trying here. Okay, I gotta go. be really specific with my answers. Okay, here we go. What is the name of the legendary Memphis rap group that won an Academy Award for Best Original Song in 2006? The name of the song was it's hard out here for a pimp. Memphis legendary rap group won Academy Award for Best Original Song 2006. The name of the song was It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp. Uh, that would be 3-6 Mafia. That is correct. Wow. Wow. He, see, he gets the hard one. He misses the Eminem one. Play the bell. Play the bell. Hey, very good. That's, that's, well, 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 what confused me about the Eminem question was he said, like, the stage name, and I didn't know if it was either Eminem or Slim Shady, because you know how 
Yeah. You know how Marshall Mathers, sometimes he likes to change it up. Just to All right. Well, he's, he's two for four so far, uh, okay. Doom here. All right. So he needs to get seven or right. All right. Here we go, Doom. All what right. Was, what was the name of Jay-Z's first ever album? What was the name of Jay-Z's first ever album? Ooh. Ooh, uh, what, what's that I'm hearing in the background? Not me. I'm, I'm just playing a little mood music. Is it too loud? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, was it called Unreasonable Doubt? Say that again. Unreasonable Doubt. Uh, hold on, we got to go to an arbitration system. Trader Ruski. Yeah, I think you count it. It's it's called Reasonable Doubt. Yeah, I say close enough. Yeah. Close enough. Oh, 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 hold up, Trader Ruski, count it. Yeah, he said yes. Oh uh, yeah, I think count it. Calawat, count it. Sure. Yeah, I say give it to okay. him. He's three, three, yeah. three out of five so far. But he needs reasonable doubt. Yeah. Reasonable. So he needs okay. to get he needs to get four of the final five to win. Ooh, talk about pressure. It's gonna be Go tough. Ahead. You only have only one side bet, huh? One question leeway here. <laughs> Truff, you want to bet? You want a little side bet on whether he makes it or not? <laughs> okay. Three and two. And Truff, do you want? He wants. To Book action. Side, side action? Want to cross book some action on Doom with uh, Kalawat? I, I hate to say it, I don't think he's going to make it, so unless uh, Kalawat want to bet for him, I I, I think uh, we're not going to have a bet. Are you Kalawat. kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, no offense, Doom, uh-huh. but no fucking way. Good luck. All right. Doom, All right, this is, this is, you're up three to two. You can only miss one more, though. Here's question right. number six. In the early 90s, a Harlem-based rap trio by the name of Children of the Corn included members Murda Mace, Killa Cam, which are now respectively known as Mace and Cameron. What is the name of the third MC who completed the group Children of the Corn? I'm going to read it one more time. Don't answer. In the early 90s, a Harlem-based rap group by the name Children of the Corn included members Murder, ba- murder Mace and Killa Cam, who are now known as Mace and Cam Ron. Who is the third MC of the group, Children of the Corn? Ooh. Have you ever heard of Children of the Corn? Because I've, I've heard of the movie, but I didn't know they were a, a rap group. That's all I've heard no, of, too. I, no, I haven't, but I know who Cam Ron is and uh, Mace. Okay, Ooh. well, there's, there's one other guy that they hang out with. Kind of like me and... <laughs> And Druff and, and either Kalawat or Trader Ruski. He's like the third one. Like if they did a rap. Oh. Maybe hip hop. Maybe hip hop people are having. Maybe some hip hop people are having PFA trivia right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Uh, uh, do you need me to repeat the question? Is there is there a chance you can get this right? Oh, there's a chance I can get it right. It's just uh, it's just it's you know he, they hang out with a lot of people and well, this, uh, it could he's be part of the, the Children of the Corn group. Right, I just never heard of that Children of the Corn group, so that's just kind of throwing me off. Yeah, I can't even well, believe, yeah, I mean, Children of the Corn to me is when, you know, I have corn on the cob and I take a dump, you yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, man, it could be so many people. Um, man, I wish I could have, like, two guesses at this one. But <laughs> All right, uh, uh, I will allow you one hint but you, if you use it now, you get no more hints the rest of the contact. It's, a, it's a, a, a phone a friend. Yeah, basically like that. <clears throat> oh. Well, do you I, want to I, use I, it I, now I, or do I, you want to guess? 
I want to use it now because I'm, right. I'm throwing off here. I'm you want to phone? You, want, you should just phone me. Let, let him call Ice. <laughs> yeah, ice man. Call Ice. Doom, Doom, do not call me. Doom, do you want to call me for a clue? I mean, you're you're the one reading the questions. I'm sure you well, can uh, tell me the most about it. Okay. All right. Doom, this third guy that's that's in the Children of the Corn with that Mason Cameron, he's really big. He's really, really uh, big. Like really, really big. That's all I can say. He's really big. He's big. He's big. He's big. I think I'm just gonna say that. I, like notorious. The proof, the proof is in the pudding, Doom. He's big. That's your clue. He's big. Oh. Uh. Damn. I I want I could I want to say. I mean I might say. Oof. It could be either or. What are your two guesses? And what are the two things? My you're two guesses. My two guesses would be, uh, you know, notorious B.I.G. or Puff Daddy. It's neither one. Uh oh. You did say pudding. The correct oh. answer. I mean, you got, I was going to give it to you as long as you got one of the two. The correct answer is a rapper by the name of Big L. Big L. I've, I've never oh, okay. What the fuck is that? I haven't heard of Big L. Have you heard of Big L, Doom? Yes, I, I've heard of him, but I'm not like uh, in a lot of like East Coast rap, okay, you know. That's, but that's uh, I know clue. you get it. He's big, big. Okay, all right. You can't miss another right. one, Doom. We that's it. Wait, wait, your back's wait, against wait, the wall, wait. Brandon. What did pudding have to do with that? Yeah, the proof is the pudding was kind of a trick. Well, meaning like big, big, like just it, it's no. It's, the put. I, I really think pudding was going to be part of the name or something. Well, I thought it was Bill Cosby. Was <laughs> <it>. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> okay, should that not count then? Yeah, give him another yeah, one. Yeah, don't count that. That was a bad Okay, clue. so he's still up three to two. Okay, all right, all right. All here's right, easy, let's do Here's this. an easy one. I would even know this. All right, you're let's up three to this. two. This is question six, a repeat. Who was the rapper from Compton, California, who was a one-time member of G-Units Records, or G-Unit Records? The rapper from Compton, California, who was at one time a member of g Unit records. Oh, I know that one. Man. Oh, I don't know. This is kind of tough. I don't know, man. Oh, wow. No, I'm just kidding. No, that'd be the game. Very good. Give him the bell. Give him the bell. <laughs> All right, he's getting kind of cocky now. All right, but good job. You're up no. for two. <laughs> no, because you knew that one too. So you know, I had to I had to throw that little stuff uh, in there. Okay, four to two. So then, question number seven. Question number. Question number seven is, all right, this you know, Andrew Young, I'm sorry, Andre Young is better known as what rapper? No help. Andre Young mm. is better known as what rapper? Come on, Doom, I fucking know this. I want to, okay. If no, you no, say just think like about that. it. No, no, think about it. Don't, first, okay. you, know you can talk it out. Once you say it's your final answer, <laughs> then it's your final answer. So what are you thinking? Oh. Okay. Uh, no more hints or nothing? No, no more hints. No. Okay. Say, okay. Say his name again, Brandon. Andre Young. Andre Young. Like okay. Andre Agassi and then gotcha. Vince Young. Gotcha. Andre Young. Come on, Google. Okay, you can't be Googling it. You have like a 10-second limit here. No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not Googling. Don't worry about it. Uh, no, I'm going to say just, Dr. Dre. That's correct. Boom. Very good. Yeah. One, two, three, four. You're yeah. up. Okay, five to two. 
Okay, you got to get two yeah. more right. You can only miss one. Okay. All right, let's do this. Let's do this. I'm feeling myself. Which Philly-born rapper recently had a beef with Lil Wayne in which he revealed that Lil Wayne kisses label mate baby? Don't know what that means, but this Philly rapper recently had a beef, looks like it's last year, with Lil Wayne in which he revealed that Lil Wayne kisses label mate baby. Maybe. Ooh. Maybe baby is a guy. Yeah, maybe. You said you said Philly based rapper. Yeah. Ooh. Lil All right. I'm not, I think, go ahead. I think I might. I think I might know this one. Right, go ahead. I might know this one, Dodd. I'm gonna have to go with. Is it Gilly the Kid? That's correct. Wow. Wow. Zoom is up. Yes. Six right, two wrong. <laughs> wow. Yes. Just just needs to get one of the next two. Wow. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. Which influential rap group spat out these lyrics? My brother's doing bad on my mother's TV. She says you watch it too much. It's just not healthy. <laughs> One more time. Oh. What, what influential <laughs> rap group spat out these? And it says these lyrics. My mother's doing bad on my mother's TV. She says you watch it too much because it's just not healthy. I'm gonna have to say, is, is this? Doc, you sound kind of good doing that. Why don't you say that again? <laughs> Go ahead, yeah, it's getting better and better every time he says it. I know. Is this for the money? Is this yes. for the money? Yeah, this is it. You, you're the big winner. Trader Ruski's money. Go ahead. Get ready. Get ready for that sound effect. I'm gonna have to say Uh-oh. the Beastie Boys. That's incorrect. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> I, I thought he was going to get it. Play the music. Coming down to the oh. final question. The correct answer is Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Ooh. Do you Ooh. know about those Grandmasters? Yeah, they're a little they're a little before my time though. But uh, Grandmaster I, Flash yeah, and Mel Mel, right, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we got to go on. The then. message. They sing that song. The message. What year were you born? Uh. Yeah, Flash. What, what year were you born, Doom? Eighty-two. Okay, eighty-two. So you would be fourteen years old here for this question, but I'm going to ask you: one, two, three, four. You're out. You have six for. Oh, is this for everything right here? I think right. so. This is it. This is the, this is the question. Marvel. He gets it right or wrong. It's uh, it's over. Yikes. Talk about this is good radio. This is good radio here. It's for this is for everything. <laughs> it, it comes down to the final moment. Ah, oh, talk about pressure. It's almost as good as a watermelon milkshake. I, I guess I guess I was right about choosing seven right. That's a, a good benchmark here. Let me ask you, Jim. Are you are you a big Jay Z fan? Jay Z fan? Yes. Uh, kind of, kind of, sorta. You know, okay. not not too much though. Not too. I mean, would you live or die with the Jay Z question or, or no? Oof. Um. Just a yeah. Okay. Then we're gonna do it. All right. All right. Well, I have a backup I'm, question to. Uh, okay. Yeah. This is for everything right here, buddy. That's a Jay-Z question, huh? Oh, well, you know, oh yeah, I'm just going to ask it. It's whatever. We're going to go with it. On Jay-Z's album, the Black album, which song was produced by Eminem? On Jay-Z's album, hmm. the Black uh, album, which one of the songs was produced by Eminem? Uh, that's hard. I mean, yeah. we're giving away money. 
If Trader Ruski wants to give a, his, since you know he's the one sponsoring this, then he could ask one more backup. Brand, Brandon, Brandon's trying to save Trader Ruski twenty bucks. I mean, what song on Jay-Z's album? The Black Album. Which song was produced by Eminem? All right, just take a moment. Doom. Take a moment. Doom. Doom, just listen. Take a moment, gain some clarity, and talk it out. Okay? There's no rush. Take a moment, gain some clarity. Tell me the song on Jay-Z's album, the Black Album, That was which song was produced by Eminem. Can we play a little countdown music or something, or some Jeopardy, or have anything in the queue? Uh, I, I can bring it up. Okay, while well, he has his moment of clarity, <laughs> or just... maybe maybe a few seconds of the song, if you yeah. have to. Oh, I got your I got your hand, Brandon. Yeah, there oh, man, go. this is I know. Jim, take your time, relax. Like I said, just you need a moment of clarity. That's it, brother. <laughs> Think about it. You can do it. All right, Doom, we need your answer. You had your oh, wow. There. We gave you plenty of time. What is the name of the song on Jay-Z's album, the Black Album, that was produced by Eminem? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Renegade. That's incorrect. Play the sound, please. Calowat, tell him the name of the song. Moment of Clarity. Oh, boy. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> well, th- th- thank you anyway, Doom. Doom, thank you very much for playing, and uh, we have a consolation prize for you, a year's supply of Riceroni, the San Francisco treat. <laughs> oh, great. I can, feed, I can feed everybody in my house with that. Good, good, now, listen, good. you didn't win, but you're entered in our second drawing that uh, will happen for the 300 show. Doom, is there anyone you want to give a shout-out to? Any books you have? Anything you want to publicize while we have you on? Anything you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, I just want to give a shout-out to you know everybody on on the show tonight and that's listening you know thanks for tuning in and and uh being such a great host you too and uh everybody uh you know in the poker rooms grinding 24 7 just keep going that's all i gotta really say you gotta get that corinna jet on here to really do the promos right yeah she does it that's an hour long segment i wasn't kidding <laughs> dude melissa thank you sorry you got bumped a little bit last week you're my buddy thank you for oh, the no problem and, and yeah dude do, do, if you want to make yourself feel better about what happened last week uh, you by being on this week and having your full time here, you made as much money this week as you ended up making last week. So that's one way to look at it. Hey. I'm just getting I'm just getting something off the wire here. It's saying that Trader Ruski has said as a as a consolation for last week, you know, him sitting on the line for an hour and not getting on. Trader Ruski uh, is offering Doom. He's going to be in Vegas this week. If you send him. A game that you like in basketball, or I'm sorry, basketball, in football, college or pros, he will make an $11 wager for you. So in essence, you can, if you win, get that $20 back. Okay? So you have my number. You have Druff's number. Thank you, Trader Ruski. That was very kind of you, sir. You got it. Yes, thank you very much. So well, that's well, that's nice. my question. I still got a question in the chamber. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, he has a, con- a consolation question, too. Uh, Trader Ruski's giving him so many outs. 
He is. A lot of outs. Oh. Go ahead, Uh-oh. Trader. More outs? The mic is yours, buddy. Last who chance produ- here. Who produced the Beastie Boys album, Paul's Boutique? I want to say uh, Rick Rubin. Uh, no, it was the Dust Brothers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I just can't win. We'll give you $11. Doom, pick the football game and let me know, and I'll get over to Trader Ruski's guy that's in the Bahamas. He's the one that handles his, his sports accounts and whatnot in Costa Rica and Philippines. Let me know by uh, no later than Sunday before the last game. You pick any game Saturday, pick any game Sunday. We're doing nothing but winners this Sunday, Doom, this Saturday. Lock five-star goal picks. Okay, buddy? All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. You guys take it easy. All right. Thank Talk you, Doom. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So all that for nothing. I just thought it was a moment of clarity. Yeah. That's all he really needed was a moment of clarity. We tried. We showed, we, we, you showed him the whole cards. We, we, and even, and Kellawa, I thought he'd get it when you said, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this, uh, I, I haven't seen, Yeah. I haven't seen a uh, someone missing the obvious this badly since uh, Brett Ritchie had Pocket Kings on TV. <laughs> Right, I like the kid. Listen, twenty dollars of Trader Ruski's hard-earned money is still twenty dollars. We have to make them earn it, and I yeah. can't show bias just because I'm friends with him. He texts with me because then if I do it for him, then the next person that wants a twenty, he's going to say, "Well, you gave Doom the run D M blank." Like that, that was just to get. Well, we we were we were uh, he had every chance in the world to win. It was kind of like. It's kind of like he was in the bottom of the ninth and, and needed a single, and then after swinging and missing, we finally put the ball in a tee, and he still struck out. All right, now I am going to ask Druff one question from here, and I'm going to say, assuming, and I believe his integrity, he would never Google, he'd never cheat, I would say the odds of him getting this question right are 1,000 to 1. Oh, this wow. This would the next question that would have been in line for I'm, I'm sure it's going to be about zero, okay, <laughs> zero to zero. Like a thousand. If it was a sports book, it would be 1,000 to 1. Okay. The, song, the question is this. What song is this? And the lyrics go, I'm looking for Ms. Bubblegum. I'm Mr. Chico Stick. I want a dun-dun-dun on Because You're So Thick. Mm. Um... I'm looking for Ms. Bubblegum. I'm Mr. Chico Sick. I would have done undone. Oh, because you're so thick. Uh, the Hubba Bubba rap. Callawat, mm-hmm. Trinaruski, even a clue? Nope. Laffy Taffy. I wasn't that far off with Hubba Bubba. Wow, I dated a girl who went by that name. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> oh, no, Laffy Taffy is a candy. Uh, I really did date a girl that went by that. Really? I thought you were joking. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. All right. yeah, he, he did get a few. He did get a few of the questions, though. I had no. Yeah, he got. He got. That's the funny thing is he was getting some tough ones, and then he was missing I'm sure some these obvious. Are all tough. Like I don't know. Who, yeah. People in the chat are like, I've never even heard of. Yeah, I've guy. had people texting me going, "These are impossible questions." Well, the ones he got, I, I had no idea. Well, what you know, he's getting eleven dollars. So, it, it, okay, do you, do you know this uh, R and B singer rapper? I don't know her name. Uh, this is for Kalawat. Uh, her name is Sierra. Have you heard that name? Vaguely. Okay, then you wouldn't know. Uh, Trader Ruski, are you familiar with an R&B rapper girl named Sierra? I think she just married... Maybe I'm wrong, but I think she's the one that married uh, Russell Wilson, the football player, but I could yeah, be wrong. that's how I've heard of her. Oh, okay. What, this was the next question in the queue. What? what where was she born? 
Where was she born? I think she's um, really. You even maybe like a Jama- Jamaica, Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. Let's <laughs> go for Iceland. Okay, well, this is the last one. I'm just going to give it to Kalawa, and then we'll move along. Kalawa, what artist sings this line? Because you are not hot. I got the top spot. I'll give you one hint. I'll give you one hint if you don't know. Before you guess, if you don't think you know, tell me. The lyric is, because you are not hot, I got the top spot. <laughs> Didn't you just, that's the hint? Didn't you just Yeah, you just that? said that. It's not much of a hint. If you don't have a guess or I'll, whatever, I'll, I'll give you a hint. That's All right, get, we're going to need a hint. He just was recently, when I say recently, in the last like year to year and a half, uh, released uh, from a prison for illegally smuggling weapons. <laughs> from a prison? Yeah. I, I have no fucking clue. Anyone know? The rapper that was never in my kitchen. And the correct answer is T.I. What does it stand for? Oh, he got... He Treasure got, Island. He got arrested for smuggling guns. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was in Atlanta. It was Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta Penitentiary for... Let's see how long. I don't even know what T.I. stands for. Treasure Island. Uh, he's great, no, He's great though, in that uh, Showtime show about the consulting firm. He was sentenced to 11 months in prison for violating terms of his probation... Specifically, oh, he's already on probation. Selling and transporting firearms, ecstasy, testing positive for opiates, and associating huh. with a co- convicted felon, namely his P dollar sign C cohort, C Rob. I mean, okay. I don't even, All right. that's 11 months. That's not really that bad. Yeah, no? it's not. Though, though compared to Micon, that's a very long sentence. And it was 11 months in Atlanta jail. Yeah. Okay. So, so now let's uh, let's let's uh, let's end the hip hop. Now and now for something completely different. Maybe. Whatever you like. Is this ever going to come on? <clears throat> oh, oh, I just, I want to, you know. You are like, being transferred to the operator. Gaming. Trader Ruski, what's up? Your ticket. No, my, my stepbrother. Enjoy was gaming excitement. Deluxe accommodation. Along with fine dining. Visit us online. We're trying to follow up. Thank you for calling Hot Chunk Gaming, Wisconsin Dallas. Where am I, Dr. Cost? Oh, yes, an extension uh, 2190, please. Is this Nigel? This is Nigel Fabishan, that's correct. Hi, this is Jessica. It was spoke to you as, um, I gave you Calvin's name and then I transferred you over yes, to the yes, poker room? Yes, 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 and they told me to call back there. Okay, alright, um, I need some more information because I'm the one who actually is in charge of, uh, credit cards and payments and refunding stuff like that. Yes, so yes. So eventually all the information came back to me. But I'm unable to find you in the computer system. Do you uh, have like bollocks. a confirmation code? You know, or? I, I don't have it right now. You know, but uh, let me tell you, I, I'm I'm in a different look. I'm in my office. I don't have any of this information with me. But you know, I, what I can do here is, um, okay, I, I can I can call from when I return to the place where I have the information. Uh, is uh, now, if, if let's say hypothetically I had this right now, which I don't, would you be able to make a decision about this matter? Like, let's say if you looked it up and found that I was charged, if would you able, be able to reverse it at this point if I gave it to you, or um, or, or just do you need this to work on it further? Um, I was informed by the CSM um, that is on tonight that I would be able to credit you back if there was indeed a charge. Yeah. All, right, all right. So. All right, so that's very good. All right, so um, this is what I'm going to do. I, I, I'm going to uh, – I, I thank you for your assistance. I'm going to um, go back to my other location, which will be about you know, about two hours or so. Are you going to be there? 
I am here until 7 a.m. in the morning. All right. That's very good. All right. I'm going to go back there. I'm going to get the information, and uh, I'll, I'll call you back about, about the whole thing. And... Uh, and then um, okay. we can get the whole thing settled. So um, thank you for your help. Okay. And um, well, I did have a few of my questions. Did you actually stay here, or was it just that you uh, no, had no, a reservation I, and canceled it? No, I tried to cancel, and they said I can't, so I just didn't show up. Okay. And then was the reservation under your name? Yes, it was. I'm not sure why it's not showing up, but uh, I have the confirmation back um, on my other computer, so you know we'll be able to probably solve that uh, rather easily. I just my, my main point of calling tonight was just to get someone to agree, in theory, to to help me, and then and then if there's and then you know the the, the rest is just logistics from that point. Okay. Yeah. So I was informed by the CSM if we found your information, you had not stayed here. I was able to credit your card back. That was by the CSM, so All I right. have talking to him, but unfortunately, I am I have not seen any. I can't find your reservation, and I have I haven't seen any. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why that's when happening. When was your arrival date? Uh, bollocks! It was it was it was the day of whatever the day of the tournament was supposed to be. Um, okay. was it supposed to be on the Friday or the Saturday? Uh, I think I think I was supposed to show on from Friday. You know, um, here's the um. So, so I, I have a stupid question now. Um, what exactly is the CFM? What does that stand for? For some reason, I don't. Oh, uh, the Casino Shift Manager. Oh, okay. Uh, CSM. Oh, all right, all right. So, all right. I, I'm going to. Uh, you know, I'm just going to go and uh, get the information, uh, and then I'll call back and give it to you. It'll be much easier that way. Okay. Yep. Because I'm. I was just trying to get as much information from you as I. I know you said so you don't have anything. Anything. So then that way I could try to continue looking up, so I'd be more prepared for when you do call back. But. I've been actually working on this since about a half hour after you called. All right, so, all right. Well, I don't want to put you through. I don't. I don't want to put you through any more trouble. So let me let me get the information. I'll call back and um, then we'll get it done. Uh, tell you, uh, Pip, okay. Pip, and thank you for your your help. You're very welcome. All right. Goodbye. All right. I feel bad. I put this. <laughs> I put it through half an hour of work over this, and uh, that's why I didn't like. I didn't want to screw over the people who are trying to help. Uh, yeah, but but actually looked. But the good news is, it looks like we have an agreement with, uh, you know, provided that they'll extend the same courtesy to poker, uh, poker prince as they did to Colonel Fabersham. I would suggest his approach, and I know he listens to this show, but I'll tell him anyway in case he went to sleep and didn't hear the whole thing. I, I would suggest that uh, he say he was, you know, that uh, he was listening to this show that we had heard about the situation. We called up just kind of as a test. And that they said they would do it, and, and he wants the same deal. And uh, or or he could just do it independently and just you know see if they'll do it for him. And uh, though they already said no to him, but you know, call back, say that uh, he was in the situation, and then uh, if they say no, say well it's funny you know word got around about this that a radio show called up and you guys agreed to do it for a fictitious person who doesn't even uh, exist. So you know I'm a real person, do it for me. And then you know maybe something like that. That would be my suggestion. But it sounds like they're they're willing to do it now for whatever reason they weren't. And sometimes it just depends who you talk to. Sometimes people get it becomes like a battle of egos where you just get some jerk who wants to assert power over you and just says no and screws you over. But then you deal with someone nicer later who, who you know totally helps you out. And I, I've had that before where one person is just impossible and someone else at the same company over the same matter will totally help me. So this that might be the case here. He just got some assholes to deal with. So it kind of sounds like it got solved, at least somewhat. I mean, it, it sounds like that they're he may not get the whole 1100 back which I'd press for as well the other 100 but uh, at least maybe he'll get it back all right let's uh, let's see what else we got on our agenda yeah and and by the way they don't like chargebacks at all so once 
that happened, that's when they cut. They might have, like, after the chargeback came, that's when they blew up. And they that, that's true. They do get very sensitive about chargebacks. So that that is very possible that that's what angered them so much and made them think irrationally that he was right in the first place and that uh, they should they should have just refunded his hotel and not been difficult. I don't know how this all happened. It, it, a lot of times it just depends who you speak to. That's why my advice, and I don't want to criticize Poker Prince because I don't know what procedure he went through to try to get it back, but sometimes when you're getting nowhere with someone who's being a jerk, then just immediately go above his head and say, okay, I want to speak to the manager. Just stop stop yourself and just say, okay, we're not going to agree on this. I want to speak to the manager and... Uh, sometimes that gets things done. Okay, so let's see. The other uh, things we have, let's talk about the Poker Hall of Fame nominees. It seems like, I'll tell you, some things that happened a year ago seem like they were a very long time ago to me. And other things that happened a year ago seem like they were very recent. And I, I seem to remember what seems like much less than a year ago, we were discussing the last group of Poker Hall of Fame nominees. But here, here are the new ones a year later. And uh, once again, there's some controversy. I, I think the whole Poker Hall of Fame is pretty much a joke. Yep. And every year they're they're not nominating certain people who should be there. They're nominating people who shouldn't. And worse yet, well, and the voting process is terrible. And people who are non-players compete with players. When they're totally different categories. I mean, imagine like the Baseball Hall of Fame where you have like a broadcaster like Vince Scully competing with a, with a player. It, it's, it's ridiculous. You should never have that. They're, they're totally different uh, awards just because they both happen to be for the same sports. So that doesn't happen in baseball, but for some reason in poker it does. So here are the ten nominees. We have Chris Burin, who seems to be nominated a lot these days. But who the hell is that? It's I've some, never heard of him. Some European doesn't really deserve being in. I think it's just something they're doing. Bjorn. 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 Okay, yeah. I, I don't... It's Bjorn? Kranaruski, what have you done to your routine lately? Because I find you more invigorated towards the later hours of the Yeah. Is there, is there no uh, tea anymore? I did. I had a Starbucks before the show, but now the tea... Uh... The tea's almost gone. Oh, yeah, i got to okay. be honest with so. you. I was about to tap out, but I feel like a pussy doing it before Trader Ruby passes out. It's peer pressure. It's peer pressure to stay on. Is that them? You have to have a last longer. Trader Ruby, help me out, man. <laughs> that is a good last longer. I would have totally bet on Calwat tonight, and he probably would have lost. So now uh, he does have a three-hour lead. That's, uh, that's, that is an advantage for Trader Ruby. Humberto Brenes, Todd Brunson. Ellie Elezra. Tell us. Almost. I'm close. Uh, Bruno Fatusi. Chris Moneymaker. Carlos Mortensen. Max Pescatori. Matt Savage, which of course is a, in the non-player category, which irritates me. And the Devilfish, who is of course not going to be able to accept his award. They call that post-mortem. Post-mortem yeah, yeah. Yeah, post-mortem. Yeah. So. Yeah. So those are the ten nominees. Right, how, many, how many get? Uh, how many can automatically get in? So at zero, one, or two will get in at most. All right, I'll tell you who I think. I think Chris Money Mike, Chris Moneymaker should be in, and I think as my second choice, probably Umberto Brennis. Does Umberto really have that greater results though? He does, and he was doing it way before. Like, poker was, like, 
you know, this novelty that everyone played. He was a grinder. Let's and see, he's let's got the chark. The chark. It's his lifetime. Uh, but so, so he only has two bracelets back in 93. And uh, only has two. I mean, come on. But man, since 93, he has zero. But you can't just judge a man on his bracelets. No, but let me look at his hand mob. I'm just, looking it up right now. It's also what he's done for the community. He's huge in Costa Rica. <laughs> he is huge. See, I'm trying to. Okay, here we go. Hand in mouth. Yeah, hand in mouth is very slow right now. For some yeah, it's not working on my end. It's either. not working. But uh, I, I see on Wikipedia it says he has six million. As of 2013, wait, 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 he has. Wait, doesn't Dreyfus own hand in mouth now? <laughs> that's probably why. Wait a minute. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's what that twenty grand was for. He was paying their internet bill. <laughs> <laughs> it's Stripe? Yeah, it's dead. I mean, it, 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 it's not a coincidence that Dreyfus owns it and it doesn't work right now. Oh. So, he has 72 WSOP caches as of 2013, more than 6 million in tournament wins. Now, the thing you have to remember, of course, is nowadays you can win a tournament and you're already in the top 10, top 15 of all time because the prize pool. Like, wasn't well, Fedor Holtz now the winningest tournament player ever and he did it in six months? Yeah, I know. Not if you play this huge, like, if you play those those high roller events, that can, doesn't mean anything. Yeah, you can leapfrog just, everybody. I know. Yeah, it, um, I mean, uh, well, look, let's let's you know what? As we always do here on the Fraud Network, let's just go from one down to ten and analyze it. Start with one, and let's let's. You know what I'm saying? Well, I the thing I usually write this up beforehand, but this was just announced. Uh, well, actually, it was announced a week ago, but I just forgot to do it this week. So I I usually write this up. Uh, I remember f- for some of them I was saying no, no and some of them I was saying yes. So like and some maybes. Like Max Pescatori I could actually see uh, because he's, he's done very well in the tournament scene and he's been very huge in, in uh, Italy and uh, as far as uh, bringing poker there and people wanting to play and be like him. So he's he's kind of done it on two ends. I, I hate when they nominate somebody just because, quote, what they've done for poker when they've done very little else other than being an influential people a person in poker. But uh, he's kind of done it on both ends, so that's why I, I approve of Max Pescatori, and uh, and then uh, Chris Moneymaker. You know, I know you say he should be in. It's kind of oh, weird because he, he he's he's kind of like it's kind of like in baseball Roger Maris, who did something very notable, which at the time, of course, was uh, having that home run record of uh, sixty one. Or is it 62? Was it 61 or 62 he had? I don't remember anymore. What was the name of the movie they made? Wasn't it 61? Yeah, I think it was 61. Okay, so 61 home runs. And then uh, he, he that record held for many years until the steroid era when uh, both Sosa and McGuire passed him on roids, getting 66 and 70. But Roger Maris w- really didn't do anything else notable in his career. It was just, it was really that year. And there was a debate, should he be in the Hall of Fame? Because, yeah, he's famous for doing this and held that record for so long. And in fact, would probably still have it if it wasn't for the steroids that people had that beat him. And Barry Bonds eventually hit 73 also on roids. But, uh, should one year like that qualify f- someone for the Hall of Fame just because they did something very famous? And, and same kind of, goes for Moneymaker, you take away 2003 and take away the fact that he influenced poker so much because so many people wanted to be like him. And that, that's like that was so away, huge. That's like taking away the fact that, you know, Barry Bonds at 700. I mean, no, no, that, that's through a whole that career. Fact. That's the, that's what I'm saying. It, he didn't do a whole thing through a whole career. He made, he, he's like Roger Maris. He had one thing, big thing he did. But I think for him, it's more along the lines of what he's done as an ambassador and contributing to the game more so than, I mean, I don't think it's even questionable that it's not for his poker prowess. 
well, for what he's done for the game and the way he's... If, if not no. for Moneymaker, you might not have been able to make a living. Well, okay, I, no, he's he had influence, you but know? some of this, that a lot of this happened, a lot of this happened not because he made an effort to, it's just he happened to be the winner and he happened to have the perfect story that that happened to match up perfectly with poker starting to be on TV. It and all fell as in well perfectly. As what he's done in the 15 but, years after. But 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 and he you know as far as being an ambassador, he he's it was kind of just being there and existing and not doing anything bad to screw it up. He hasn't done anything extraordinary since then to promote the game. It's just his story plus the fact that he's uh, other than being a big gambling degenerate, he hasn't really gotten himself into controversy and hasn't done anything instead of anything stupid. He hasn't alienated people like Jamie Gold did. Uh, he kind of just has existed and, and is living off that 2003 story, which, which of course had a huge influence on poker. Of course, personally put money in my pocket in, in everybody's pocket here who played a lot in those days. But, Still, I don't know if he deserves Hall of Fame for that necessarily. He deserves credit for the poker boom, but but a lot of this was kind of he didn't do anything to to make it happen other than win a tournament at the right time and and then be the ambassador for poker to some degree and and not mess it up. That's that's All right, Druff, but I mean you know no money maker, no Dan Druff poker, no <laughs> poker fraud alert, no donk down, no never win poker, you know. <laughs> it's like uh, you know the the wings of butter of a butterfly chaos theory theory type of thing, you know. Now I will say I was just starting to win consistently at thirty sixty before Chris Moneymaker won, so it wasn't just for him. Now definitely he 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 helped the whole thing along, and was a big reason that it continued for the years it did and got but bigger. Would the pool of fish have been so well stocked? No, it wouldn't have been. But I was beating the existing players at at uh, online poker uh, thirty sixty limit hold'em pretty well in the months prior to him winning, and I don't think it was just running well. It was a. Uh, I, I, you know, for the players that were there, I can tell you, I definitely had a good edge on them. But of course, it probably wouldn't. There wouldn't have been as as big a pool of fish. The games wouldn't have been as high. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying I would have won the same money because I wouldn't have, and uh, you know I definitely would have less money now if he had never played. So I, I will acknowledge that. So it, it, I kind of wish we could do it like uh, it's a wonderful life. Like if if you were never born, this is the way the world would look. He's gonna hey, get rough. I, I just I just confirmed it. So I mean Dreyfus didn't pay his bill. I did uh, check the down for everyone or just me, and it says it's not just you. <laughs> PokerDB the dot the dot com looks down from here, mm. so it's it's down worldwide. Yeah, I've never seen it before. When I tried to go to it, and it doesn't work. And even the the Google cache didn't work. I mean, something's going on. Man. I, I think that <laughs> if he didn't pay Fedor and that other guy back the money, maybe it would still be up. But you know. You know, it may actually have a, a, a hefty server bill since it was—it's such a highly visited site. They can't just get a, a 495 a Bluehost plan like JSIP and, and hope it, to. It wouldn't—it wouldn't be that, but it wouldn't be that bad. Believe me, believe me. I, I work with some sites that have tremendous traffic, and it really wouldn't be that bad. But shout I mean, out to uh, uh, Jay Ryderson, by the way. She's listening right now, and she said she is passing out listening to us guys talk. Is that a compliment? Yeah, no, she's tired. It's one in the morning. No, I know, but it's just I always feel weird when people tell me they listen to the show to fall asleep. I know Calwet does that too, but even and she I says do Todd is absolutely incorrect. Moneymaker should be in the Hall of Fame. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have a job either. Yeah. Well, and you know, obviously, this was a perfect storm kind of thing, right? 
I mean, he got incredibly lucky to win it. Yes. It was amazing that he happened to be named that. And there were a bunch of other kind of synergistic things that were going on at the same time, right? So I, I don't want to say that it was just him uh, that caused this to happen. It was a bunch of things. But if perfect he wasn't storm, there, maybe? It was like yeah, it was a perfect, it was a perfect storm, storm. If he wasn't for sure. there right in the middle of it, you know? Well, uh, so yeah, I wouldn't mind so much. If he got in, I'm not going to say, oh, this is uh, ridiculous. I just I don't think he's necessarily a locker. Oh, he's got to get in. I can see the arguments for and against. Uh, really, uh, there's, no, there's no one in there that's a clear-cut. No, there God. isn't. I was going to say that. There's God nobody in there that jumps out at me like, oh, they've got to get in. And You know who keeps getting screwed? Like some years he's nominating, some years he's not. I think two years in a row he hasn't been now is David Chu. David Chu, I can tell you, I, I play – this guy keeps making either the final table or very close to the final table in the 10K or 5K limit hold'em year after year after year. I don't know how he does it because somehow he fades running bad too. And But but he just he, – he always seems to make the right moves. And this is someone – he's the all-time leader in in uh, money cash in limit hold'em events of the World Series. He has like four bracelets. It's not just limit hold'em he wins. He's just uh, – uh, he's – a very, very successful... You tur- won a fucking monster WPT tournament yeah. back in the day. He's just a very, very like successful tournament, million. tournament player. And uh, and the thing is, he just doesn't have much of a personality. He's very quiet. He's an older guy. He's like an older Asian guy. He's not interesting. But but his poker plays excellent. He has excellent results. He was nominated like twice, and then they kind of just gave up on nominating. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? How does... Now, now, be honest with me. If he was a really good-looking 23-year-old girl, what do you think the hype would be surrounding him? Oh, I mean, it would, it would be off the charts. The, the truth is, if he, if he was even a, a, a guy who had a, pers- a good personality that was interesting to watch on TV... Uh, he would have been not. He would have been in the Hall of Fame already. It's just because he's a, he's a quiet, older Asian guy who you don't. Uh, he's not entertaining to watch, so they he gets overlooked, and I think that's too bad. He deserves it. What about yeah. if there's a if there's a podcast Hall of Fame? The podcast Hall of Fame. Well, uh, we know about this because there's those Bluff Awards they used to have before Wouldn't Bluff folded. Hall of Fame, though. Well, we can't even win an award, so we're we're definitely not going to be in any Hall of Fame. That's the, for the sure. The irony is that you have outlasted Bluff. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, they, they they got theirs for not nominating us. This is this is what happens. That they, um. So yeah, that's. It, it's so funny because with this show, I really believe that we probably, if you, you know, you listen to something or even just watching a TV show, you know, there's TV shows that you watch that. You watch every week, but you just you can take them or leave them. You're not going to be super disappointed if they're gone. You don't super look forward to seeing them, but but they're good enough to watch. Then there's other ones you love, and you you want to see, and you can't wait for the next episode. But 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 in the ratings, it shows up the same way. Whether you love it or you just kind of like it, it shows up the same way. What's the TV show? I don't even have one like that. No, I I don't. TV show right now that you love to see every week. No, I don't really have one right now. Like they, I'm just saying that the if they're when you do. That's uh, that's that's what I'm saying with this show. I've noticed that a lot of the people who listen to this are very, very, very dedicated to the show. They actually get upset, like very upset, if we skip a week for whatever reason, even for a good reason. They they no matter how long the show is, they they want to hear more. Even if it's nine hours, they want to hear more. The some people who have discovered it in like this year have gone back and listened to the previous years. 
some people who have been here the whole time still go back to listen to old shows all the time. Uh, the, the dedication that has been expressed to me by a lot of the listeners surprises me, and, and even people who don't go that far with it, some of them really, really love the show. And it seems like we have a high percentage of those type of listeners, uh, a lot higher than I would think a lot of other internet radio shows do, where they have people that listen that enjoy it but aren't that excited to buy it. So even though our absolute numbers are, are lower than a lot of what other shows out Jews? there. Do we have a predominantly Jewish audience? No. No. It's, it's, uh, I, I don't think we really have that. We, we have some Jews that listen, but we, we really have a very, very dedicated fan base. In fact, I was thinking when I was, uh, you know, I've, I've thought about maybe we should get some sponsors on here as long as there's ones that I wouldn't worry about, you know, trying to dictate our content or whatever, or ones that I. Like who? Who would we even get to sponsor? Well, you know who the poker cast just got, right? What's the poker cast? I'm going to get depressed. Two poker no, I don't know. But you you can tell cast. me. I'm sure I'll get depressed, but tell me anyway. Did, I mean, should I not bring it up? No, go ahead. Go, ahead. go ahead. Talking about an ex-girlfriend or something? You're okay? No, I just it just depresses me when I think of how much money they Did make. They but go, go ahead. Get McDonald's? No. 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 Hold on. Don't tell me. you got one more guest. Uh, Gatorade? <laughs> no. No In-N-Out Burger either. No. All right. Who do they get? So, well, first, they get, they landed uh, Shark Scope. <sighs> Right, go on. Well, you know, so it used to be that. Uh, oh, you type in the name, it tells you their sit and goes or something. Right. So first they got Shark Scope, and actually prior to that, they had uh, the uh, PLO Quick Pro. Uh, Quick Pro? PLO Quick Pro. Oh. I haven't heard of them. No, they, they, they've been around for a while. John Bupre, you never heard of him? Nope. Okay. Uh, he, he's actually a really good guy, but uh, in, in any event, so. They've got Shark Scope now. They added them, and then a couple of weeks later, they added Run It Once. Jeez, you know I, I don't even know those. I know, I know, I know. Run It Once. I do they have any mainstream like like Snickers? No. Oh, come not on. going anywhere for a while. Oh, come on. No, but that, those are those are those are good sponsors. Still, what they got? You, look, I, I've considered the going around. Is all the sponsors are for all? It's all poker. They no one yeah, has anyone a, ever. Well, that's my question. Has anyone ever breached? The mainstream for a, a sponsorship. No, other than like ESPN, like series? a podcast. It's Remember so the World Series? They had the Jack Link's beef jerky. Well, yeah, no, the World Series has, but not not a podcast. Well, that's, what, then, I, no, that's what I'm asking. No, and that's that's different though, because a podcast is usually very very niche and very very focused. So, and, and the audience I isn't huge either. It to be in the industry for sure. Yeah, and so when you get fast food, you well, don't think our listeners like fast food. Well, let, let me tell you, Brandon. Here's what I, I think we actually could get. Sponsors and like, like for example, that that fail show that uh, Kate Hall and the other guy did, they had some sponsors and their, their show's over now. No. I was considering going back Are they and listen. Done? Really? Yeah, they're done. They ended like last month and nobody cared. Like two episodes. I never, yeah. you know, honestly, the only time I listened to it was when you played it. On yeah, it ended like a month ago and nobody cared. But I, I was thinking of going back and listening to what, what? sponsors they had and calling the, like calling them or emailing them because. One thing that can be said about this show, and honestly, not just like as a gimmick to try to get sponsors, is that we really do have a dedicated okay. listener base. Listen, hold on, hold on, hold the line there, boys. Just hear me out for one second. Okay, I think I really have the answer here. What are we known for more than anything? Uh, Joe Seabox Dick? No, no, but just what we the show every week. What is What is different about our show more so than any other poker podcast or even any other podcast that we produce the show during the show no, no, length, no. Length. there you go kiddo length okay 
Now what candy bar, okay, kind of promotes that kind of thing about if Charleston you're be, Chew. Nope. If you're gonna be somewhere for a long motherfucking time, tied up doing some shit. Gobstopper? Nope. Trader Ruski, tell them. What the fuck? Yes. Marv Snickers. Levy. Yep, exactly. Yes, Marv Snickers. Levy famously sat with the entire Buffalo Bills member back in the day mocking his own misfortune, not going anywhere for a while. PFA radio, and then a Snickers bar. <laughs> now, you do a 10-hour show. What do you got to do? You can't go out to eat. You can't, you know, cook up a stew. You take a Snickers bar, and then you can listen to PFA. Don't you guys? I mean, do you like it? Yeah. Well, call up and try to sell us to them. Well, Jeff, do you want to know the honest answer why you don't have sponsors and these other shows do? I, well, I think it's because I don't really try. No, I think the yes. honest answers were too offensive. Well, that, that too, but I think we also don't there, try. There, there is that part of it, but the other, the other part that is a very important part is that you don't have anyone who is canvassing and actively trying to get this stuff. And listen, sponsors don't just come to you. That's listen, not Callawat, the things that you're talking about now – yeah. Things we talked about 10 years ago, they're never going to yeah. change. There's never going to be. Now, if you want to go out and do, do that kind of work because you're smart with numbers and computers and no. emails and stuff, then, no. you know, of course, it would, we'd chop it up four ways or whatever. I'm more than happy with that. No, no, but no. I'm, not, things... I'm not saying I'm going to do it. I'm not <laughs> saying there's anything wrong with not doing it. I'm just but saying. We've that's, talked that's no, no, believe it or not, I know we've talked about it. I've, I've actually thought about this recently, especially for some reason that the Kate Hall podcast really resonated with me. Because like two plus two, I kind of dismissed like, oh, you know, they're better. Kate no, Hall. That, exactly. That's my whole point. Okay. Like the two plus two, I kind of dismissed as, okay, yeah, they're, they're bigger. They're better known. So of course they're getting sponsors. But then like, so what do you what, have to do? You just got to go deep in some tournament in the Bahamas and now everyone knows your name. Like who the hell is Kate no, Hall? No, that's my point is that, is that Kate Hall and, and this Dan O'Brien, they had some failed podcast that lasted like 27 minutes per episode. Dan O'Brien, he was a triathlon, right? Yeah. It was, it was just a, it, it was a dumb podcast and yet they had a few sponsors and they, and they had enough money to pay this, uh, idiot $600 a week to put together a 27 minute show and narrate it. So like, like I'm thinking, if we came to some sponsors, especially ones that we know already sponsor other shows, and say, look, not only do we have a, a, a listener base of about 1,500 people, which we do, but also very, very dedicated listeners, very dedicated who love the show so much, they don't just casually listen. They love it. They love it. They love it. If we were to promote no something. come near us, Druff. They're going to say, who the hell is Dan Druff? They don't know who no Dan Druff is. Brandon Gerson, who the hell? That's a crazy kid that got the watermelon shake in the hood. I want nothing to do with either one of them. Trader Ruski, he's the one that's with the herbal tea. They don't want nothing. They ain't going to touch us. It's a pipe dream. Some, uh, some, I'll, I'll no, tell you what, Druff. There could be, there could be some what, herbal Ruff. tea sponsors out there just waiting. That's true. No, I'm just we, we have we have proof of, that herbal tea can put someone to sleep, even with a bunch of guys blaring in your ear and playing sound effects. I think that would be a very useful uh, promotional tool for whatever tea he drinks. I mean, how much you've been making off that Amazon banner now all these years? Let's be honest. <laughs> oh, boy. No, like uh, it's it's millions. It's it's actually less than a hundred dollars a year. That's what's sad. So, Druff, I mean, you know, and we could talk about this some other time because I don't want to bore people about it. But I, I guarantee you that your reach is broader than fifteen hundred people. I guarantee it. I don't think so. I guarantee. I think it. we get maybe eighty people on a good day. No, no, no. We're not talking about we're not talking about live. We're saying that it, within like two weeks of the of the broadcast. Calawat, expand on that statement. What do you mean? How can you? Brandon, I already, I already, I already, I already analyzed it, and and I got that it was at least about fifteen hundred. Calawat, what do you yeah. mean by your statement, please? I, I, you know, just how could, 
Tell us, tell me. Without looking at any numbers and just kind of by, you know, who I know and who knows it and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> I, I would pretty much guarantee that your reach is broader than that. It, um, go ahead. Yeah, no, it might be. You know, Brandon, I don't know. You may not have been here for the episode I talked about it. I actually, I was so curious about it because of the stuff that came out about 2 plus 2 that I actually dug into the server logs and and started analyzing it. At first, I'm like, I saw this shocking number like uh, – yeah, like seventeen thousand. I go. There's no way we have seventeen thousand right. listeners. So then I, I, I actually uh, wrote a little routine to throw out all the duplicate IPs. So like, if the same person either listens several times or, or, or downloads it in, in, in spurts or whatever, that that makes it keep appearing separate downloads. Right. It, it it took it down, and then adding the Stitcher numbers and TuneIn numbers, I added it all together, and. Uh, it came up with about fifteen hundred, but it, it's an inexact number. But it's at least around there. It's it's, it's it was not less than that. Yeah, I, I would be surprised if it was just that. And you know, we we would have to look into it more. But I mean, in, in any event, you know, regardless of what that number is. Um, now, what about when Druff banned the whole country of Mexico? How did that impact us? I, I think we lost. I think we lost about three people. We're not we're not big in Mexico, fortunately. Like if we banned uh, Minnesota or or we banned. Uh, California or, or uh, New York, we might have a problem, but banning me- Mexico was okay. But I mean, you well, got to understand that what it really takes in order to get sponsors is actual real work, trying to court them and yeah, it it really it really does it and show them have a nice uh, you know presentation package that you deliver to them and you know here are the people that we reach and hear their demographics and all this kind of stuff. And where we we're, right where we have something yeah. where we have a strength here. Is that number of number one a very loyal fan base, many of whom just really really love the show, and number two, because this this is a show that talks a lot about about poker fraud and things like that. A lot of people listen because they trust us, and they they know we're not going to steer them to things that are 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 bad companies or dangerous for them. That they know. That we're going to stand behind what we're promoting, and that means a lot to people. Like the Wang Chung Casino in, Mich- in uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. Then we're not going to see, oh, it's see the chunky hose. The chunky hose casino. Yeah, we're not going to do that. So they, I think, honestly, if I had a company having to, you know, selling some kind of product, I, now I wouldn't pay a ton of money because our listener base isn't big enough. But I would pay. I, I would consider advertising here, knowing that if people heard. Me and you, Brandon, uh, promoting something and saying we believed in it, that, that there'd probably be some people who would, uh, who that would resonate with. Right. What about the continent of Australia? If we ban that continent, how many would we lose? I don't, I haven't broken it down by country. We would lose some. We have some Australian listeners. It's most of our listeners. The tire shops. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they hung out at a Vegas tire shop, but it was. I mean, the main, the main thing is that this is not a job for, Druff, right? I mean, you do this because you like to do it. Now, if you wanted to turn it into a job where you would actually work to promote the show and you would work to get sponsors and all that kind of stuff, I, I think you probably could. But it it requires turning it into a job. Yeah, and and, and it would. You might not want to do that. but it's not even you know. But there's also things I think that could be done to get traffic. Right, Druff, Druff could challenge uh, Adelman to a five million dollars. <laughs> that'll get a bunch of publicity, and then you know, and then I think it's just getting a price sheet. To get yeah, I, I should do that. I, sh- I should contact the news organizations that cover the Brian Rast and say, you know what, screw that cheapskate Brian Rast. Uh, he's challenging two million. Yeah. Uh, I- I'm going to up it 
to five million, and then uh, then we can get in a bidding war. But here, yeah. here's the, the the thing, though, and Traderuski, I mean, you know, hopefully you, if you don't agree with me, maybe at least understand. I mean, there there is a serious danger in turning a hobby that you really enjoy into a business um, because you, you may not enjoy it anymore. You know? No, for sure. But I think there's also the in between because yeah. it's also right. He could have a, you know, we could put together a couple of packages, you know. Right. Two thousand, a thousand, five hundred. You know, right. just and then grow it slowly. It, you know, it's just something so that way there's some money coming in, right? And it's not, you know, it's, so it doesn't have to be a full blown business. I agree with you about that, but I think there's also ways to just bring in some money. Right. Not, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm think actually I have a better idea. It's something to expand upon what you were saying about the thing with uh, Sheldon Adelson. Forget five million. I'm going to go on record saying that I challenge Sheldon Adelson to a heads-up poker match for one million. Oh, no, that's that. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. That was a. <laughs> I... No, I, it was it was supposed to be a hundred billion dollars. One hundred billion. billion. It, like... it didn't it didn't work. <laughs> when Wendy's remodeled their grill, that yeah, didn't work. <laughs> no, but anyway, I mean, the reason why I'm saying that I, I think 1500 is probably extremely low. Um, well, maybe not extremely, but it sounds low. It's just kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of colloquial evidence that, you know, I know, I've known people I've known for quite some time that have come up to me and said, oh, you know, I heard you on the show. And I'm like, I had no idea that you even listened or even knew what it was, you know? Wait, who's telling you about this colloquial evidence? Well, I, I got a, a I don't even know what colloquial evidence means. What does colloquial <laughs> evidence mean? That's a big motherfucking <laughs> Colloquial on, evidence. I'm at the bottle of my bottom of wine. Trader Ruski, do you know about any colloquial word. evidence, buddy? Be honest. Trader Ruski? Yeah, no, I, I think that... Uh... You know, I think that it's very sticky, which okay. is good. So mm. if I'm a sponsor too, then they'd work with us to promote to get more people in because we know yeah. once they're here, they stay here. So that's part of the. So Trader Ruski is your first too. sponsor. Congratulations, so, guys! Tell what? Where have you been that people have told you they listen to the show? I got a I got a, a buddy of mine that I've known for quite some time. Um, who I've played poker with around here who, you know, when I came on and hosted a couple of times, I had talked to him in like a year. He sent me a message. He's like, oh, hey, you know, I heard you on the show. And I'm like, I had no idea that you even knew about this show, wow. you know? And he liked it. He had good things to say. Yeah, he's been listening to it for years. Well, yeah, he, he must not. He must not hate it too much. Heard, if... You've never heard from him. He probably never posts. There, you know? There's a number. Of, yeah, there's a number of people who come out just like after years and say, I've been listening a very long time. I've just never contacted you. And like I, I constantly get these people. So I mean, drop this fifteen hundred. You're probably just basing that on accesses to the RSS feed or something, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, There's I, more to it than that, right? I mean, much more colloquial evidence. evidence. Well, yeah. The, the thing is, there, yeah. there there are ways that I, I that people can listen that I can't count that right. that uh, may push that higher. But anyway, well, how uh, would we do a census? We we can't really. But uh, well, what if we said everyone, please? How about this? They won't. They won't. You can say it. They're not going to do it. How do you know that, though? Because our listeners are lazy. Okay. Well, listen, <laughs> guys. For the colloquial evidence, text just me fo- at just, or just follow. Just follow somebody's Twitter feed. That's easy. No, but then we get the, the Twitter bots. Colloquial evidence. 
Text me at 203-299-2436. That's 203-299-2436. And just type in the word colloquial evidence. Colloquial. Okay? Colloquial evidence. And if you've already texted me other stuff, then don't worry about it. Don't mess with it. I actually hope you get 1,500 different people texting you. But uh, the, the truth is most people aren't going to do it. Even even though you think they will, you think they'll go, oh, I want to listen, i got to do that. Most people are just going to go, no, I, I don't need to. I don't feel like See, it. I'm getting, I'm getting a text now from the, what's the 902? I think that's North Carolina. I'll, this is from the, the Vegas vacation. I have some of that yellow and don't get cheap on me now. <laughs> <laughs> from Vegas vacation. And that was that was that was uh, first time person. Anyhow, yeah, that's the number. Text me and just how do you say it? Collo- colloquial. Yeah, colloquial evidence. I mean, I don't know what that. Means. Okay, so let, let's uh, let's see what else we got here. We we. But, but listen, guys. I mean, before you go kind of crazy with stuff, I mean, understand that the the poker environment these days is very different. It's not like you know when you guys did. Never win poker, and people were just dumping money left and right. No, I know it's, it's tough. not happening. That's why I was thinking of targeting like sponsors of that I've seen do other shows, and just say, "Look, you know, I'm not trying to steal you, but if you want to do another show sponsorship, here, here's our situation, and just lay it down for them honestly, not not try to be gimmicky or sell things that aren't really true. Just just tell them honestly what the situation is, and uh, see if they go for it. And of course, you don't need every one of them to say yes. You just need a small percentage. I, I, I was thinking so of we doing. We don't it. even talk just poker. It's Oh, there we go. I got one right now. They're, they're starting to come in, guys. <laughs> the colloquial. And these are just the live listeners. So wait till the archives get downloaded tomorrow when people are at work for Friday. This is from the uh, seven. I want to hear Mason Malamuth say colloquial. Oh, but I know who this is. But he's a he's a good kid. Danzo types colloquial. C O L O K I E L. Evidence. Oh, Shout on. out to Danzo. You're a good okay. kiddo. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> This is a case. This is a, a story that probably won't excite Brandon very much, but uh, the, there's an insider trading case against uh, former Amaya CEO David Bezoff, who stepped down because of this insider trading case, and it looks like he, he's guilty of sin. It really looks like he is someone get a slap on the wrist. Well, maybe not. The story they're, they're... of how he built that company up is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It is. What was it? Uh, tanning it's salon like a or something? Parlor. Yeah, like a tanning salon. Yeah, and it's so ridiculous. it is ridiculous. And so, first of all. There are stories that Bezoff and others, and this doesn't have to do with the indictment, but there are stories that... five colloquial. <laughs> They're coming in. These are all people I've never heard of, Drop. So that may, you maybe you're going to believe lazy. us now. I'm just saying. I said, the, what, what area code is that? What? You didn't tell me which one it is. It was... Uh, hold on. I'm going back. It was... I've never heard from this person ever. 480. Colloquial. Oh, that's, that's, uh, that's Arizona. That's, that's Arizona. Okay, and I'm saying I've honestly I've saved every message I've ever gotten on my call to listen line, so I know that if it's someone who's messaged me before, you know, like Danzo, before eight O's never come through. All right, seven three four has never come through. Nine o two's never come through. That's three people right there, and you say they're lazy. I bet I can get twenty colloquials before <laughs> colloquials. We even. Okay, right. okay. Let, let's get back I'm to the. You, you can update me as this goes on here. I'm uh, a colloquial tilt. So, Here's another one. I'm not kidding you. I know, but, but I, we're not going to get I, the show done here. I we can't. We can't keep talking about this. Like this. I, but, but let me know when you get a few. Though, otherwise, we're never going to get done here. FTP Jesus never texts me in his life. Here's a clue. Well, we know. Him. We know he listens. Though that's not even. But, all right. Okay. So so anyway, uh, bet on USA. Have you ever heard of them uh, from a long time ago? Probably, maybe, maybe not. Uh, yeah, these all sound the same. It was a sports book that stiffed everybody for at least a million dollars. 
I thought it was like a Trump campaign or something. That maybe that's who owns it now. But anyway, that's a seriously serious song. <laughs> that, I think that was that was uh, something in the USA. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Bet on USA was a sports book that stiffed everybody for over a million bucks about ten years ago, and supposedly Bezov was one of the owners there. Bezov also supposedly owned OddsMaker.com, so he's owned a number of fail sites that have screwed people. They built up Amaya from like a tanning salon. It was amazing yeah, how it, it, most bizarre story. It, it rose up, and it seems like there's a lot of shady origins to the whole thing. It, it, it looks like the company that bought Poker Stars from the Scheinbergs is, is really, really very shady. Bezos is shady himself. He he, uh, he he resigned under pressure because of the insider trading charges against him. What has just come out five days ago was that it was found that. Uh, in exchange for insider information that he made kickback arrangements as far as the profits they make for the insider trading. So, like, you give me information, and whatever profits I make from this, I give you 10%. They, they found communication. Have you ever in your life, either one of you, all three of you, have any of you ever made kickbacks to anyone? Not like that. Druff, have you ever made a true, actually, kickback? Like an illegal kickback? Oh, are they legal kickbacks? Well, yeah, there's commission. That's what, that's what affiliates are. The, the affiliates get kickbacks. It's just those are right, legal. Have you ever made an illegal kickback in your life? You don't have to give any more information about no. it. No, I'm not going to ask. No, drugs. No, no, I haven't. In fact, I, I've gotten angry about kickback situations that I've run into. Like, for example, a, a common kickback scheme in Las Vegas is the tow truck in a apartment complex kickback scheme, where this is very common in Vegas, where these uh, apartment complex managers who are not very well paid uh, make agreements with tow truck companies to report any car with the slightest violation and get them towed, and then they get a kickback of the money the person pays to get their car back. So, for example, they 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 technically have a law in in Nevada that uh, a com- a car without current registration tags can be considered abandoned. So it's ridiculous. Let's say your your tags show they expire in August 2016. On September 1st. That car can be considered abandoned, even if it's actively driven, even if it's it's still warm from being driven the night before. It, it can be considered abandoned because its registration is not current. So they actually have the legal right to have a tow truck patrol the lot and tow any car that has registration that's not current. So the, why why do they agree to this? Why do the apartment managers screw up screw over their tenants this way? Because they get kickbacks, and uh, this goes on all the time in Vegas. It's gone on in apartment complexes that like I lived the strip in. Strip clubs with the taxi cab drivers, giving them kickbacks. That's actually illegal. That's legal. What they do? Well, I'm just still a kickback. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. There's a difference in the legal and the illegal. Yeah, the the uh, yeah, that's legal with with this. That's interesting with the taxi drivers, where they actually get paid to bring people down to the strip clubs. And it's funny because they get paid enough to where you can actually often negotiate with these taxi drivers that either. They drive you there for free or even pay you to drive you there. Yeah, I remember them taking us there for free. Yeah, there's even some – like it it was funny because someone I know actually got offered money to be driven. At first he was like, hey, I can drive to the strip club for 20 bucks. The guy's like, no, no, I don't want to go. He's like, all right, I'll drive you for free. He's like, no, no, that's all right. He's like, all right, last offer. This was a big uh, group of guys. We probably should have negotiated it, but we could have gotten paid. (laughs) He said, okay, okay, fine. I'll give you 20 bucks as most I can. The guy's like, no, I really don't want to go to the strip club. He's like uh, (laughs) – 
So they were, they were going to pay him as, as much as 20 bucks to go down there. So they, they, they get pretty big kickbacks at some of these clubs. But anyway, yeah, there was some kickback situation with, uh, David Bezoff where he was getting information, uh, insider information that he was using to, uh, for insider trading and giving kickbacks of about 10% to those who provided the information, which I actually think is not a very good kickback. But they found evidence of that. And some of this has to do with the takeover of, of the rational group, which was the, Former owners of poker stars. So that's the, this guy's uh, really in hot water. And, uh, these, these kickback allegations were recently revealed by the Autorite de Marche Financier, which is that's the French for the authority of kickbacks. Pretty much. Yeah. And it's yeah. known as the AMF in Quebec. They're the ones who, uh, manage financial matters in Quebec. And they're the ones who are bringing charges against, uh, David Bezoff. So he's kind of in hot water here. And this, this is, this was the guy who was uh, leading poker stars for quite some time until he was finally forced to resign. So that is not a very uh, reputable company that took over there. And if the poker stars of today doesn't quite seem like the one that you're used to, there's a reason for it. It's not. Yeah, that whole the whole background of the company that they built up uh, and ended up being Amaya. I mean, it's going to be a movie someday. I mean, it was just. I read a little and bit. And Leonardo of Caprio will play uh, Bezoff. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe. But that actually is, wouldn't be a bad choice. He kind of looks like him. Bizarre. He kind of. That's a good choice, Brandon. They, they should. Yeah. It actually. Yeah. You know, I would love to know the full story of how it rose from a like yeah. a tanning a local tanning salon to owning a company like Poker Stars. It's crazy. Play genie, maybe like Bette Midler. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, just because yeah. Bette Midler's older, or genial, they don't really look alike. I mean, they're Jewish and older, yes, but uh, you know, they don't. Oh, kind of. I, I guess I'm. You know what? Maybe because if maybe Bette Midler dyed her hair to genie's color, maybe. And my my understanding is that the Canadian authorities, you know, all due respect to them, are are quite a bit more lax compared to the SEC. Yeah, uh, so he may get, he may get off. So who would play you in well, the? No, movie no, 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 no. The fact, no, I'm saying drop. Just the fact that they even are investigating him and bringing him up on charges is like a big thing because they, they pretty much just let shit go. Oh, so you're saying you think that they are going to drop the hammer because because they're actually taking action. It, it must be blatant. It looks yeah. pretty blatant from everything I've read. And, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. you know... Uh, is he on house arrest now? Are there any restrictions? It was travel. I don't know. He to a lot of bail. I, I'm not sure. I just know that this they, they have... This is a fraud channel. How do we not know this? That hasn't really been reported. It's just that he's facing these charges. He doesn't seem to be running anywhere, but it seems like he's in bad shape. And in fact, he he actually resigned as being the CEO for that reason. So they, you know, he'll probably be living on an island in the Caribbean at some point. You know, I'm sure he's got money. The thing I've learned is with all these kind of cases, specifically with rich people, seems like they're just going to make him pay a real hefty fine. Yeah, and that'll be the end of it. Maybe. You're right. some assets. He's not going to prison. Maybe. It, I, I'm not sure about this 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 uh, AMF in Quebec, what their focus is. In the U.S., they definitely love to do that where they make the rich people cough up a very, very large fine and then just uh, they get to brag about all the money they got to put in government coffers at the expense of criminals and then the criminal does you know, avoids prison. And it's not fair, but that's, that's the, I don't know if that's, if the Quebec handles it the same way. They and, might. And the criminal is going to abscond with enough money to live better than – Almost anyone else. Right. That's what's so frustrating about it. If you would have pulled this same kickback, illegal corrupt shit in North Korea, they would have hung him in the square, I bet. (laughs) Well, now I know why certain people are obsessed with North Korea that Mm -hmm. uh, we know. So uh, 
Poker star. Speaking of poker stars, so you're saying that our listeners stay away from him? Yes. Okay. So speaking okay. of poker stars, I always found their VIP scheme to be frustrating because of it, it turns something that gave you a lot of freedom, and that is being a professional poker player, where you can play for a while, not play for a while. And I'll be honest, since I've been playing on Bovada to to make money in the last few years, I've been taking breaks. I, I sometimes will get burned out on it or I'll be running bad for a while and lose my confidence and I'll say, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to take a break. And I take a break. In fact, earlier this year, I was running well and took a break. I just got tired of it. I just played too much and I got burnt out and I took a break. And the good news was... How long was, are your breaks on average? You know, recently, I've been making... In recent years, I've had some breaks as long as three months. Uh, in the past, I never braked more than like three weeks, but... Uh, if I'm running badly, I break longer than if I'm running well. If I'm running well, I just need to – I'm kind of excited to get back to what now, I just – what do you do? Are you like a seasonal person then? You just hoard the money and use that to live on or do you have some other kind of hobbies or how do you survive? I survive, okay. I don't want to get into all that. But it's, it's, I'm saying do you have any – when you're not playing poker, is there any other income or any other business or anything else you're doing to generate income or is it just stri- – because, you know, listen, I you don't have to answer if you don't want, but sometimes people will say to me, does Druff still make money on poker with no poker stars? How does he sustain his lifestyle? Oh yeah, I have been. I've I've made money on Bovada, a lot of money over the years. But uh, uh, you know, so like, I guess what I'm saying is, remember you talked about the one show you may retire from poker. Yeah. If that happened, what would that, I mean? Would you go get a job then? Like no, no. There's other there's other things I have going on. I don't really talk okay. about out here. Okay, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Okay. So, so anyway, the, the uh, so so. Anyway, going back to the situation with poker, it, it was very frustrating with the Poker Stars VIP club in that you'd sometimes get to feel like it was a job because if you took any significant time off, it would affect your status. Now, if you got all the way up to Supernova, then at least you had the whole year to re-earn the status, but only partially because if you had Supernova status for a year, for a particular year, once the next year comes, you only have two months left. To re to, to re earn it at a certain pace, you have to fully earn it. But unless you play a certain amount, your supernova goes away too. At the, starting the beginning of the year, like start at the end of February, if you haven't played a certain amount, they take that away too. So it was always kind of job like, where you just could not like you couldn't say I'm going to go away for a few months and be okay and come back to but the that right. That was their brilliance of why they set it up the way they. Well, did. I know, I know they do. Just I'm just saying mentally, you know. Make people feel like the way you're describing. Yeah, I'm. Ju- I'm just saying. I know that, and that, that was smart in a way. But uh, on the it's other, it's like you go to the local sandwich shop and you have five more sandwiches for your free one, and you're burnt out. You don't even like your sandwiches anymore, but you're so determined to get that free sandwich because you're more closer to getting it than you're not. No, I just. Uh, you know what? I, I. I'm not even like that. I just. I'll just mm-hmm. do it at whatever pace it happens. In fact, that I have whatever time until the place goes out of business to redeem this, but. Or to, to earn it, but with Poker Stars, I remember it. I remember like going, "Oh, I don't really feel like playing, but I don't want to lose my Platinum Star." It was, it was, and I knew what they were doing. I knew I was playing right into their hands. But uh, if you don't, you're really losing out on value with with the effective rakeback, which was important. So this went on, and in fact, not only did they do it, but other companies that would develop VIP programs. Because poker Stars pretty much was the pioneer of uh, online poker VIP programs. Other VIP programs, including the legal ones in Nevada and New Jersey, copied this scheme. And it was even dumber for them because all they were doing like Nevada is punishing the people who didn't live there. That would come out like and play when they were on vacation. 
but then go back to wherever they lived or they couldn't play anymore, and then their status would go away. So I always said that was really dumb for them to do. At least on Poker Stars, their customers could, could play uh, consistently. I got screwed also. I always talked about this, and I still am irritated by it. I got screwed by about two, $2,000 or more in FPP redemptions because when Black Friday happened, I happened to be taking one of those breaks, and my status fell back to Bronze Star. So I had, I had earned Supernova the previous year, and then I took a break. So I, I just, I hadn't played in 2011. I just, I just had not played, or if I played, it was very little. I was still Bronze Star in, in, on April 15, 2011. Yet in December of the previous year, in 2010, I was Supernova. So it was, in fact, I was Supernova all the way up to February 28, 2011. So it was really annoying to me because the amount, the rate they allowed me to convert my FPPs was based on my current level, not the level I had at, you know, not how much I had attained during my lifetime on Poker Stars or even my recent play on Poker Stars, only what I was at that moment, which really pissed me off. And Jeff, by the way, Kalawa is going to be tapping out, so okay. you should at least give him a proper. Okay, plan. well, uh, Kalawa, uh, I know this was not a very profitable show for you, but uh, thank you for joining us. Yeah, no worries, man. I'm gonna. And I saw your uh, thing in the chat. He sent us a link for Humberto Brennis. He uh, over six million dollars in tournament wins. Which is pretty strong, considering a lot of it was back before the boom. Um, yeah. So okay, well, thank right, you, thank you, you guys. Kyle. Keep talking. Thanks for having me on. I'm gonna listen while I slobber on my pillow. All right, very good, beautiful. All right, good night. Good night. Trader Risky outlasted you too. What okay. kind of odds could you lay on that? Damn one? it, Kalo, <laughs> oh, what kind of man are you? You man or mouse? You want to stay now? I can't believe you have to stay. Well, now. no, no. Calwatt needs to move to. He actually needs to move to San Francisco. Then he'd last three more hours. That's that's the problem here. It's the East Coast problem. Okay, all right, all right. I'm tapping out too. Oh no, 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 no! You win. You win. Good night, guys. All right, good night. Okay, Trader Risky, you win this one week. Congratulations. So, anyway, I was annoyed by this. It was very arbitrary what they did. I got screwed by the. The arbitrary and capricious, correct. And I got screwed out. I got screwed by twenty-two. I think twenty-two hundred dollars. I was really annoyed by it. And uh, so, anyway, the reason I'm talking about this now is Poker Stars has decided that they are going to end this. They're done with a monthly VIP program. Not sure why, but th- this is their statement. Uh, they said a key challenge with the current reward system is that player progress resets each month. While that's great for those that play the most, the vast vast majority of our players only play intermittently, and casually resetting VIP progress each month can make it a tough reward system for those players to engage with. So at some point during 2017, we will make the switch from our current monthly status to one that is more personalized to your recent gaming activity and player profile. Now, that what does that mean? Nobody knows. Uh, Personalized to your recent gaming activity and player profile. I think... I, I, there's a lot of things they could do there, but what what they're clearly doing here is trying to find a way to reward players who play regularly, but not super regularly. Ones that take breaks, ones that play a lot and stop, and then play again a few months later. They don't want those people to feel left behind, whereas the the grinders who play every day get everything. So I, I think, again, this is something to reach out In to. In Nevada, the cat- we have this law for the students. It's called No Child Left Behind. What does that have to do with this? Nothing. It's actually a federal law, and it's a stupid law, too. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, no, but I understand. You should not have pressure to have to play just to retain your loyalty. Yeah, and I, I think this is all part of the 
realization they've been making over there that the grinders are players they'd really rather not have or need anymore and that that's who this loyalty program is benefiting because they are there every day and the casual players who will play a bunch and then stop probably because they're fish and they lose their money and they don't want to reload for a while they are getting the fewest rewards so they're saying "Why, why are we giving the fewest rewards to the ones we really want on the site and we're giving the most rewards to the grinders that we really would care not to have here. That, that's really what they're saying if you read between the lines. They finally realized who they're, who's getting the most benefit out of this. So when they say personalize your recent gaming activity and player profile, I think what they're trying to say is, and we'll see if this is true, if we've determined that you're a fish and you're depositing a lot and you're losing a lot, we're going to give you nice rewards. And if you're a grinder who's cashing out all the time, we're going to give you shit. I think they're trying to say that. In fact, Bovada, and in fact, even when they were Bodog, years ago, I'd probably say six years ago or so, switched to this model where they were eliminating rewards, eliminating rake back for grinders, and they were giving great bonuses and other perks to those who were constantly depositing and losing, knowing that those were the players that were really making the site money. So they've been doing this for years over on Bodog Bovada, and I think Poker Stars is finally realizing, hey, we're, give, we're, 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 we're we are rewarding the wrong people. We are giving out our rewards to those who would be here anyway, and to those we'd rather not have here. So, Brandon, do you think that's probably true? Yes, I, I agree with you. Actually, one hundred percent. Yeah. So that's, and you know, the players who complain about this. Uh, you do have to understand. I know it's crappy as a player, and if I were a Poker Stars player still, I would be annoyed by this and not happy. But much like when it happened on Bodog Bodog. Well, you know, sorry, I, let me say one thing. Excuse me for interrupting. When I did play on Stars, and I was kind of like you as well. Not not that I'd take breaks, but I'd put in a lot of heavy volume, and then you know, and then take like a smallish break and not play at all. Or, you know, back and forth. But I never really concerned myself with that mental aspect of having to play a certain number of hours or chasing it. Like, if I hit it, I did. If I didn't, or if it was in reason, I would. But I never, you know what I mean? I never, like, made that any sort of uh, focus point or focal point on how much time or hours. I only, you know, dictated playing on how I felt. You know, if I was up, I wasn't going to keep playing. You know, if I was up and, you know, tired or up and just, you know, won enough or down and, and lost too much, you know, that was really the criteria that I used to determine my Well, yeah, I mainly – I never I'm, got caught up in it, I guess is what I'm saying. I should say I didn't get too caught up, but at the same time I was aware of it and was getting irritated when I when it, it – uh, I was afraid I'd lose the status. And sometimes that would influence a little bit uh, when I choose to play. What was the status you mainly had again? I forget all the names they had. So I mainly – I never got to Supernova Elite. In fact, uh, I'll give you a trivia – a Poker Stars High Limit trivia question from Limit Hold'em. In the Limit Hold'em world of the, the High Limit players, and, and you know of this person, who is the only one that I know of of like the Limit Hold'em High Limit players so that's the only thing they played that made Supernova Elite at one point? Is it someone I know just from like – Playing them or watching them or someone I personally know? Yeah, I don't think you personally know them very well, but you definitely know of them and, and have met them. I'm pretty sure you've met them. In person? Yeah. Crazy Mike? In, in, you know what? I take that back. You may or may not have met them. I, I have many times, but I, I'm assuming you have. Maybe you haven't. It's not Crazy Mike then. No. Okay. Um, let me hold them. Someone who's there like all the time, obviously. It's not the guy that lived in Alaska, is it? No. Not Quaternion. No. 
Um, Peachy? No, it wasn't Peachy. No, Peachy, Peachy didn't play that. Um, it was, one it was... more guess. I may have may not have met them. Limit Hold'em only. So I know it's just going to kill me because I will know it, of course. You, you, as soon as I tell you, you'll be... You'll okay, be... you know what? Matt, uh, somebody? Who? Is it Matt? Uh... No, it wasn't Matt anything. Matt Haralinko is thinking. Of no, it wasn't Hoss TV. Would, no. would it give me? Would it give it away if I asked you to tell me what state they lived in? Yeah, they lived in California. Oh, that's not going to help too much. California wasn't Dustin. Nope. I know. I mean, I know it, it was someone who was. It. Yeah, I'll give you another hint. It was not someone who was necessarily known as someone killing the games. There wasn't I, the person wasn't losing, but it was not someone who was killing the games. Just someone who was just ever present there. It was a male or female. Well, that's gonna really give it away. It's female. Was it what's her name? Uh, Poker Snoopy. It's Poker Snoopy. Yes. I've, I've met Millie. I've met her yeah, about you, fifteen times. That's, I, I thought you probably met her. I, just, I, I haven't been present. She when actually met didn't. Her. She well, when I knew her, she lived in Vegas. So maybe she moved, or she was moving back and forth. Yeah, she actually probably moving back and forth. She, she, she I, lived I've in uh, Mil, Milpitas, uh, California. That I mean, I thought of that. Any that's why I said male or female. That was gonna be my guess. But yeah, okay. You threw me off because when you said you don't know for you think maybe I met them. I've, I've met her a lot. Okay, but I, I had I had never been present ago. when you've met her, so I thought you probably had. But remember my phone. But yeah, okay. Yeah, that she she told me. I, I saw her. There, she was there all the time, Poker Snoopy. So I, I finally asked her when I saw her at the Bellagio. I said, "Did you make Supernova Elite?" And she just she says she just made it in like December. It's very hard she to make it in the whole three games of one hundred, two hundred at the same time. Yes. I mean, she and like all day and all night. Yeah. Well, you know what? I always thought she was playing with her husband too, and they were switching off. To be honest, they may have been. Because it's just how can someone how can some human play that? Yeah, I know they were there all day and all night. Yeah, her, for, for those of you that don't know, her husband was vegan boy on there. Well, I think they got divorced though too. I think they did. Yeah. Yeah. So We're friends on, uh, I think it was MySpace for a while, or well, I don't think. Oh, anyhow, you know, you know, vegan boy used to be uh, Doctor Dumbass on Paradise. Do you remember him? Yes, I do. I did not know who that. Yeah, was. Yeah. In fact, Doctor Dumbass hated me. Me and him used to talk so much shit to each other. Wow. Well. Oh, who is that? Is that kind of an older couple? I mean, maybe in their 50s? No, they're around my age. Okay. Yeah, they're not the, they're, they, they were uh, married for, I think they did get a divorce, but yeah, it was, it was an Asian couple, and, uh, uh, so that, uh, Millie Shu is her name, Poker Snoopy, and uh, she probably was sharing the account with her husband somewhat, because yeah, she was really there all day and all night. It was amazing. It was like every time I a game went. Did you know that she won a bracelet? No, when did she win a bracelet? In the women, the women's uh, it was a women's event. She won the, the World mil- Series for some reason. I didn't know that. Oh, I'm gonna go back and look. It was on TV because she was like three handed with Karina Jett. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. They they stole. Well, they used to show it. Let's see. And uh, it's S H I U. Yeah, I, I will say whenever I've seen Millie, she's always been nice. She's always been uh, very nice. And whatever person. happened to her? I stopped seeing her years ago. I don't see her even when I'm out. You know, I haven't seen her much recently either. Yeah, I don't know she's if she's something else. Maybe. Let's see what it. Oh no, I, I stand corrected. She finished second. It was. I don't even know if this is. Does this even count as an open? I thought it was first. Does this even count as an open bracelet? In two thousand four, there's a WSOP one thousand dollar ladies limit hold'em event. <laughs> that's that's not even an open event, even if it ladies anything. But they don't. But don't don't they give a bracelet still, or they don't? Yeah, they do. But it just. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't really count. I didn't even remember that. They used to have limit. Can you imagine that? <laughs> where they had just a ladies' event, but not only was it just a ladies' event, but it was all, only limit hold'em. Wow. Her last event that she cashed in was 2015 in the 
ladies. Yeah, you know what? I, I I'll take that back. I do see her at the World Series. Not all the time. I do. I have seen her around at the World Series, so I think she still plays. But I I, I haven't seen her at cash games very much. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, they're getting back to poker stars. They they've decided they're gonna change this, and uh, yeah, it's just it's part of the whole thing. I, I don't even. As long as I wasn't happy about what they did to the Supernova Elite, so they went back on the promises. But provided you're not going back on promises or or degrading benefits people have already earned, provided it's all new going forward, they can do what they want, and they have to do what's best for the company. They they don't owe anything to the poker world. I hate people who think that the poker sites owe them something. They don't. They don't owe you anything. You don't owe them anything. They don't owe you anything. Thing I think. What? I said, except for honesty. Right, right. I agree. They, they, they have to treat you fairly. They have to be. I, I as I said, I, I criticize poker stars for the way they handled the FPP cash outs and Black Black Friday because they they weren't honest and uh, and uh, they they were very arbitrary and screwed people. But I I will say that as you know, as long as they're honest, as long as they're fair, if they make new policies going forward that are play unfriendly to certain players, too bad. That's that's their business model. They don't owe you anything, and you also don't owe them anything. There's it's a, it doesn't matter if if uh, you have somewhat of a symbiotic relationship. It it doesn't matter. No one owes each other anything. And just like you can quit any time from there and they can't have any expectation you keep playing there or they can't expect that you advertise them for free or anything like that, you also can't expect that they make business policies that are favorable towards you unless you've, they've already promised you something and go back on it. If they've promised you something or implied a promise and go back on it like they did with the Supernova Elite people, uh, that controversy last year, then I'm, I'm fully on your side. But uh, – Policies going forward, whatever they are, they can do. And if you don't like it, then don't play there. It's that simple. So uh, I once ordered a computer from their store. What was the best thing you ever ordered redeeming your uh, FPPs? Did you ever buy anything? I you know I I did. I ended up just as far as I, I bought things. Like I even have a, a a bag I still use when I travel. Yeah, I, those are all cheap things. Everyone did that. Yeah, I know. Like, but, like you could get big screen TVs. No, no, I never got anything big. I start. I, I start. I determined that these weren't a good value, so I started just. Right. Uh, I, I just got those bonuses. Okay. But I probably, I probably would have been better off getting those because I got screwed at the end with the value. I was hoarding my FPPs, thinking they'd be worth one point six cents each, and then they, they weren't. Because what did they, you lose at the end, dollar wise? Like twenty two hundred dollars. Oh, yikes! Yeah, it really got me angry. That's enough to be angry about. Yeah, and and what also pissed me off is they blame the government. They said, oh, it's the government's fault. They're the, they said this. we have to do it this way. That's not true. What really happened was Poker Stars went to the government and said, this is our scheme to redeem FPPs. Will you approve it? And the government's like, whoa, you're redeeming FPPs? That's more than we were expecting. All right, cool. We approve it. That, that's what the government said to them. The government didn't mandate that they uh, the way well, they so do this things. This is a thing, and I'm not – I'm just telling you what I know. You know, take it with a grain of salt. I obviously goes without saying know somebody yeah. that has been a part of the Poker Stars family for a long time that's had both on the record and off the record conversations with me that's met the owner uh, and his son many 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 times knows the owner on a first name basis and even off the record which would be fine for me to say on the record now this person's expressed to me that these two people, or the family in general, treated all their employees amazingly. They yeah, I heard beyond, that too. I heard that too. Beyond what any other company, you know, realistically would do, to the point that they were probably hemorrhaging money. And most companies would be like, "This is excessive," like in, in how they treat their employees. And this person has also stated to me, again off the record, with with you know no ulterior motive, that she believed that honesty, integrity, like in the way they handle things and did their 
business dealings was more important to them than making money. Like they wanted to do things the right way. There was so much money to go around that they shared. So I'm just saying like when you do say that, who knows? Maybe there is. Is there a small chance that they were telling the truth, that the government no, did say no, that? No, no, they're, they're not. Because it seems odd to me that a company that would fly all their employees first class, that would put the even lower level you know, employees that had to travel you know, in, in nice hotels with, with a you know, very high end or you know, high amount per diem and all these other things that they get skimpy and try to rip off. Okay, let me, let me tell you, there is absolutely zero chance that a company – Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, there's, there's absolutely zero chance that a company that has been doing business illegally with Americans with, with you know, gambling that – when it come, when they get busted, and when it's time to pay out the players, which the government fully supports them doing and wants them to do, if the company ca- comes to them and says, "You know what? These players also earned these bonus points the, that uh, that they would redeem for things while they're playing. Since they can't play anymore, we have to find a way to cash them out. That's only fair. We want to give them the maximum possible value for their bonus points. The government's never going to come back and say, "No, you're not giving them maximum value. You're only giving them partial value, and you're going to keep the rest for yourself." There's no way, zero percent chance the government would ever say that. The government would say, "Great." You want to give them the best redemption possible for this? Great. Go ahead and do it. I guarantee the government did not understand the FPPs. The government did not understand the scheme, but they presented something to the government which looked like it made sense on the surface. And in fact, there's people, a lot of people out there who still believe that PokerStars did it right, even though I've proven in many ways that it was unfair. But there's people who are so brainwashed, they really believe it. Now, I will tell you, I believe the reports that you heard that they treated their employees very well. I, I believe it. More than very I, yeah, well. Right, like, right. I believe it. Probably like, to the point of hemorrhaging money. Right, like, I, I believe, believe it. A normal business would be like, come I, on now. I also, I also believe that, that in general that the, the Scheinbergs were, were good people. I, I, but I don't think Isai Scheinberg or his son came up with these schemes. I think the people below them came up with these things and, and kind of talked themselves into believing for the good of the company that they're being more than fair. Like, well, we don't have to give anything for the FPPs. We're going to give this, which isn't optimal. It isn't totally what the players are all going to want. But, look, we're giving them something. We could just say they're worth nothing. Well, and then on the converse side of that, you have to think, even though it didn't affect you, think about what a disaster that could have occurred if they didn't buy full tilt and pay those players if no one bought full tilt if it just diluted if it just you know was was stayed well yes it was it was solvent the way it was i mean they paid back all those people too it was it was very helpful to the poker community that's true but they but they also did it helpful is not a big is not enough of a it was a lifesaver to a lot of people in poker but but they they did this for two reasons that were beneficial to them. Number one is uh, is acquiring the main competition to where they become a monopoly almost. And number two, they were able to make a deal with the U.S. government to basically get themselves out of hot water. That's kind of like the fine they paid to get out of the hot water. So they were that's why they did it. And at the same time, they accomplished bailing out the poker community of which many people had a lot of money. I had some money, but I had relatively little stuck on there. Uh People, some people had big money stuck on there, and, and really were were uh, relieved to have this, and it really was life changing for them. So I, I'm glad it happened, and I'm I'm just saying here that it's possible to, for the most part, be good, but but uh, also make mistakes, which screw people, and and talk yourself into believing that uh, you're behaving fairly, or just like you said with Sheldon Adelson earlier, that he doesn't know every little detail. It's very possible that. Because this is the type of thing, like the FPP thing, 
on the surface, if it's not fully explained to you why this is unfair, it can look fair. Because the without getting into the whole thing, they basically did it like a freeze frame. They said, well, the fairest way to pay out the FPPs is look, whatever bonuses someone could have bought on April 15th or on April 14th, like right before this all happened, whatever they could have bought like a minute before we shut it down and let them buy it at that rate, whatever rate they qualified for then, they get now, except even better, they don't have to clear the bonuses. They just, uh, oh, I see we lost Brandon. Let me put it back here. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't know I lost you. But yeah, but yeah so that, that, that would have been... I'm, I'm just saying... You know, think about it. If and, and it's not looking back at it, it, it's naive at best, but it's it's idiotic at worst, if not worse. But there are people I knew people personally that have more than than they had liquid at home on full till. I, I knew people that had eighty percent of their net worth, yeah. if not more. I know, I knew people and, too. And you like have that. to just yeah. think of those people. If that wasn't made right. I mean, imagine the devastation. I mean, it, you know, I'm just saying, don't underscore that. No, that, I'm not. That, I'm not underscoring. I'm just saying okay. that there, there, there are certain decisions they made that were definitely unfair to people, and and then since since uh, Amaya took over, there's been a lot oh. more of that. Amaya has been much oh, worse with with this type and of I, thing. I even think I even think you know other people that, that work for the company or that have worked for the company would would agree with you as well about the changes. But I think we can agree on one thing. Uh, throughout the history of online poker, that family that created Poker Stars and ran it, uh, they did a they did a damn good job. I mean, of course, there are things you're not going to agree with, but when you just look at the whole environment and all the other companies, and you know, I don't get paid to shill for them, and I'm not even talking about the current regime, but I'm just saying if you just look at it as a whole, you know, they. I mean, you think back, you know, on on Black, you know, Black Friday, you know, before Black Friday, excuse me. You know, it was still like everyone and their like mother, like poker stores was the place that everyone felt the safest and had the best customer service. And like it, it, it was, you know what I mean? It just, yes. you know, it, it, I'm just saying overall looking at it, I, I, wouldn't you agree that poker stores by far was the best managed then? I'm not counting the news. Yes, yes, it, yes, it was, it was and, best managed the then. Fairest and you felt the safest and. You know, every aspect of it. Well, yeah, they, they were. And, they were. I just, I just, I was just pointing out that they, they weren't perfect. They had some areas where they definitely oh, could have done better. They definitely could have done better in certain areas, and and some weird things like that. The the, the FPPs would have cost them uh, significant more money if they had uh, if I they had done it fairly. Safe. But but it's two thousand. It's two thousand sixteen. How safe would you feel if that current if that former regime was back and we were able to play those games in your home? You'd be. You, I mean, I know I'd be. I'd be ecstatic, and I'm sure you would be too. You know, I'm just saying if we could rewind back to that, you know, you know what I'm saying? Just, yeah, yeah, no, I understand. And and I'll also yeah. say I'll give them credit for another thing that helped me personally as far as making money. I broke out as far as becoming a winning poker, a consistently winning poker player in the spring of 2003. In 2001 and 2002, I, I was kind of like a break-even player. And I had a job then. I wasn't counting on that for income, but I was, uh, uh, that's what I was. And it was in... The spring of 2003, right when I signed up to Poker Stars, and also played the highest I ever had online, which was 3060 at the time. Uh, that's when I started to all of a sudden win a lot of money and continue to win a lot of money. And and the difference was the main difference. Well, I had improved some too over over time, but the uh, the big difference was that Poker Stars had really been innovators as far as online tournaments. Before that, online tournaments were not very big. They were the ones who got online tournaments popular 
and they were the ones who really developed all that. And so what I was seeing when I signed on to Poker Stars at the beginning of April 2003 was I was having tournament players, no limit tournament players, come over and sit in my 3060 game after they won tournaments, and they were fish in 3060 limit hold'em, and I was killing them. And that's a and so I was thinking, wow, where are all these fish coming from? How are they getting all this money, including these people? Well, keep... you remember, it was very commonplace for a no limit player to win the Sunday Million or the Sunday Warm Up, and then start playing levels they've never played at or stakes they've never played at before. You remember, like, yeah, you know, the, you know someone would sit that you've never even heard with, you know, an insane amount of money, and they just there were that many big tournaments, and you know the other thing they did, they basically made. Poker and the day of the week, Sunday, synonymous together. Yeah. Like that, you know, you remember back then, not, not you as much, and even, even me to a lesser extent, but me more than you, that, you know, the people, that was like Sunday was always poker, you know, for years, poker and then football. Like, people used to say that was the best time of the year, you know, and Sundays, you know, with, with football and poker, and it, it you know, it, it, it just, yeah, you know, were... it was always, it was, it's, it's, it's crazy to think about how it's all gone still. Even yeah. Now, just looking back and reflecting. Yeah, and they, they were so they were very innovative with a lot of these things, and they. Well, the spinning goes, and the what's what was the other one they did where you're playing different games and you're moving. From oh, the rush poker. Table. Actually, I think Full yeah. Tilt actually developed that oh, first. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so anyway, that's uh, that's the story. They're just they're changing the VIP scheme, and I, I'm having a, they haven't announced what it's going to be, but I think it's going to be one that is aimed individually at fish and not as much of a blanket program to earn things every month. They seem to be getting away from that. A small victory for Caesars has taken place. Caesars has that bankruptcy that's been hanging over their head and their general strategy, as we've talked about many times on this show, has been to split Caesars up into various subsidiaries where there's a good Caesars, which is the Caesars that contains the profitable entities of uh, including the World Series of Poker, whatever they think has a nice future. And then the Bad Caesars, uh, various entities that they've put in the poorly performing aspects of the business and poorly performing properties. And those are the things declaring bankruptcy because they don't really care that much about those aspects of their business anyway. So they, they're, they're protecting the most valuable assets from the bankruptcy. Now, of course, the lien holders this bankruptcy are, are crying foul about this saying you can't do this you can't just declare bankruptcy for part of your company the part of your company you don't like and the part you do like uh, protect from it you can't do that they've been saying which which is a, they really can't it's, it's it's bs what caesars are trying to pull so there have been a lot of uh court cases over this caesars is being sued and recently as as reported on this show a major decision was made that was that Caesars could no longer be shielded from lawsuits against their parent company involving the bankruptcy. So that was said to be perhaps the end of Caesars. I thought people were being premature saying that, but that at least the lawsuits against the parent company of Caesars were going to be allowed where before these were being blocked, where if anything having to do with the bankruptcy could only be against the uh, the subsidiaries that Caesars had designated for that, for the bankruptcy. Now, it, it, the, a judge had allowed the parent company of Caesars to be sued by this. So that was seen as a huge victory 
for those who are. Uh, by the way, whoever's trying to call in here, I think it, it may be Trader Ruski. Are you? Oh, no, Brandon's gone. Let me reconnect Brandon. We can't have a group call. That's what caused the problems last time. So I want to connect Brandon. Let's see, we lost him. I'm going to call Brandon. Here we are, Brandon. Okay. Brandon, this guy just, is really acting Yeah, it is He's acting so, me off. Yeah, so Brandon, just to let you know, if you get cut off... Uh, yeah, okay, I don't know just, if you saw me, I know. Yeah, no, no, you, you can call me, it's fine, but just make sure to start a new call. Don't try to reconnect from the yeah, group. Yeah, I did, I did. It, it kept popping up, not enough Skype credits on, like, under... Well, yeah, it was... Ruski's name, it was all crazy. Yeah, like, I was trying to call up uh, the, everybody in the group, and I can't take those, so that's why I kept rejecting it. So, anyway, uh, so what's, what's going on here now is a new development, and finally something has happened in Caesar's fa- uh, favor, because everything was looking bad for them. First of all, they had a mediator that was appointed that uh, it seemed like the mediator was going to be uh, ruling against them, and they started to, Caesar started to pull back, saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, uh, uh, we don't really agree to this guy after all, because they started to get signs that there, there was going to be, uh, the, the conclusions were going to be against them. They had this judge ruling against them that... They couldn't protect their main company from the lawsuits involving this bankruptcy. It was all looking terrible, but now something has happened that is in their favor. The court-appointed mediator in the case, whose name is Joseph J. Farnan Jr., announced that he is going to be resigning. Why is he resigning? Is it because Caesars is trying to pull so many shenanigans he's tired of it? What was his job description? He, he's, he's the mediator between Caesars and – yeah. So why would he resign? Is it because Caesars is, is trying to be unreasonable here? They're trying to cheat people? He's tired of their shenanigans? No. He's actually on Caesars' side about something. He feels that – the judge involved, the one who just made that decision against Caesars about allowing the bankruptcy to go, the, the court cases against the parent company to go ahead, he says that they've, uh, the treatment of Caesars has been atypical. And, uh, he's frustrated by this and says he's departing the case for this reason. He's, uh, he taking a clear shot at the presiding judge, whose name is, uh, A. Benjamin Goldgar. You think he's a Jew? A. Benjamin Goldgar? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty likely. How is it that we have all the gold names? <laughs> I don't know. Like, why did it work that way? Is it true? I mean, I've heard this, that, and I guess it's true because I've read it. Back in the day, whatever your job was, like, you know, I'm talking 200 years ago, that's how they determined your last name. So, like, if your last name was Baker, like, you know, someone in your family was a baker. If it was yeah. Smith, it, was, it was like you were a locksmith. Well, I, I think to some degree that was happening. I know with Chris Moneymaker, that's why he said he got his name, that they uh, – when his family uh, came to the United States, that uh, they were – So is that like proven it's not like a myth? Or... Yeah, it was proven, yeah. I so said like, this wasn't for all the people. But... I mean, Goldfarb, Goldstein, you know, gold this – so do you think that means they were like gold surveyors or something? They were goldsmiths. It could, it could have been. Or yeah. Maybe it doesn't have to do with it. Right. So, anyway, it, A. Benjamin Goldgar, <laughs> he was the one who ruled last month that the Caesars has to face the lawsuits uh, by these uh, second lien holders who, uh, having to do with the bankruptcy. So uh, this is the statement by the mediator, uh, Farnan. Related to uh, 
why he's uh, resigning. He says, I've decided to resign as mediator for the Caesars Chapter 11 bankruptcy case effective immediately. I have truly enjoyed working with the various constituencies. <laughs> I, I, I doubt that. But uh, involved with the effort of reorganizing the companies. However, recent events <coughs> sorry about that have convinced me that I'm unable to continue the mediation process in accordance with standard mediation procedures I adhere to. This is not to fault or criticize those involved with the case. However, in my experience presiding over may- many complex Chapter 11 cases and mediating high-profile Chapter 11 matters to successful conclusions, I believe Caesar's effort at mediation is and has been affected by atypical views of a mediation process. For example, as I read, as I read the recent hearing transcripts and the court's August 26th bench ruling, that was the one we just talked about, I was struck by the extent my mediation statement regarding the process of the mediation, a standard report to the supervising court, was the focus of the hearing and the court's observations. Apparently, the court did not find my progress helpful because I didn't breach the confidentiality of the mediation and testify in open court or describe the discussions of the proposals exchange and detail the status of the differences among the parties. I believe the court either misspoke or doesn't understand how such disclosures would be viewed by participants and the markets. In any event, I am convinced I can continue and possibly a new mediator will be able to establish a workable process. So so basically, uh, he's very frustrated He's and saying, I don't want to deal with this shit. That's what he's saying. He, th- he thinks the judge is kind of over- overstepping, overstepping his authority. You got to play the soundbite. When the, what, what was the soundbite when the judge oversteps his authority? <laughs> what is it? I don't know. Law and order. Oh, oh okay. I thought you meant a separate one. No, no. I, I, I was thinking that. I, I thought you meant yeah. a separate soundbite. Yeah, <coughs> yeah definitely. Drink so, some water. You sound like you're. We don't want you getting sick again. What I've had, I've had this kind of like tickle in my throat. It's not. I'm not. It's not about getting sick again. This is not going to get me sick, this th- show. But the whole time, I keep turning down the microphone, in fact, to cough. The whole show. Try to drink some more water. I have this, like, this congestion in my throat that just isn't going away. Not pain, just like congestion. It's making me cough. i got to be honest. I'm ecstatic. I'm $300 richer, buddy. I know. I... It's a good day for me. Callawati took it like a champ. He I did. I don't I, think I, he think I was going to do it. No, he didn't. He wasn't planning on. It. He should offer two hundred. I, I think call so. your bluff. He should, I think. I bet you would have done it for two hundred too. He, I would. That would. That would. That was like the lowest amount I was going to. Ah, do. see, I knew it. I yeah. knew he over, overshot it. Hundred. I wasn't doing it. No, I knew he wouldn't do a hundred. That's. I mean, that's a hundred to go sixty miles round trip. Kind of isn't that great anyway. So, uh, so that's. That's what's going on. He seems to be frustrated that uh, the judge has kind of taken over. He's like, what, what, what am I mediating here if the judge is going to be making such major rulings while we're in the mediation process? We're, we're trying to get this done, and he's making major decisions that's messing it all up. That, that's basically what he's saying. So he's like, okay, okay, Goldgar, uh, okay, okay, you you, uh, you filthy Jew. Actually, he may be a Jew, too. I don't know. But uh, Not that it has anything to do with it. Oh, no, he's not a Jew. He's a junior. <laughs> Joseph Farnan Jr. couldn't be a Jew. There's no juniors who are Jews. Not that it has anything to do with it other than the fact that it was Caesar's, but a very good friend of mine was in town recently. Uh, I, you know, in fact, that's why I wasn't here. My friend, uh, I won't say his name because he posts on the forum, but his name on the forum is the Greek 23 And we're very, very close, like real-life friends. In fact, he uh, scheduled his trip basically just to come out and spend some time with me. Flew all the way out here from the East Coast. And uh, he had two, two rooms, two different places he stayed at. Uh, one was at the Cosmo, and then the other was at. He had a room comp, both places 
at Nobu. And he offered me his room at Nobu if I wanted to stay there, you know, three nights. Uh, Anyhow, I I, I know you had been there. I know you, in fact, stayed there as recently, I believe, last New Year's Eve. But I was there. And uh, I, I will say this: those rooms are very, very nice. I, you know what? Uh, I, I I saw them too. My my parents stayed there over New oh, Year's. Oh, I couldn't remember if it was you or them that stayed there. Yeah, no, they they're stayed, small, but I saw I saw the rooms smaller. But they are just in terms of attention to detail and and what you know furnishings and uh, I mean they're nice rooms. Yeah, that's that's what I would say. I, right, that that was my parents. And my parents have pretty high standards for the, for hotel rooms and everything. So they they were very happy with the room. They they conceded it was small. And they conceded they had no view really, but uh, they they said that uh, they you know they were happy with the room, especially for just the two of them. It was nice for for me if, unless it's just uh, me going there. If so I bring the whole be family, for you and the kid, and yeah, the, and the yeah. girl. You know, but for you and for anyone and you know, their spouse or yeah. you know, just two people, and, and you know, you're not staying in the room for eight, ten, twelve hours a day. I was very impressed with it. I thought it was a very uh, the way. Even though what is it now? Maybe is it three years old, four years old? It's not like yeah, it, yeah, it's not that it's new. It's still but in yeah. good shape. Yeah, it is in good it's shape. Still well maintained, and I was. I thought I'd walk in. I noticed the carpets were a little worn, or there'd be maybe some, you know. Cigarette burn somewhere, but everything looked very immaculate. And I'll just say this: if anyone does, you know, whether you're a diamond, I mean, you never pay for these rooms, or you have some sort of comps, and you want to stay there with uh, your spouse or whatever it may be, I, I recommend it. It was very, very nice. Yeah. By the way, the way I got this uh, Nobu room for my parents, this is what it happened. A, like, it was a listener. It was a listener. So this is what happened. I was. I could get my own room at Caesars for free, but I couldn't get a second room, and, and, and the prices were just outrageous to get a second room for, for New Year's. So I asked the listeners here out of desperation, can somebody help me? So a, a listener, a, a generous listener here, uh, offered to uh, to help me out here and get the second room for my parents, and uh, you know he showed up, and we did it. And uh, I, I gave him something for it. I gave him a, a piece – a free piece of my upcoming World Series of of, of this year, so we got something out you of it. You got but, the better deal. Well, I got a much better. Because I, I got <laughs> no because the the, the the value of that Nobu room at that time of year was, was huge, and and what he got. What'd you uh, guess? Seven fifty to a thousand a night. Yeah, it was something that one like, night. Yeah, it was a, it was a, yeah that new, December thirty first. Yeah, uh, so because there's only people don't realize it's also you know a boutique hotel in the sense it, there's not a lot of rooms. It's less than a hundred. I want almost think it's like fifty or sixty of them. Right? It's not a lot. Yeah, yeah. So we, so we got. So I was very happy with that, and I was very grateful this guy uh, did that for me. And uh, so I was very happy to give him the the free pieces of the World Series that I gave him. And uh, so that, yeah, that was great, and I was very happy to have that. But I, I was impressed with the rooms too. My parents really enjoyed staying there, and it was very convenient also because you know I was staying at Caesars, so it was very easy to see them. And you know we uh, when me and uh, my girlfriend wanted to go out somewhere. We left uh, Benjamin with them, and uh, that was that was easy to do. So it was very nice having them right there. And yeah, so the Nobu, I, I agree with Brandon's assessment. Uh, pretty nice place. Only uh, issue is the room is a little bit small, and there's not much of a view. But as far as the room itself, it's very nice. And if it's just you and one other person, that it should be plenty of room. So that is the story. So anyway, back to the the thing going on with the Caesar. There's not much more to say, but this is just showing. How long this process is going to drag? Some people just said this is the end of Caesars as soon as that judge made that ruling. Well, apparently not because now the mediator is quitting. They've got to get a new mediator. 
Uh, and, and the next mediator may feel the same way. He may feel, look, I want to mediate. Stop making these decisions that are screwing it up. Because if they make the problem is when you're you got a mediation process, when one side gets a major decision in their favor, then any progress you made gets screwed up because the, the, pro, the whoever gets benefited by the decision says, wait a minute, well screw it. I'm not whatever I was thinking of agreeing to before. I'm not agreeing to now because I'm in a better spot. So that's what this mediator's pissed off about. He's he was saying, look, we were making progress here. And then you make this major ruling and screw it all up. You know what? F you. I'm out of here. Get another guy to do this. That, that's what he said. That's what that statement said. So that's that's where it is. So don't worry for the moment. <laughs> this isn't go, Caesar's isn't going anywhere. It's going to be around until this all gets settled. So that that's it for our regular topics. Uh, but there's a general topic I want to talk about. And uh, I'm sure, Brandon, you have an opinion about this as well. And this has come to mind... Mainly because of the recent Wells Fargo stuff that's been happening, but I've, I've thought about this well before the Wells Fargo scandal hit. And that is, whenever a corporation, a very large corporation, does something wrong and is caught, and when the thing that they have done wrong has affected customers, when customers have been out money because of things that the corporation has done that is, it's illegal, or even, uh, if not illegal, something that uh, would be civilly, uh, they'd be civilly liable. Where they've just done something they well, should. You know what happened? I don't think we talked about it on the radio. I mean, I know that the <clears throat> Wells Fargo thing was posted. You're discussing it now, but what happened at the uh, Chipotle Mexican place? That's outrageous. That's that's another one. And then how about AT and T? AT and T with the throttling, where where they would sell unlimited they data plans. Daddy on that one. What? Didn't they throttle your dad? They throttled me. That well, I, I it was your dad with an iPad Mini or something. No, no, that was something else. No, that was that was a bait and switch thing. Uh-oh. No, the throttling is where they sell you unlimited data plans, and then when you get past a certain amount of, of usage, not even that much, they bring you down to a super slow speed that you would never want. They and do they, that to me. And they say, "Oh, that's technically still unlimited." And then you say, "Well, how can you do that?" Well, when back when you bought Every the pl- month, they'll send. If I go too much, they'll send. You're close to your data, and the thing is, see, I fuck these cocksuckers because I. Signed up with them a long time ago, right when AT&T and iPhone came out. So I'm like basically grandfathered into this plan that they don't want me to be in. They're basically hoping I leave the company. That's what I had too. So th- let me tell you what what the, the, what they, their excuse is. Every time I get close to my, you know, they'll send me a little message. And I can, to be honest with you, I can't tell that I've ever gone over. I don't notice this. Well, then maybe they haven't because I started to notice it. This is me off though. I, I, well, maybe they haven't hit you with it because I started to get, I started to get these messages like you did and I, like you, I was not noticing any slowdown. But then suddenly I started noticing it got so slow it was almost unusable. So, so, so I called up and complained and they said, oh, that's because you're, you're past your limit. We're throttling you now and you got to wait until the. Is that actually a term? Throttle? Yes, yes. So they they said, yeah. Where did that come from? I've never heard that term. I'm just curious. Usually, throttle actually means like to. Uh, it usually has Why to do with speeding throttle up. Throttle means like you know, I throttled him, but I don't, in terms. No, of no, no. So, no, a throttle is like in an airplane, the thing that that, that, that makes it uh, speed up. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. But I don't know. They're slowing it down. It's like it's almost like a reverse throttling. But anyway, they, they it's called throttling, and it's 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 bringing you down to a lower speed. And so they told me that's why I'm so slow, and that I have to wait until the end of the billing cycle and I'll speed up again, but only until I exceed it again. So I said, this is unacceptable. You guys sold me an unlimited plan, not unlimited for a certain amount, and then we bring you down to an unusable speed. And they said, oh yes, we can. I said, why can you? They said, we sold you. A, back when you bought it years ago, just like you did, Brandon, uh, our our maximum speeds were only 3G. So that's all we have to give you. 
So since you are on a plan that you bought unlimited 3G, by giving you 4G or LTE, we're giving you something extra that you didn't even really buy in the first place, which, which is a crappy argument. When I bought unlimited data, it should be unlimited data of whatever is the going data at the time, not uh, I'm stuck on old technology forever. No one would have bought it under the circumstances. But that was their excuse that I, I only got unlimited 3G, which I still have. So what they do is once I get past uh, my allocation, I, they're throttling me down to 3G, which unlike the past was enough, now it's not enough because you know websites have so much more data than they used to. And now loading anything gets very, very slow. So I, I said – so I argued and argued and argued. And basically the after a big fight about this, they, they would not back down on the throttling. But they did agree to transfer me to you know a, a set data plan but giving me extra data that uh, that they were – I was getting more data for that for the money that – I normally would have gotten. Plus, they gave me a one-time $150 credit for, for what happened, which still was shitty compared to what I thought I had. So, But that was what I had to settle for. Because, now, the funny thing was I found out later that they – not that long after that – that they had to pay a $100 million fine to the FCC for this throttling behavior. But what's weird is they're still doing it. Like, aren't you still getting these messages? Yes. Yeah, so I don't get it. Like, they paid the fine for doing it, but still doing it. It's really weird. I mean – I've never seen anything like this before. Like I, I knew a guy who who ran a, an illegal uh, Bitcoin uh, gambling site, a uh, Bitcoin poker site. And he got in trouble for it, and it's not like uh, it, it's not like since he got in trouble for it that he is running a virtually identical site and just not saying he is. <laughs> okay, maybe that's a bad example. But but AT and T somehow they're still able to do this even though they paid a hundred million dollar fine. But what bothered me about the hundred million dollar fine is that who got the hundred million dollars? Was it you? Was it me? No. The government got it. The FCC got it. So also, $100 million, that sounds like a lot of money, but to a very, very large corporation like AT&T, it's nothing. And just like Wells Fargo, they paid $185 million in fines over all the fake accounts that they opened up in order to, you know, without people's permission, and uh, you know, maliciously did so to... Get bonus if so certain employees could get bonuses, and they were under pressure. In fact, like you'll get fired unless you open up this many new products. So employees felt pressured and would do whatever it took, including breaking the law. The whole corporate culture—they uh, didn't explicitly tell people open illegal accounts, but they made such unrealistic ex- sales expectations that it was obvious that's what people had to do. And then they looked the other way while it happened, and apparently the they, they fired 5,300 people, but not all at once. They fired them over a period of five years, which you may say, oh, that's good. That shows that they were policing it. No, what that meant was they were only firing the people who blatantly got caught for it. So they if, if you blatantly did it and then you, there were a number of complaints about you doing it, then they had to fire you for appearances' sake. If, if you just did it and got away with it or you uh, – you, you pressured your relatives, family members, you know, whatever to, to sign up for accounts they didn't really want or need, or, or you're able to do this to people who just didn't catch on to what you were doing, then you weren't getting fired. The people getting fired are the ones getting caught doing it. Anyway, it was clear that this went all the way to the top. In fact, they even, Wells Fargo even, uh, had the head of the sales department who made, you know, this is someone who, a very high executive, a woman in her fifties who, quote, uh, uh, retired months before this whole thing came out in the media. But she retired with a huge package up to 125 million. They must have seen that this was probably coming. That there's probably going to be uh, a shitstorm about this, and, and 
they let her retire instead of firing her and gave her this huge package, probably because, number one, they didn't want to bring the media's attention to why they're firing her. And number two, she probably knew that they knew all the way to the top, all the way up to the CEO what was going on. And then we're okay with it. So she did, they didn't want to fire her and have her say, oh yeah, well I'm not the only one who knew about this and then implicate everybody. So they, they tr- kind of just tried to have her resign or retire, not even resign, re- retire, give her a very nice package and hope nothing ever gets said. Now it came out anyway a few months later, but th- this was unconscionable. This is terrible what happened there. This type of thing should never happen. And when it did and when it was caught and it's a hundred percent it occurred, it's not like they're even denying it. They're, they're admitting this happened. Their entire fine they paid was $185 million. Again, did not go to any of the customers who got screwed by this. Now, customers who were charged fees for accounts that they didn't open are getting those back, but that's not compensating anyone. That's just uh, giving money back that was stolen from them. So that's not compensating you anything. That's just that's just uh, returning money that was taken from you. That, that, that by law would have to happen. But they're not compensating. I hate the fact that when co- corporations screw people, that when they pay a fine, the fine does not go to the customers who are victims. That's who it should go to. And the fine should be large enough. It should have to do with it with, uh, it should be determined by some kind of independent body that determines what the appropriate fine is. And that's something that's punitive enough to really affect the company and not just something they can dismiss as the cost of doing business. Otherwise, it's almost a free roll for them. If they can make a whole lot of money with these illegal schemes or, or unfair or illegal business practices, and if the worst that happens when they get caught is a little bad publicity and they pay some kind of fine that they're not thrilled about but they can easily afford, it's definitely worth it to do things like this. In fact, many cases they make more money from these business practices than they end up paying the fine. I don't think that's the case with Wells Fargo, but they pulled this and they caused so much trouble with this and they're paying a fine that doesn't really affect them, that they can – Go on, and, and, and it's just a, a small annoyance as far as the the company's uh, ledger is, is concerned. $185 million for Wells Fargo is nothing. So there has to be severe penalties where those in charge know that the company will be devastated if they're caught doing things like this. And there should be aggressive criminal charges against those who are not just those in the lower levels committing it, but especially those in the higher levels that permitted it or encouraged it. And the Chipotle thing really makes me sick, what they did to those people, making kids work off the clock like they're in some third world country. Right, and this is already after they had that scandal with with the, the poor sanitation with the, with the food that was, was causing salmonella or e- yeah. was e. coli or no, I think it was salmonella, but yeah, the the, the poor sanitation promising people that they're in like a young management advancement program and making them work without getting paid and telling them that if they didn't make others below them do that they wouldn't get right all, all the unpaid overtime they for, right the company. they right they forced low low wage workers to uh, to work tons of, of unpaid hours uh, under pressure if they don't they're going to get fired or 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 making them believe that they have to do this to move up in the company totally illegal and again what consequences do they face there needs to be stiff consequences for this sort of thing otherwise all you're doing is encouraging the bad behavior if if you can behave badly and profit a lot from it, and when you get caught, very little happens to you. See, this is what I don't get, and you maybe explain it to me. Someone like Bernie, uh, Bernie Madoff, even though he was <clears throat> in his mid-60s, they wanted to make an example of him. They wanted to make sure no matter what, 
he never saw light of day again. But with these companies, it's always a hundred million dollar fine or fifty. Why hasn't? Why won't a judge or a DA or a state attorney or a federal prosecutor, a task force, make an example out of the people that not just the company but whoever it was, you know, in their investigation that it's proven issued this yeah you know, made, made you know what i'm saying yeah like, it, 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 it should so be other companies can say holy shit did you see what they did the the ceo of this and and just you know that's the only way it's ever going to yes and, and and with the super stiff fines that make it that where the company would just make a business decision even even aside from criminal prosecution the company would say you know what we can make some extra money by doing this but if we get caught we will get so devastated by the terrible fines we're going to get hit with we're going to get so devastated that we it's not worth it to, it's not worth taking this gamble because if we get caught we're dead then the company's going to be dead so we or it's going to take such a big hit it's not worth taking the chance right now it's worth taking the chance to do things like this and that's the problem wells fargo for everything that happened it was worth taking the chance to do it and it's like i i i, I don't want to say the name i think it was firestone but I, I don't know i remember years ago reading this article about uh, you know this is when all these tires are getting recalled and that it was proven like in, in inner office memos that somehow leaked that they determined it was easier it was cheaper for them to settle whatever potential lawsuits they may face from people you know getting injured from you know tires exploding when you're on the highway and cars flipping or getting into accidents so it was cheaper for them to settle whatever potential liabilities they had versus a total recall. Yeah, that's that's what I refer to as a negative check. Was it check Firestone? Do you remember? I, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I remember what sure. you're talking about, but yeah, I don't remember exactly who it was, but th- that's what I call a negative checkoff scam where you're, you're uh, doing something that's illegal or highly immoral and that you know there will be a lot of victims and that a certain small percentage will come forward and demand compensation and you, when they come forward, give them the compensation Knowing that you're giving such a small percentage of the compensation and most aren't coming forward, that it's still worth doing. So the negative checkoff is people have to check off like I got negatively affected. Give give me my money, but everybody else who doesn't check the box, meaning who don't actually actively do anything about it, that they will uh, that they'll get away with it. So that's the like you're saying. They, instead of a super expensive recall of tires. They're like, you know, only a certain percentage are going to fail and kill people, so we'll just settle with them. It's cheaper than recalling all the tires. So exactly, things like this, there needs to be much, much different penalties for – and I'm not talking about accidents or or, or, uh, or human errors and things like that. Those things happen. Corporations can't be perfect just like humans can't be perfect. But things that are blatantly illegal, that are systematically part of a corporate culture – there need to be criminal charges and there need to be very stiff fines that actually impact the company that should be tied to the, the size of the scandal and, the, and and also tied to the size of the company. And the, why should it go to the government? If, if, if the people get screwed, if the customers get screwed, why should the government get money? It never made any sense to me. The customers, the, the affected customers, it should be almost like a class action lawsuit except instead of the attorneys getting everything and the, and the customers getting shit – it should be the government hits them with a fine and then distributes it through some sort of claims process uh, or automatic process that just automatically distributes it to, to those that they determine were uh, affected back to those people. The Did only you- thing that I feel like is, like I said, I, I don't think these fines are incentives enough. I think they need to find the people that are breaking these laws and 
whether it's civil penalties for them or, you know, six months, 18 months in, in a federal penitentiary, I think it just has to go beyond the fine level because they just write that off. It, it just doesn't even, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you know and, there, I mean? and, yeah even, right, and they can make examples, like in the Chipotle thing you're talking about, they're... There needs to be a very like. Why haven't we heard the name of the person that issued these, or you know, or the more than one person that made these directives? Why isn't that person under the scope or having to account for? You know, do you know well, what I'm with Wells Fargo, it's uh, we, we've heard some names involved, but it's, it's not clear totally who. Like, would you agree with me that there needs to be more, not just the company, but more personal accountability? Yes, much more. Yeah. Much more, and and the reason for this is that uh, Sons of yeah, there there re- really needs to be, and, and like in, in labor type issues, Wells Fargo wasn't. It was a little bit of a labor type issue because people were, who worked there were under pressure to get certain goals that were unrealistic, so then they broke the law to got to get there. Now, it's also on you if you're under pressure at work to to perform. That doesn't mean that uh, that's an excuse for you to break the law. And that's a, let me tell you about what happened actually to my mom. I got the whole story from her because she, I, I had mentioned last week that I had heard she was a, a victim of this, but I had forgotten the exact story. Or she, she never told me the exact story. She told me only part of it, but I got the whole story from her. My mom was in a Wells Fargo branch about two years ago, and they said, "How would you like the new Wells Fargo credit card?" Uh, blah blah blah. And, you know, she said, "No, no, that's okay. I have enough credit cards." <clears throat> and they said, "No, no, no, no. It, it has really, really good perks to it." And, you know, it's an unusual card. It's, it's, it's much better than any other card you probably have. So she said, okay, what does it have? And they're, they're telling her about all these great features, 5% for this, 4% for this. So a lot of really great cashback categories where she said, oh, wow, that is a good card. Okay. Uh, but she's like, you know what? I, I, I don't really have time to go fill out an application. You know what? It, it's still too much trouble. Forget it. Uh, you know, it, yeah, it sounds good, but I don't really want to feel, I don't want to go through the whole application process. Forget it. And they go, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. How about we just, you know, you already have an account here. How about we just sign you up for the card automatically? She's, okay, well, if you can do that, if you can just sign me up and have it mailed to me, then uh, sure. So she did. She told them, okay, gets the card in the mail. And uh, before she uses it, she calls up Wells Fargo. Oh, no, sorry, before, I, I skipped something. About two days later, she was thinking about it and goes, you know what? These benefits just sound way too good. So she went online and looked up that, the name of that card. And the benefits were crap. It wasn't anything like they promised. So she called up the branch again and said, yeah, uh, such and such person told me these benefits were you know, so much better than what they really seem to be. Uh, explain that. How did that happen? So the person at the branch said, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you were – there must have been some confusion. Yeah, the benefits you're seeing online, those are actually the real benefits. Whatever you were told there, there must have been some mistake. We're really sorry about that. So my mom said, well, I, I definitely don't want this card. Now cancel it. They're like, oh, no problem. You only applied two days ago. We'll cancel it for you. So she thought it was done. A few weeks later, she gets the card in the mail. Sons of She's like, God damn it, they, they didn't cancel it. How did this happen? So she calls up, and, and, and she, this time she calls up the main Wells Fargo customer service at the, the national uh, phone number for the credit card. And she says, look, I, I didn't want this card. This wasn't even supposed to come to me. Uh, it was supposed to be canceled. But now, now that it's already here, I want you guys to honor the benefits that were promised to me. So she, the person on the phone is like, what do you mean the benefits that are promised you? You, you signed a bunch of paperwork. Uh, accepting all the benefits of this card, you 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 got all the paperwork and you and you applied yourself by hand. So how can you say you you didn't know? And she says, "What? I didn't apply for anything." They said, "Yes, we have an application here with your signature on it for this credit card." Recalling the story, she didn't fill out any application. They said they're going to just put it through. So someone 
at the, the person who was you know who was trying to get her to get the credit card filled out an application as her and signed her name. Wow. Now she said, "Yeah, you can." She said, "Yeah, you can give me this card." She didn't say you can apply as me and That's forge my criminal. signature. Yeah, it was criminal. She said she didn't say you can apply as me and forge my signature. <laughs> That's not what she said, and they knew it. So now this is before we knew about the, all the scandal going on here. This is two years ago. So so anyway, she was really pissed about this, and she says, "Look, after all this, after someone signing up and uh, signing me up and forging my signature, I want." The benefits that were promised to me, at least, you know, I was promised I'll have them for at least six months. I want six months of these benefits. They said, there's no way to do this. We can't. She said, okay, well, then I, this is what my spending probably would have been. I, I want the cash equivalent of that. Nope, we're not giving you two. They eventually, after a lot of fighting, agreed to give her $15. <laughs> they gave her $15 for false benefits promised for the non-cancellation of the application or of, of the process, not even the application, the non-cancellation of the card when she said she didn't want it, and for forging her signature and forging an application of hers that she never filled out. All this, she gave, she got $15. So she said, F you, cancel the whole thing. They did. And, and all that time she thought, you know, she thought it was just like one bad Apple employee. And, and in fact, she was just one of millions of victims here. So that this is what was going on. The person who did this to her, like, tried to get her to sign up. She didn't lied about the benefits. She went for it, but then didn't want to go through the application. And then the person's like, oh, "Okay, well, yeah, I'll just put it through for you." In reality, what that meant was forging her signature and forging. This is the type of stuff that went on. So this that employee, I don't care what pressure they were under. You cannot say my boss is saying I need to make these sales, so therefore I broke the law to make them. You can't say that. You should get in trouble for that. Those people should get in trouble. The bosses that knew about this going on should get in trouble. Their bosses who put pressure on them, should get, there should be trouble all the way up the line, and, and and especially the executives who knew this was going on. How can you know what's going on to where over five years you fire more than 5,000 people and you don't make any changes? How can you make no changes when you're firing over 5,000 people for the same thing that's happening because your sales goals are unrealistic? Five, over 5,000 people are breaking the law to, to make sales there. And and you're not changing anything. You're like, oh, okay, we'll just keep firing people. Let's keep letting the law get broken. These things need to stop. And 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 the solution here is not voting more Democrats into office, not voting more Republicans into office. Because the truth is, both parties get such so many donations from big corporate interests, both parties, that they don't want to do this. They don't want to clamp down hard on these corporations because then they won't get the donations. And both parties are afraid to act first because if the Democrats act first, then corporate America is going to start pouring all the money into the Republican side. They don't want the Republicans act first. The same thing will happen. So neither wants to do it. They need to get together and say, together, we're going to put a stop to this. Together, we're going to fix these holes in our system that allow corporations to commit abuses. And as you know, I'm not someone who is always anti-corporation. I'm not someone who... I'm not on the left at all politically, as you know. Uh, I think a lot of times what people demand of companies is unfair. Sometimes they're just thinking of themselves and, and, and trying to... They, they almost feel like they, it's a right, a right of theirs for corporations to pay them, no matter what. And I don't believe in a lot of that. In fact, uh, unions, I think, for, are, are an example of workers abusing corporations uh, in many cases. But corporations commit many abuses as well. And the worst thing is when they're caught, there's not enough consequence for it. This Wells Fargo thing is proof. In fact, the woman who was in charge of this whole thing that led to the scandal, the one who was making the policies that 
led to all this, and she had to know what was going on. In fact, I'm sure her retirement at age 54 or whatever it was, uh, just a few months before this broke, is exactly because of what was happening. And her getting a $125 million package. And by the way, Wells Fargo said that they haven't decided yet whether they're going to try to uh, dispute the the full package. She hasn't been paid the full package. They can do a thing called clawing back her retirement package if it uh, uh, under certain circumstances, of which this definitely would apply. They haven't decided if they're going to do that. They may let her keep her entire $125 million retirement package. Yeah, so – and I think the reason they don't want to is because they know if they do, it will create a huge legal mess, and then she will start to try to prove that – the whole company knew about this stuff. It wasn't just her, and they, you know, so she'll bring people down with her. So they want to just let her go. This is my theory. I don't have proof of this, but uh, uh, th- this is a mess. This and so many other things that happen like this are a mess. There, there needs to be penalties when corporations don't act right. Death sentence, <laughs> like in North Korea, and and they're like the Chipotle thing. It should be very, very clear that you cannot abuse workers. You cannot force workers to work on paid overtime unless they have a salaried job that uh, allows that. You cannot force hourly workers to pay, work on paid overtime. If you do that, you are breaking the law. You will suffer stiff penalties. They need to let the, the low-end managers know this. They need to let the district managers know this. They need to they, like, uh, The part about having employees come another day off for quote-unquote – do you remember what they termed it? I forgot the term. What was it? Cleaning parties. <laughs> Cleaning parties. On their days off where they didn't clock in. That's insane. These are things that you would expect in a third world country. Yeah. In the USA, you could be, I mean, that's fucking nuts. Yeah. So now they should be fine. They should track the, down those doing this, both at the local yep. levels where this is happening and, yep. and uh, at the upper levels and, and hit them with strong criminal charges. And I agree with you. before even forward. doing this, let everybody know, let everybody know very publicly, we are changing the way things are being done in this country. If there's going to be abuses like this, of workers, of customers, or they're being cheated. We are going to come down. People are going to go to jail for it. There's going to be massive fines, and people low and high on the totem pole here are going to be going to prison for it. And then that will put a lot of stop to it. A lot of times people do this because they think they can get away with it. Believe me, in Chipotle... I mean, I don't understand. What kind of person could be a CEO or a senior manager, regional manager, whatever it may be, and think that they can get away with something like this in 2016? Well, they do. That's the problem. (laughs) Well, I I get it. I I realize that. But I'm saying the mentality, the arrogance that someone must have to issue these directives, it's mind-boggling to me. Yeah, it it, it really does bother me when – when there's uh, I'm worried about a kid listening to the fraud show on the to do under show that can't get on, and these I'm worried about that. These people are making kids work for free and and telling people to come into their days off for cleaning parties. I mean, and, and and issuing threats that if if payroll for that particular store isn't kept to this amount, you're going to lose a job. Like it, it's just nuts. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, and there needs to be a very easy and clear way to report these violations that all workers are made aware of. Some kind of hotline and, and call up, and that will you know aggressively look into it. So, you know, are you being forced to work unpaid overtime? Call this number, report it to us. We will we will check into it, and and then and then put very very stiff penalties for either doing this or attempting to cover up that you were doing this if it's being investigated, including jail time. Believe me, this will a lot of this will stop. It won't completely stop, but a lot of this will be severely reduced if everybody is made aware that the penalties for this are very very stiff and and you have to have right. it because there's no point One to have of the laws that they talked about that was doing it was a uh, chipotle in tucson 
I could be in Tucson as early as 9 a.m., Druff, if I leave within 30 minutes. <laughs> There's no Calwat here. To you for me to oh, no, you, you, spot reporting you've, you've got the, the wrong guy. Channel. You've got the wrong guy on the line for this. The, the guy who would have paid you is yeah. gone. He fell I asleep. I hooked him right in, didn't I, buddy? You, you did. We could talk. I hooked him in. I couldn't I? believe it. No, I, he doesn't I, know who I am. He didn't think I was driving to the. You hurt. know what? I, I, I saw. I'll tell you something. I thought I saw the train wreck coming. I <laughs> and and I, I was I was trying to prevent it. You heard? I kept trying to say, "Let's move on. Let's stop this." Right, right. I, I felt but like the someone. Train wreck meaning that you knew three hundred was going to be leaving his pocket and into mine. When you say how much is it worth, I'm like, oh no, someone, someone here's going to offer something and believe you're not going to take it. And I, I, like, I saw this coming and I was trying to stop it. <laughs> And then it happened, and it was too late. Like, okay. I thought you were more concerned with my safety when you're. Tr- I saw you trying to prevent it, but I thought it was more from a safety than a save my. You, you know, it wasn't. Oh, the reason it wasn't for the safety is that I have. I was so used to going to places in the ghetto throughout my life that that doesn't. Yeah. Like for some reason that doesn't scare. Like I'm the one who just walked through downtown Atlanta at 2 a.m. I was the only white guy there, and I'm just being swarmed by people uh, trying to do favors for me and asking me for money and following me and staring at me. Like, favors like, for me. like I was doing this just because I wanted. I gotta be honest, the ATL is a shithole, buddy. No, it is. I, I, I have to admit, I was kind of. I admit, I was, I was scared out there when they, all this was happening, and I was like, but I, I did put on a good act that I wasn't scared. Like I was acting like I was doing this on purpose. I was acting like annoyed and like just. uh like acting like I wasn't intimidating. I, I was like, just like standing up tall and I was looking people back in the eye and I was just, I was trying to not give the, the uh, impression that I was like the scared white guy. He was worried about, uh, uh, being surrounded here. And, and, uh, yeah, of course, now if they're, if they're going to attack me, then it would have been a big problem. But I, I at least didn't want them believing in, I didn't want to encourage this any further because if they saw fear, then they would have encouraged this further. And it would have put, made the situation worse. So it's kind of like I saw this kind of like when you're you're dealing with, uh, you know, they always say like if a, a wild animal's there and it, it looks like it's about to jump and attack you, you 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 don't run away. You just stand and stare at it and talk firmly. I got this. This is what I've got to do. I've got to just uh, talk firmly and say I'm not going to let this. Uh, uh, and the thing is like. They were so persistent. Like I'd say no, and then they keep following me. Are you sure you don't need it? You sure you don't? Need it? I can do this for you. Hey, let me do this for you. And like, like and several were doing it. Others were just like following me and staring at me. It was a very uh, a distressing thing. I said I shouldn't have done this. And uh, the, the funny thing is, when I when I tell my my mom that I'm taking these trips and they hear I'm going to like a big city, they, my mom always gets paranoid. She says, "You know, don't walk around in the city late at night." And usually, it's it's places that aren't even anything to worry about. But she said this about Atlanta, and I kind of just dismissed it. And she's never been to Atlanta, but she, you know, she heard about it. So she's like, if she had seen what was going on with me there, she would have been terrified. This is exactly what she was worried about that at two in the morning that that would be happening. But uh, you know, I made it back safe to the room with my uh, with my twelve pack of Coke and my uh, uh, my, my snacks and stuff that I had bought at CVS. But uh, yeah, I don't know how we got to that tangent. But <laughs> well, no, we were just talking about. Oh, about 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 uh, going places. Yeah. So so yeah. you know, I also lived in Riverside, California, between ninety three and ninety five, and that was a bad area from the, those years, especially. And that was those were the years that were just after the peak of crime in the United States. The all time peak uh, was in like nineteen ninety, and then it slowly was going down, but it was still very bad in in ninety three through ninety five. And so we lost Brandon. So I don't know, connect him. So, yeah, so, so I see we lost you again, but ninety three. on here? I don't know. Skype's terrible tonight, but for like ninety three through ninety five, the it was a bad area, and I was there for two years, and I kind of just 
got used to it, and I wasn't thrilled about it, but I got used to it. And so, and I even even in Vegas, I went to bad areas sometimes. I didn't go to Nellis, but I went to a number of bad areas in North Las Vegas and East Las Vegas and stuff. So that that part, I pro- I'm saying I probably would have done it also for the three hundred dollars, but I. Honestly, I was trying to protect uh, Trader Ruski and Calwat. I thought one of them's going to offer too much money, thinking that uh, you won't do it, and then and then you do it. And I, I saw it coming. But uh, it, at least it made an entertaining entertaining segment here. And and the truth is, you know, I'm not uh, I'm not Calwat's dad. I'm not Trader Ruski's dad. They they can spend their own money, and uh, you know they 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 chose to make the offer. <laughs> so you. Mm-hmm. You snap called and then you got paid here. At, le- at least I'm glad you got paid something for the show. That's that's a good thing. At least I, it'd be nicer if it came from like a sponsor rather than a, a, one of the co-hosts. But yeah, and yeah. I went in my own pocket too. I felt like giving her forty. Yeah, that was nice. I'll I'll say this here. Look, the, the, obviously someone working at Sonic in the ghetto it, it doesn't exactly have a, a a very luxurious lifestyle. It's someone who this forty dollars is, is huge to her, and that I'm sure that really. She's going to go home and so happy and say, oh, my God, look what happened at work today. This weird guy came something with about a radio show in St. George, Utah, and he gave me $40 to take a picture with me. Like, that's – that takes a number of – that takes you – know, I don't know how much they make there, but she has to work hours to make that $40. I, mean, I would imagine they make about what I think Nevada minimum wage is seven fifty or seven seventy. dollars Yeah, so – Much more than that. And then she's got to pay a little bit of taxes. I, mean, I, read, I remember that article, funny enough, the Chipotle article they made a point to say – that they start their employees way above minimum wage at ten dollars an hour, which is a lot in the in the fast. Yeah, it's it's, it's eight twenty five in, in Nevada is the okay, minimum then, wage. And then Chipotle pays so eight twenty five. So basically, if you take, you know, assume she worked an eight hour shift today, minus taxes and and you know everything and and, and you know all the other who knows if she has medical coming out, whatever it may be, she made probably just as much, if not maybe even slightly more. I mean, you know what I mean. Well, then she probably made more than that. She probably doesn't pay much as far as taxes, which probably gets most of it back from uh, because she just doesn't okay. make much money per year. But still, yeah, she, forty dollars wasn't that far off from what she probably made in, in the day if she if she worked eight hours. If she worked less less than eight, you may have paid her more than her shift. And I remember she's off Monday and Wednesday. <laughs> so, so, so you know, I have to hope that we get radio delayed again. I'll make another trip down there. <laughs> it, it, it's it's never if if you have. Made the day of somebody who doesn't make very much money, and 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 giving them something that that really. That's why I gave her the other twenty because I knew it. Yeah, so it would make it didn't mean much to me. Yeah, so that that that, that was that was she was that, so sweet to put on the headset, and you know she's at my car. You know they come out. See, I made the mistake because I didn't even think about this. At Sonic, there's no lobby. At least this one, I don't go to a lot of Sonics. Like there's no you either order at the drive-through or you park in that little spot. Yeah, I, I'm going right to give I'm going to give a tip about that. By the way, as, as someone who does go to Sonic, okay. Uh, the, the, in Vegas, I go. I don't really go in California, but in Vegas, I go to Sonic. Uh, in, in fact, Mikeon was surprised by this when 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 I made the uh, day six dinner break of the main event in 2010. He said. <laughs> You know, you want me to go get something for dinner for you or something? I said, yeah, I'm going to just go to Sonic. He said, what? You want to go to Sonic when you're day six in the main event? I said, yeah, I just want to pick up Sonic. So I feel like he was shocked that that's what I wanted, my day six meal. But to me, it was just another day. You know, it was an exciting day, but I didn't feel like I had to eat like a uh, some kind of special meal. Uh, so if I won the main event or something, then I'd eat a special meal after that. But uh, anyway, I um, those things where they come up to you, to your car, and you and you... Yeah, on roller skates or whatever they do. 
She just walked. Okay. I don't think she could balance on skates. <laughs> Whatever it is, that it looks cool that you pull up to a parking spot and have your own, almost like your own little uh, drive-through that you park there, call on there, order something, wait for them to bring it to you. For whatever reason, that's slower than the drive-through. You you get very poor priority in that, and every time I've used that, I've sat for a freaking eternity waiting for them to come. And when I go through the drive-through, it's so much faster. I think. Well, listen, the one that we call the Dairy Queen, maybe that's where everybody was at because this place was a ghost town. There was no one parked anywhere. I walk in within thirty seconds. Both my watermelon shake and my lemon limeade or whatever were brought out. Like there was no one even there. But yeah, I get your point. Especially the one on Flamingo. That one gets packed. Well, yeah, I, I had a bad experience there in the World Series. I went to the one on Flamingo, and I I got a, a pot committed situation. I got a, a drive through line that was already kind of long, but I I was just kind of. I was already there. I said, you know, I'll just sit in the line, whatever, use my phone for the time I'm waiting. I expected kind of like a 10-minute wait. I'm about 15 minutes through waiting, and I've only moved about half the line. And it's, what do you do at this point? Like, like, do you quit now if you've spent 15 minutes into it and you're halfway through? So I, I let the other 15 minutes pass. It was half an hour by the time I got to the front. And I asked, well, what's this about? Why would it take half an hour? Anyway, it was not a super long line. It was it was like what should have been a an eight to ten minute line, not a half an hour line. And I didn't see anyone getting some massive order, so I couldn't understand what was happening. They said they had a number of people calling sick that day. They're they're just very very slow in making the food because they hardly have any employees. They've got a skeleton staff. I said, okay, uh, why didn't you tell me when uh, when I ordered my food? Hey, do you have half an hour to wait? If you don't, maybe you should go somewhere else. She says, we were telling some of the people that. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? Tell- she said, well, sometimes we were mentioning, sometimes we weren't. I'm like, this, this is crappy. So uh, so they, I said, well, can you at least do something for me? I've waited half an hour. And she says, yeah, uh, here's a coupon for a free drink next time you come. <laughs> so I didn't want to argue anymore. I, I just took it and left. And, and I called the number on the... You know, it's funny. Something like that similarly happened to me. I, I don't know why or where, but I ended up... And I never do this. But I was somewhere where there was really nothing open to eat, and I went to Dairy Queen, of all places we called them, and I ordered a, ham- a burger. And uh, someone had a burger once, I think it was my girlfriend from there, and I took a bite, and I was like, oh, it's actually half decent. So I went and they did that, and I literally, I was there for 30 minutes, and they, they forgot my order. And, you know, I'm just sitting there patiently, and then finally, so after 30, 35 minutes, I get, you know, just like a, it was like a burger, that's all I got. Wait, did you walk in there or was it a drive-thru? No, I, I walked in. Yeah, I was wondering how they could forget in a drive-thru. And yeah. then I went to the manager, and I'm like, listen, I've been sitting here all this time. you know." And then they realized that somehow they forgot my order. And then he, you know, I'm like, listen, you know, can I have my burger free? Or you know, I need something. I've been sitting here for 30 minutes. And, and so he gives me a coupon for a small blizzard. <laughs> yeah. must, no, this, is a, this is the funniest part, which has to be redeemed. It was like within three days. Or <laughs> and I never went back, but I'm just like, really? And I, you know, I'm not going to argue. It was like, dude, you know, $3 or $4, whatever the burger costs there. But I'm just, just like, really, that's what I get, you know? Yeah. And, all... I, you know, in and out which usually has excellent service because they require this of, uh, you know, they, they're very strict, as I've mentioned before on the show, and the corporate office controls it very carefully. And everybody gets overpaid there. That's how they can control it so well. Those are very good jobs to have in fast food. We lost Brandon. We keep losing Brandon. So, so, so anyway, the in and out one time, they, uh, I've only had a few problems there, even though I've gone a whole lot of, you know, years because the standards are so strict. But one time, as like, just like you, they forgot my order. So I sat and sat and sat. And again, it was like half an hour, like you said. And I, I, I said, okay, where's my order? It's number whatever. 
Well, they made up a story at first that uh, someone else must have, they called my number, someone else must have grabbed my order, sorry, they'll remake it. I go, uh-uh, I was in here, I was listening, my number just never came up. And uh, and if someone else grabbed my order who ordered it, uh, where's their order? The guy's like, oh, uh, I said, like, my number never, you, you forgot it. So I go, let me, and so finally the guy re- reluctantly admitted, okay, we may have forgotten, it's possible we forgot the order. And I said, but we're making it for you right now. It'll be out in a few minutes. And I said, I've already waited half an hour here. Can I have it for free? He says, look, we're making it right now. Um, th- that's that's all. We, maybe we can give you uh, a free drink or something. I said, you know what? That's fine. I'm just going to get home and I'm going to I'm gonna call the main number and explain what happened. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. You know what? We'll give you the order free. They, they, they panic it in and out if you say you're going to call the main number because that's how the manager gets judged. And if the, if the main number gets called and a complaint like it gets put through – they have a, a strike against them, and if they get a certain number of strikes, the manager gets fired, who makes a lot of money there. So the how manager, do you know this? yes, yeah, so this is in and out only. So in and out. How do you know there's a strike system? I, I know because I know someone who used to work the main office. Oh. Yeah, I, I, a girl I dated in, in around like. So you could technically sabotage somebody. I'm sure. Oh, you could totally sabotage. Oh yes, no, no, there's not. They they just oh, if funny. they get enough, they, you're gone. So that's why that's why they're so the manager is in a panic there. They don't want the strikes against them, and the employees, of course, has the manager stop the strikes. If there's any crap employee there, he fires them because there's a, there's a if there's an employee that keeps screwing up, it's going to reflect badly on him, and he's going to get fired. So the manager's got to get rid of the bad employees before there's bad complaints about him. So that's why this manager tried to get. I don't know why he couldn't just give me the food for free. He just wanted to be a, you know, a jerk and say, no, you're, you're getting a drink, that's it, Even though, and, and lie to me about how they didn't forget it. Uh, when I said I'm going to call the main number, he went into a panic and, and, uh, and, and quickly backed down. So in and out, you ever have a dispute with them, which is they're, – they're very good. So I don't I've, wanna... never, I've gone there probably 100 times over 16 years or whatever. I've never had one problem. I, I've gone much more than 100, and I can tell you I've, I've probably had about – Two or three problems total. I so. go once every two months or so for you know. I've, what what problems have you had? I, I only recall three problems. Uh, one was just forgetting something when I got home from the drive-through that you know they packed it all in one bag and I got it, something was forgotten that they took care of. Uh, the 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 second was a uh, was them closing the drive-through ten minutes early. Yeah, I remember that. yeah and, the, and the, the, this was this was the third one about how they uh, uh, they forgot my order and then tried to. Be obnoxious when I ask for something. You're telling me all I can have is a drink. So, so it, it, you ever do have a problem with in and out though, and they won't make it right at the store? Just tell them, okay, I'll get home and call the 800 number and tell them they're going to immediately reverse course because that uh, that's how they're judged. Is they, they do not want calls in complaining, uh, and and it depends. Like they have a system. It depends how, what the type of thing is. If, if it's a, a complaint, like the manager wouldn't make it right, that's very bad on the manager. If it's like. Well, I got home. And my drive-through thing didn't contain enough. You know, it didn't ha- it was missing something. Provided it doesn't happen too much, they they forgive that because they know this is going to happen every so often. And also, sometimes the customer doesn't know what he's talking about or is trying to roll them. So they 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 keep that in mind too. Right. But it's it's a good. It works. I mean, you see, you've, you said you've gone a hundred times, never had a problem. There's a reason for never, that. Never never had a problem. There's a reason for that. That's because they, uh, and that that's an example. That's actually an example for those of you that for those that. Uh, uh, you know, talk about how the minimum wage has to be higher, and for those that say that talk about, uh, uh, you know, is it impo- is it impossible to have good service and still make money? No. What In and Out does is they overpay everybody by some, but not way too much. But they overpay every single employee they have. But it comes with having to perform very, very well. So if you want the if you want the the good paying fast food job, then don't screw up. If you're a good paid manager. If you're a highly paid fast food manager compared to others, 
you don't let the people below you screw up. And that keeps everybody in line. It really does. It's, it's, it's proof that if you tie, uh, what, if you tie a overpayment at your job to performance, to keeping that job, uh, people are going to fall in line where if, if, uh, there's low expectations and low pay, no one's going to give a crap. And that's, that's what most fat foods like. And that's why they, at McDonald's, they screw up your order all the time. So anyway, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's all I got tonight. I, I, I got one more thing. Yeah. This is something that will be much more near and dear to your heart than me. Are the San Francisco Giants in the middle of a colossal epic meltdown? Yes. Of all-time proportions. Yes, and the only thing that's fortunate for them is that the they're too – They got swept by, by the Padres who, at home for who, the first time in nine years. I don't know if you saw today the news, The uh, not anything to do with the series – but the manager, the GM of the Padres was suspended 30 days without pay by Major League Baseball for tampering in some sort of trade with no, the medical records. I didn't see of that. Some trade they did with the Boston Red Sox. I didn't, I didn't that was see that. Tonight. I didn't see that, but I'll say this with but the Giants. The, tell, tell us about what's going on with, with, with the Giants. Well, first of all, it's, it's a case of overachieving, underachieving, where they overachieved in the first half. They were not, they were the best team in baseball record wise uh, up until the All-Star break. And they didn't, they weren't that good. This, this, they were just running well, and players were playing over their head. Everything happened to fall in place. It was one of these things where the team just had a far better record than they deserved to have. However, the team is not as bad as they've been since then. Uh, they, they've been the, the worst team in baseball. They were the best team in baseball prior to the break. They're the worst team in baseball after the break. And, and, and that meltdown has cost them. From, they had an eight-game lead over the Dodgers, who were in second. The Dodgers are now ahead of them, uh, coming to today by five. Uh, so I, I actually didn't even see if the Dodgers managed to win today or if the Giants won today. But uh, the so obviously the Dodgers are going to win the division, and uh, the question is, will the Giants manage to take one of the two wild cards? They have two teams they're competing with. There's two of these three teams are going to make the wild card, and one will not. That's the Mets, the Cardinals. And the Giants, but now none of them are, are the playing. The Giants won tonight. Uh, they beat the Cardinals, which actually oh, made, that, that that helps them a lot. Which made uh, the Cubs clinch the division, which is amazing. <laughs> there, they, there were, I think, seventeen games or sixteen yeah. games. Like it's a ridiculous, staggering number. And let's see, uh, the Boston beat the Yankees, which are really going to hurt hurt the Yankees. Yeah, I think they're screwed. Uh, Nonetheless, though, they made it remarkable just to be competitive at this yeah, point. Yeah, they really were. Uh, your Dodgers lost 7-3 to three tonight to Arizona. Okay. So it's back to four games. So they're, they're not going to catch the Dodgers here. Kansas I, City lost an important game, so they're going to be... Yeah, they're, they're looking very bad. Let's see what the... Uh... But but back in you know, the National League, the, uh, that's a, the, the only thing giving the, the Giants a chance to make the wild card is that the, the, the Cardinals and the Mets are not playing well either. And, and those are really the only two teams that have a realistic shot at making the two wild cards. So one of these three teams is going to be left behind, and it's, it's kind of hard to tell who it's going to be. But right now, really, the one that's playing the worst of the three is the Giants. And especially when they don't have uh, Johnny Cueto pitching. Tonight they did, and they won. But uh, when he- four, yeah, So the Dodgers are four games up on the Giants. And in the wild card... Right now, the Giants have a one-game lead over the New York Mets and two games over St. Louis for the first wild-card spot. Yeah, so so they can make the wild-card, but I think 
if I had to guess which of the three you're going to miss, I'd say the Giants because they're just they're playing that badly right now. Maybe they'll turn it around and squeak it out, but uh, I, I don't. All, these three teams are just not looking good, and I just don't see a wild card miracle this year from the National League. I think whoever makes the two wild cards uh, is going to get. What's strange? The Dodgers are absolutely almost stellar at home. Yes, they're they're below five hundred on the road. Yeah, they've been very good at home. Yeah, and Puig is coming around. He hit a home run the other night, knocked someone's tooth out too. I don't know if you. Saw yeah, that. I saw that. They took a picture with her. Yeah, I know it was ridiculous. But yeah, he, yeah, the Dodgers they they have Kershaw back and he's looking good. So they're not. Gonna, I don't think they're going to blow this four game lead, especially against the Giants who aren't playing well. So uh, I, I think the Dodgers are going to take this division, and I I, st- I still think the Dodgers are going to beat the Nationals in the first round. I think the Cubs are easily going to win their first round against the wild card winner, and it'll be Dodgers. Cubs in the NLCS, and that that's going to be this be a tough one for the Dodgers to win. That the Cubs I think are the Cubs are going to make the World Series. Well, they're they're, they're looking excellent right now, especially with uh, with Lester pitching so so well. But uh, we talked about it before. The one thing I don't like is that first round. I still think it should be a best of seven. It should be. Yep. I don't think that. I mean, anything can happen in in you know the variance. It just it. it you play 162 games. Why not make every round even like the you know basketball? NBA used to be the same thing. I don't know if you remember. Yes, uh, it used to, the first round used to be best of five. Yeah, I hate the best of five. It's, it's not then, enough. Yeah, ex- exactly. It's just not enough of a sample size. Uh, and I just I hate 162 games, and it comes down to best of five in the first round. No, they should all be best of seven. I, I hate that. I hope they switch it one day, but there's not even any talk of it. So. I also don't love the, the the wild card with a one game playoff. That's just such a sick thing. I don't like it either. But what what do you think they should do? Two out of three. Yeah, two out of three. Give. I think. It, it's yeah. just, and, and, I don't like. I mean, it's the same thing. One hundred sixty two games, and it comes down to the variance of one game. Yeah, but I I, I understand they can't they can't hold up the whole thing while they play a seven game series for the two wild cards. But no, uh, no. But sure. a, 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 I think I think each team should get a home game, and the team with the better record gets the deciding game if need be. Yeah, and and. It doesn't make sense. And of course, they need to get rid of that stupid all-star game deciding the home court advantage crap. Just have it the team with the best record, period. Especially now they have interleague play, so that even makes it more fair. Why? What was the incentive of doing that again? This was if because recall, of the stupid thing. After the stu- was it after that stupid tie? Yes, it was after the tie, and everyone got mad. And then there's like, well, what are we playing the whole thing for? So because out of all the sports, I think even more than basketball, definitely football. The baseball all-star game has always got good <coughs> ratings. It's always been, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, what do they call that there? The Midsummer's Classic. So, yeah, I, I thought that was because of the Sea League debacle. It was. It was. Okay. I couldn't remember if that was right. Yeah, they so need to get rid of about, it. It's been about, what, about eight years, nine years now? Yeah, and what's even dumber is that sometimes now in the All-Star game, you're having players that uh, are in their final year, and there's actually pitchers grooving pitches to them. So they can, uh, you know, famous players who are in their last year, so they can get a hit or a home run. So it's a... To have that as their well, final thing. It's, it's interesting you say that because speaking of which, I read an article last night uh, on ESPN.com and the writer's bias. And I, well, maybe not so much bias because he did back up some statistical stats. Uh, he was claiming that David Ortiz is by far having the best farewell season of any baseball player ever and maybe any modern day athlete ever. Um, you know, he's leading. The league and slugging, which no player in their last year has ever done. Um, he's also leading the entire league in extra base hits, which no player in their league has ever done. 
Uh, he's on pace to hit. I mean, there's like five different stats with that that kind of just blew my mind. But you know, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, you're well, there, there's there's there's, uh, there's rumors that he's on steroids, and that uh, well, there's rumors that everyone. Well, I know, but the, with the, 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 the re- tools, uh, you know, I mean, it, he's well, never the, failed a test. His name has never come up like the, definitively with anything. The rumor, so. the rumors are about him on this, and that uh, it's his last year anyway. That so he said that before the season started. No, I know, but the but that he, he's his last year anyway, and uh, and of course, someone at age forty doing this is it is so improbable. Like you were talking about, the stats he's he's putting up are amazing. Or it could just be an anomaly that we'll maybe never see again. I just I I've, I've just I've just never seen someone who wasn't aided by steroids do this well at age forty. It's just very hard at age forty to be a dominant player in, in any of these professional sports. Especially somebody with that kind of weight he's carrying. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, he's just uh, – it's not like he's in great shape. It's a- but he's never I, – see, I, I – I, you know, I can speculate, think in my head, but I, I'm not of the sort that's going to conv- convict somebody like that without any – you know, there's – he's passed – and I, I mean, I don't know, but from what I read, that it's a very rigorous, you know, modern – testing you know that they do these days so and you hear about these players getting still suspended look at the guy my guy from uh the marlins that got suspended yeah, D. gordon for all his yeah years. so i mean he hasn't failed anything he's never been linked you know i mean how even tiger woods was linked to you know, the, the someone in canada with i don't know some sort of what, what is it called the, the the growth hormone that helps you heal faster Whatever that one was, that was the one that Tiger Woods was linked to. Something that, that repairs your body faster from injury. Yeah, these HGH. Is that what? Okay. So I mean, I, I agree. You know, but until there's proof, I'm not going to doubt him. For all we know, he has done everything the right way. His whole yeah, I, I'm just mentioning that, that that's something that's no, I know, a little suspected, I know. given that. Uh, so yeah, so he is having an amazing year here, and forty years old. You know, he may be in the World Series again. Boston's looked very good, and uh, they they had a. Lousy start to the season, but they've looked great since then. Yeah. So yeah, that's. I, I think the Giants may uh, may miss the playoffs, and they're again they're only aided by the fact that uh, the other two teams they're competing with for the wild card are having their own issues. Yeah. Yeah. So it was only two weeks left or so, and uh, I, I you know I never got to a second Dodgers game this year with Ben. It's just something keeps coming up on the Fridays. Either the Dodgers aren't there, or we have to do something else, or it's some kind of high-profile game where the tickets are just outrageously priced, like against the Cubs or against the Boston Red Sox, or th- you know, where, where the more expensive than playoff games. So I don't go, and, and then uh, so a lot, of, a lot of times, and, and what's funny is, is uh, they're actually not. Uh, there wouldn't be at home tomorrow anyway, so I couldn't go tomorrow. But I, I couldn't go tomorrow anyway. But did you plan on seeing one again before the season? Ends? I, I don't know. But now the season's almost ending. I'm thinking maybe I should go to the playoffs. But then again, the playoffs I probably would, would go with someone else, and not Benjamin. So why? Benjamin wouldn't appreciate the playoffs as much as, as somebody. Benjamin is more. Uh, well, he knows how to fold that nine deuce. Yeah, I know, but but, but he but he he more appreciates the the whole environment there than than well, then getting. You could take him to the. Cucamonga Ranger or Cucamonga, what is it? Cuc- what's the <laughs> Rancho Cucamonga Quakes, yeah, whatever. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. And he'd appreciate it just the he, same. He, he, well, no, because the stadium atmosphere is different, but oh, yeah, he, he kind of would uh, in, in, in another way. But Quakes. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd probably go with my dad or something to the. That's what I did last year. Yeah. Or no, I, not last year, I did. It was the, day, the year before I went with my dad to the. Well, year. nonetheless, you're lucky that you have a team in contention. 
my Marlins faded fast. Yep. And I mean, they're not out of it. They're, they're still mathematically involved. Or uh, yeah, it's not five games back. That's not. Yeah, it's not going to happen. And, uh, and they've won three in a row just to get the five games back. Too, yeah, so. provided the Dodgers don't really shit the bed, this will be their fourth division title in a row. In a row. Yeah. So they're just not going anywhere in the playoffs. But <laughs> this year they so might. What though. is this whole thing with Puig? Was it just let's teach him a lesson? Like, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. They, they got tired of, of a lot of things with him, and they, they said, we've got to do something to shake him up. So we've got to get the message across, and we, we haven't been able to do it so far, that, that he's got to really take everything seriously, work hard, always try when you're out there, you know, pay attention to what you're doing. It, it just There were so, too many lapses where he's still acting like a rookie, even though he's not one anymore. He's far from one now. So they, they're like, look... <laughs> He's got to develop at some point. He's going nowhere. He's he's in fact he's regressed. So whenever it seems like he makes progress, he slips right back. So there's like let's do something that's really going to shake him up. So they sent him to the minors. They they would have traded him if the offer was good enough, but they didn't get anything that wowed them. They weren't really looking to trade him. They just uh, they would have been open to it, and uh, they they didn't get anything. There's talk about trading him for Ryan Braun. But uh, it didn't happen, and they. Uh, you know, it's funny that uh, speaking of Ryan, uh, the guy from the Phillies, what is it, Ryan Howard? Yeah, he is mad at them because they've been playing young talent, and uh, instead of giving him a chance to showcase his abilities so he can get picked up next year, <laughs> he's already showcased. That's laughable. Like he showcased movie. his abilities for several years now. That's why he's yeah. not going to get uh, a very good contract next year. Yeah, I mean he's hitting under two hundred. So shout out to the uh, what's the seven seven four? That's one of those right newer now. area codes. I don't know that one. All right. Well, he's, he just tuned in, so he must have just woke up. He's a gentleman or a lady, I don't know, that uh, wrote last week before the show on the day of the two hundred show. Good luck tonight, Drexel, and Godspeed. I hope you do radio the rest of the time. Tell Todd I'm concerned about his high sodium diet. Uh, <laughs> And then I wrote, I relay your concerns. And he just wrote, hey, Brandon. I wrote, hi, just finishing up the fraud show. And he wrote, can't wait to listen to the archives. Okay. 774, glad you're tuning in. Yeah, I've heard from him before. Yeah. And so that's all I got, buddy. I don't, it's 3 a.m. Yeah, that's, that's about all I've got here, too. I've driven to the hood and back, and I did the show for two hours before and then four hours after. You know, you know what's strange is I'm like, oh, we're finishing at 3. It's a short show. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. It's been seven hours. We've been doing this for seven hours. It just, uh, I was almost feeling like the show's a bit short. I was like, oh, we're ending early tonight. No, compared to last week, maybe. But yeah, I, I think uh, we, we've done enough here. And I, I think it's a pretty good show tonight. And, uh, you know, we had to come with something kind of strong since we just came off the 200th episode. By the way, I said something wrong last week about how I counted the 200. I said that I counted your Into the Night broadcasts into that. I don't know why I said that, because it's not true. Your Into the Night broadcasts, while they are broadcasted by the Call to Listen line, along with the others, it's in the rotation. They're independent of each of, of one another, right? But but I did not I did not count those. I actually... Uh, there were 200 episodes of just the regular show. That was the 200th. And then we also had six of the Into the Night with Drex show. Wow. You know, shout out to J-Stat... Week after week, this guy's in here from the beginning to the end. I don't know how he does it. He's still with us now, thanking us for a great show. This guy has a lot of endurance. He told me he's. I met the, him. He's awesome. Yeah, he lives in the Bay Area, and he he drives. 
table. He drives the entire way from the Bay Area to Las Vegas, like 570 miles straight without stopping. Wow. Yep. I mean, he may stop to go to the bathroom, but he just goes straight through all the way through. Well, I met him this past summer, a uh, real gentleman. Yeah, I've, I've met him. That's when that's when he told me. He's like, yeah, I think he busted from a limit hold'em event. He's like, yeah, I'm driving back tonight. I was like, wait, you're driving all the way back to the Bay Area? Yeah, I'm like, isn't that like close to 600? Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm just going to do it. It's fine. Like, wow, that's uh, like the longest drive I make is is the drive from like the L.A. area to Lake Tahoe, which is a little less than 500, and that's that's pretty long. I wouldn't want to go another for that better video poker scale. Yeah, that's why I do it. Sadly, (laughs) (laughs) at least there's other things there. At least there's other things in in Tahoe than just the video poker. So, okay, everybody. We uh, assuming I don't have anyone in town. I don't have anything going on. I'm not traveling. Uh, assuming nothing changes, we'll be back on Wednesdays now. Provided nothing changes, yeah, we'll be back in six days. The on... thing I don't like about the Thursday is the football now. That's true. Okay, right. we'll we'll probably be back on September 21st, Wednesday at around 7:30 p.m. Whenever we get started. Thank you for listening. Whether in the archives, I, I got to decide if I'm going to edit this show at the beginning of the fail. Probably should. What's, okay. What's 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 the keyword for today? The keyword for today is watermelon. No colloquial. A colloquial. No, okay. What was a colloquial? Wasn't that colloquial evidence? Yeah, the colloquial. That's the sent to you. I thought you meant the keyword for the show. I'd say it's watermelon. That probably was. All okay. right. Shalom. Shalom.